So I pulled something out and he said, what are you going to do with that? So obviously I was fucking, I've let it off and I went right through, I think it's right through here and went through one side and come out the other side. Ooh. And obviously his mates have ran off and he spun around like a fly. Well, I, I was responsible for putting a lot of fire under the seat or whatever I was responsible for it. It is what it is. It's something I regret. I don't know, I, I just want to be radical, like anti-authority. And, and, and then I went to Peterborough from Long Latin, and that's when I, I went deep, deep into it. And counter-terrorism were, were looking at me and so on. Because I remember when I got out of that sentence in 2009, the probation even said, they said, counter-terrorism, we're on my MAPA meetings. And then the groomed becomes the groomer. I was once groomed, then I become the groomer. So I was once groomed by terror networks, and then I, I groomed kids into gangs. All right, you're in for a treat today. It's going to be a very engaging story, but with an important social message about what Sicarius is doing now and his mission. He's gone through such insane heavy things he's on a mission now to pull people out of that lifestyle and we're going to get to that the story is going to involve some very controversial subjects so it's, it's going to be a heavy story that's not been told before in long form like this on youtube and all of his links if you want to support his mission will be in the description box below the video if you want to follow him on the socials and help him get this mission off the ground, which we're going to get to. So, huge thank you for coming on, Sicarius. Yeah, yeah. Apologies, okay. I'm very wavy today. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our friend's up from Bristol, yeah. <laughs> just just going back to the beginning of your life story then, from your accent, you know, I'm, I'm from Widnes, right by Liverpool. Yeah. What, what was it like for you growing up? What part of Liverpool were you in? Uh, I grew up in Anfield. Anfield. Uh, well, just on the outskirts of Anfield, it was like near... Lowbrick Road in Townsend Lane, and then <clears throat> uh, from that I moved towards uh, more towards Central Anfield, like by Liverpool's ground. Okay. And then I was living there till about, I don't know, about until I went to prison in two thousand and four. So you into football at an early age, living so close to Anfield. No, I used to hate football because because we were from fifteen. I was always up to no good, so <clears throat> football matches bring police attention. So I couldn't go and rob the wheelchairs or whatever whatever oh, I was doing, do you know what I mean? <laughs> From the age of... Uh, I was probably younger, I was robbing wheelchairs, but <clears throat> 15, 16, I was probably robbing the cars, so the matches were good, so I could steal the cars, but saying that again, there was always police, police attention, so it, it used to piss me off a bit, you know what I mean? But um, one of the things we used to do from our kids, and we didn't even know why, <clears throat> was that, um, the Man U supporters... The man, the man, you fans mm. would always scratch their cars and rob the radios. <laughs> would always target the away footballers. Yeah, like older people, older fellas would say, "Go and target them cars." And the lads who'd mind the cars, there, there was a there was a black fella called Sheldon. He used to mind all the cars, and he used to make sure all the Liverpool, like all the like home uh, fans were all right, but the away fans would would be targeting them. Do you know what I mean? So would would distract Sheldon down that way, and then wake up the other way and target all the cars. I take the badges, the wheels, and so. And uh, there was a few times I, I know it's all we used to put bogies on the handles and that. Bogies, bogies. Well, that, that's <laughs> this when we were kids, but we, we were influenced into doing it. You know what I mean? So 
And then, but it, that that was in the in the good days when when I was well behaved. Mm. But yeah, uh, the foot the football weren't really. I weren't really a fan of it. Never have been a fan of it. Well, how were you in school then? I left when I was I think I was twelve, and then got into motorbikes like mopeds and stuff like that. Uh, they were legit. Like I, I used to buy them with, with the money I got from my parents and so on. And I had loads of ferrets. So I used to go hunting. I had about twenty five ferrets in a big hutch in in, in the backyard. And lurches, we used to go rabbiting and foxing and that. But I was that weird kid where all my mates would be with the girlfriends, and I'd be I'd be walking around with two ferrets in my pocket and a, and a lurcher with 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 an old dead rabbit in me in my rucksack. What I just called oh it. But I was I was a bit of a strange strange kid. I never had a girlfriend. Till I was like just before my sixteenth birthday. Do you know what I mean? So I was a bit of a everyone used to think I was a bit of an oddbod. I was always like on my own and. I was a bit of a strange one. And we'd be going out drinking on parks and meeting girls. I'd, I'd be going out with my ferrets, putting them down rat holes and chasing rats and stuff. Wow. I mean, I remember in Lister Drive, there's a place in Liverpool called Lister Drive, and uh, there was a rat, some big, dirty, horrible rat, and everyone was running away from it. And I went and grabbed it. I, I must have been about 13. I got bit on the finger. I've still got, still got the scar on my finger there. I got bit on the finger by a rat, never even had the tetanus. Ooh. I mean, well, surprise, surprise, I'm still here now, but I didn't care, I had, I had no, because I used to catch rats all the time, just had no fear of them. When I've grabbed it, it's bit me, bit me on the finger, these big yellow teeth on it. But everyone, I, I was a bit of a, bit of an oddball as a kid, you know what I mean? So your sport was going and hunting rats? Hunting, hunting rats, yeah, and, uh, I don't know, whatever I could hunt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But uh, I know it was a bit cruel, yeah, it's not, but I don't know, it's just, I don't really know what got me into it, and sometimes I go with, People who had the birds and and had hunt like rabbits with the birds. It, it, it was it was interesting. You know what I mean? I I, I used to love birds of prey. I mean, I, nev- I remember I bought a barn owl when I was about must have been about eighteen, but I didn't understand how to keep barn owls. Really, it was it was stupid of me. It was a stupid decision. And I've kept it in a cage in the garden. I come out one day and it was just froze to death. Oh. It was just froze. But I used to always bring it in and put it in the sink and it wash itself in the bowl. Oh. They're, they're quite intelligent. It was it was an owl and it was. Yeah, I used to go rambling in the car with it on my passenger seat. It was, it was boss. I used to love it, but come out just one driving round with your owl. Yeah, come, come, out, come out one day and it was just dead. I was, I was pissed off. Do you know what mm. I mean? But it's, it was just through lack of understanding of how to keep. Do you know what I mean? I just thought I could buy an owl and keep it in a cage and f- feed it, and that was that. But we went to cage anyway. So we had a bit of a weird childhood, and then from here it, it ended up escalating my criminality. Into stealing cars and uh, being involved in the robs, like stolen goods and stuff like that. Were your parents trying to steer you away from that? I don't want to criticise them, but, but no. They, they, but I'm not saying they've done it intentionally, or uh, I can't really put the blame at their feet, do you know what I mean? Because they, they never had no bad intention, but uh, I think if there would have been a, a more positive influence, should I say, uh, and, a, and a different bit of guidance and certain events wouldn't have unfolded in my life, then I don't think I would have went on a path I was on. Do you know what I mean? But most people around me ended up in some form of criminality and some form of either selling drugs, being thieves or being drug addicts. Or, so out of everyone around me, everyone I mixed with, there was, only, um, there was only one person who went on to be successful. He was initially involved in crime for a couple of years, but then he went on to be a successful business person. He's a multi-millionaire now, but out of everyone around us, he's the only person I made it in life. The rest... The rest are just either in prison, dead, addicted to drugs. But that's that's from my childhood, from the early years, you know what I mean? What about your brothers and sisters back then? Mm. 
Normally, my, my brother, well, one of my brothers, I used to put like rats in his in his toy box, dead rats. So I was I was a bit of a <laughs> me like me to, to come home and it'd be like a bag of rats by the door. What a culture, mm. me, what to be feeding to me ferrets. I was a I was a creepy kid, but I never used to get sick. <laughs> and, he, and he started getting sick once once I started getting me like me flu jabs and that. But I never used to. Me immune system was rock solid. Yeah, I used to climb on the floors we, when we lived in Anfield. We lived in a street called uh, Off Towns and Lane, and I used to get under the floorboards. There was floorboards in one room. I'd lift them up and I'd climb under. And there was a big gap between the floor and and and, and the mud, and I'd crawl up all the houses. I could crawl up like ten houses. And it, I was a bit, I know it sounds a bit creepy, but I'd listen on the people's floors, what they were saying and that. Do you know what I mean? So they'd be in the living room having a conversation, I'd be under the floor listening to them. Do you know what I mean? It was well, a bit of a, I went doing it in a creepy, I, I was only younger, I went doing it for a creepy purpose, but I used to like getting muddy and I was one of them kids, I was one of them muddy kids. I was always muddy, I was always in a park or a field or doing, you know, with a ferret, with a ferret in me, probably. <laughs> but, and he used to use me ferrets sometimes. I, I'd, I'd net the holes, so like we would put them down rabbit holes. I'd net the holes from me ferret time. When he used to, when he, he never used to come out, I'd wait for hours and hours and I'd be devastated, do you know what I mean? And I'd go back for days and days and try and find it and see if it was living on the island. And would you eat the rabbit? And I, I tried to eat I, I tried it once, but I don't think I cooked it properly. I can't cook. So what do you do so with it? used to give it to me ferrets, feed me ferrets. Because yeah. I, I had a girlfriend who had a ferret. I, I used to love them. Um, I don't know too in, much in about the house, In the house, in the house, we had all these like tubes, like Ferret City, mm. and they just go up and down <laughs> these tubes and everything. I, I had a big run outside in the backyard for my, but even in the freezing, even the, the, the used to, it, was, it was like a big sleeping area, massive. I think he had around 25 in the run. Must have been a 10 foot run. Um, and when the door cuddled up in the box, I had loads of straw, loads of hay, loads of, it, it, it was dead warm and cozy. And I, and I, I dumped in the lid, and it all be like cozied up. And then, and then the door, do you have like a unique sense of humor? One of, one of the be- one of the best animals I've ever had. You know what I mean? Like, like, like they make mad noise and look at you, and some of them are horrible. Some of them hang off your finger, and that. some of them are aggressive. I had this little albino. Uh, it was it was a thing to call the Jill, a female once, and she was angry every time I go there. She just hang off my finger. But I think that's I don't know what caused her to be like that. I think she's just pissed off for some reason. Do you know what I mean? But the the one of the most interesting. Animals I've ever had. They are very interesting, yeah, they very are. nifty, aren't yeah. they? Very they've intelligent. Got, they've got their own yeah. sense of humour. Yeah. The way, the way they run about them, they're, they're, in, they're mischievous little little things for me. I remember so. I was in a pub in Guildford and someone come in with one. Did they? Yeah, like dressed up and it had like a little outfit on. I used to have leads in that. I used to have leads in that for my sometimes. Yeah, they'd walk you, around and leads. Little, little collars yeah. on them, you know what I mean? Or little harness and, and lead, they, they were possible. Most times I just throw them in my little bag or I'd have them in my pocket or something. They're, they're good. I mean, but... Uh, how many years did you have the ferrets for? I don't think I got my first ferret when I was about 12, 10, 12, something like that. And I got rid of them when I was about 14, 15. So we had them for years. I used to go, there's a, there used to be a pet shop, I think it might still be there, called Lister Drive. I used to go there all the time and get like my hay and my straw. I was in there every other day, getting my animal stuff and getting me. Uh, sometimes I get them frozen rabbits or frozen this and whatever, and sometimes I catch my own. I know people say it's cruel catching rabbits, but... It's what I was done as a kid, I didn't really know no difference, you know what I mean? And catching mm. rats and that, it's one of them, but I'm surprised I went full of disease. Even pigeons and that. I used to catch pigeons on the fishing wire. Fishing wire with a hook with a bit of bread. Well, people say it's cruel, and, you know, I don't do it now, but I didn't know any difference as a kid. That was just, I was catching the food, you know what I mean? I'm surprised I went catching my own food because I, I never used to eat well at home, you know what I mean? So surprised I never had the pigeon myself. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was a rough upbringing, but... No, it is what it is. It's the area we were brought up in. It's 
So what led to the criminal activity? What, what was the first um, yeah. brush with the law? I think it was when I was about 15 or something on a, on a, on a moped without a licence, uh, like a, a, mo- a motorbike. Hmm. Um, Ran a corner from where I live. Uh, so, some, some lad was driving it. Uh, it was my bike, some, someone was driving it. And I was on the back, and a police car, it was a Cavalier. This must have been about 1996, 19, something like that. I might have been about 14, 15. Come behind with the blue light on. And we were trying to get away, but we couldn't, we couldn't give chase. It was, it was a proper crap moped, do you know what I mean? Like some little, <laughs> it was disgusting. And he, he had the rev ride back, and we're both going, but we were moving about 10 miles an hour. So obviously the police just pulled in front of us and got us off and took us to the Walton Main Police Station. Well, I think they only took me. I think they let him go home. And then they uh, took my motorbike and I phoned my parents. And then they come and got me and they give the, you know, the police were quite all right me back then. Slap so, on the wrist. I was just a kid on a bike, weren't I? And, and you didn't have the problems we face now in society. So it was just, a, it was just wearing a rod bike. It was legit. So... So they just let yeah. you go. They just took yeah. me to the police station. My parents come and got me a few hours later, and but you know I shit myself. I was in the cell, shit myself. Just uh, just there. So I think that was my first time in the cell, in a police cell. It must have been about fourteen, fifteen. In Walton Lane, it was. I think that I think that was my first time, yeah. And then from there, it just escalated. I, I started getting into it a bit more, and then getting into cars. I was buying Skodas. I learned to drive when I was eleven. What? Eleven, I learned to drive. Huh. Um, someone let me to drive on, on the beach and then it just went on from there but I, and I think I never went on the road till I was like 13, 14 on the beach was that Formby then or I don't even know it was a beach it might have been Formby or somewhere yeah. it, it was one of the beaches yeah but you don't get many beaches in the build yeah but, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah they got these statues on it now and everything mm. I think my first car no my first car was a Chevette a Vauxhall Chevette that was when I was 14 I think and uh it had a broken back window, so I put, I put a blanket over the window, like a navy blanket. It, it was disgusting. You know, it was horrible. But we used to get about and think we were. And then we had a Skoda. We used to have, a, have to rev it by your hand from the passenger side because the cable snapped. Do you mean so? I just got addicted to cars, and then from then went into stealing them. I used to steal uh, Mondeos. I had a habit for Mondeos. I don't know why. Popular car. I, I, this was like when I was fifteen or something like that. Mm. But sometimes we'd steal like three a day. I know it's bad because uh, you, you don't realise the impact at the time. You don't realise the impact you're having on people. Whereas now, I, I hate car robbers, I hate thieves. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I, I see the impact it has. But back then, when you're a kid, when you're a monster, you don't know any different. You don't know any better. Was it a joyride or were you selling them? Man, are you selling me? I got, I got arrested one, one time for selling them to police. It must have been about 19. And I, I was advertising them. And the police... The, the, where the, where the, I can't remember where it, where they was anyway, but the police had turned up to buy them. Right. Well, once I was selling a Ford Fiesta, um, and a, a police officer had come with his family to buy the Fiesta, seeing it was me. He used to pull me all the time. This the policeman that used to stop me in the area all the time, but he's come out to buy this car, seeing it was me, shook his head and started laughing and walk away. And that's how I think he's put he's put me on the radar because a few weeks later they've come out to buy a. Um, an Amiga, a Vauxhall Amiga, um, and this, um, and I think it was in this, um, Michael or something, and they were undercover police. So I went out to sell them the car, and then there was loads of police waiting. So they arrested me for the free cars I tried to sell them. <coughs> um, what was the charges on that one? I don't know, I was a kid. It's when I was a kid, I was young. It was... I, don't know, I really couldn't tell you. Yeah. 
don't know, but it, it was it was about must have been about sixteen or something. I done when I was young. Do you know what I mean? I didn't do it when I was older, but I don't know, selling rob car parts or something. Like that. I haven't got a clue. Theft. Yeah, some some type of. Well, I was breaking them down and things like that, like selling the engines and stuff. But I can't even remember the exact facts. But I ended up getting arrested, and that was that. And then after that, I think I done that. I was about twenty, age twenty, and then I, was, I knocked that on the head. I stopped, stopped stealing, and I went and got into more organised type of crime. Yeah, mm. and then from that, it just escalated. My life just down spiraled. So, what led to your first actual <coughs> sentence? First sentence, I think, was when I ran. I ran the police. I'm sure they ran me. I don't even think I ran them. But at a stolen car, the um, the police were chasing me. I think it was a seven, 16, 17, but I've still got bad mind fuck off the COVID, so I can't remember exactly the, the ages and that, but I must have been about 16, I was in a stolen car, the police chased me, uh, I couldn't I couldn't get away from them, so I spun round and just ended up crashing into them, I don't, but I, I honestly thought they ran me, but in the statements they said I ran them, I, I don't know if they were just lying to get themselves out of it, I, I don't know, but either way we, we had a collision. And it was a bad collision. They, their car was ripped off, finished. Um, I'm sure they were arm response. They was in like a big Amiga estate, one of them big fast ones. This was years and years ago. And I was in, a, I can't remember what I was in. I was in some, I don't know, it was big anyway. Crashed into them, the police car was ripped off and they, they ended up giving me 15 months in prison. So is it Walton? 15 months. No, I was in like, a, I, I, was, I was a kid. I was about oh, 50, 15, 16 or something. I can't even remember the exact age. But uh, around 16 or something, so I went to, uh, I think I went to Lancaster Farms. It was like a young person's prison. I fallen cross, and I think that was my first prison sentence. And Where is that, Lancaster Farms? Lancaster. Oh, Lancaster. Lancaster, yeah. <laughs> Lancaster <laughs> Farms, yeah. Good but, uh, Yeah, but uh, you, you, you wouldn't think it'd be in Lancaster, would you? No. <laughs> with, with, with the name Lancaster Farms. I thought I'm the one who's slow today. <laughs> People assume it's in, it's in Germany, but it's actually in Lancaster. But uh, anyway, but that was my first sentence. It, it was a... You know, I, I shit myself. I, I went built for prison. I went that type of kid. What was uh, it like in there? Uh... I, I, I used to get I used to get half terrorized in there, like bullied and that. You know, like like by other scousers though. They were like spitting through my door, and that that's what I, if you're not cut from that cloth, I went that type. Do you remember the first day going in? What it was like? Mm. Well, like the first day was bad. The induction was okay, but so what was the induction then? <clears throat> I don't know. We're talking twenty four years, twenty four mm. years ago, or something. Do you know what I mean? But I remember. Mm. The, the way in, there was a lot of bullying going on, I remember that. But the, the, the worst people in there who would seem to be bullying, bullying me were, were the scousers. Like, the, the, your mate's woman and the next minute spitting through your door and thing, and it's funny, it was that type of bullying. Uh, and and I, f- I think a lot of them, I went on to get, I went on to get revenge when I grew a, bit, a pair of balls and got into firearms and that. I went on to get get revenge on most of them. Do you know what I mean? But, From what they did in <coughs> the exactly, 100%. I, I, was, I was that type of kid where if someone... You know, there was instances where people sl- there was a fella from a Liverpool big drug dealer uh, and uh, he slapped me outside Liverpool's football ground a few of them turned up but they were like the main ones in the area and uh, they accused me of robbing a quad bike I never robbed it I generally never so uh, I went and met them thinking I haven't done nothing wrong so when I met them he jumped out and like gave me a beating and I generally never done it they were just bullies but they were all the big drug dealers in the area I remember about this, that must have been about 95, 90, yeah, about 1995, about 
he popped into my head. Mm. So I found out where his mum lived. Might have, might have been earlier, might have been 2012, sorry. I found out where his mum lived. Um, she lived in Wavesy. I went, went, to mom, went to his mum's house. No, went to, I'm wrong, you know, it was 2016. Right. Because it was just before I went away in my last sentence. I went to his mum's house and asked for him. But I pretend to be his mate. But um, his, his mum said, oh, no, we should come out, we should come out. And as I'm walking away from the house, some old guy pulls up, some frail old man on a, on a mountain bike. Says, who are you looking for? I said, oh, such and such. He went to say, is, is he expecting? He said, yeah, he, he told me to come. To see him and his mate, you know, one of them trying to blend it. It was only this cunt who slapped me years and years before. Because he's an old man. Because it was like 20 whatever years ago. By this time, he's an old man. Because when he slapped me, he was like the older the older ones in, in the area, do you know what I mean? So I've seen some frail old man on a mountain bike not realising it's him. Bloody hell. Mm. And then he's got my number and rang me. And, and, and I, said, I said, I want to come and see you. And he went, eh, that was me on the bike. So I'll just give him loads. Said, you little shit house. He said, obviously, I want money off you. He went, why, what I've done? I said, you fucking, you slapped me outside the Liverpool football ground. He said, don't even know you. And when I told him, I said, no, nah, it was 1995. He went, lad, we're in 2016 now. It was 21 years ago. I said, don't good, give a fuck. Good memory. Said, nah, but I was one of them kids. You know when you get bullied that much? And that's why I got into firearms. When you get bullied that much and terrorised that much, you can't. You, there comes a point where you can't take something, where you can't take anymore. And you think, I just thought, fuck this, I'm not having it. You know what I mean? So he was one of the people that I, I, I was I was seeking. I wouldn't have done nothing bad to him. I would have just made his life a bit of a, 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 a bit difficult. Do you know what I mean? So I said, listen, I want money off you. You was there. Such and such was there. Such and such. Get on the phone to him. Get some money together. And, and that's that for me when you've got it. The next day his phone went off. And a few days later, I, I was uh, I went to the police station. I, I was charged with the offences what I last went away for. So I never got round to getting it off him. But obviously, I was going to put pressure on because one thing I don't like is... I'm not saying it was the correct action one I'd take, but one thing I don't like is bullies. Do you know what I mean? But, no. you know, if the piece of shit watches this, then maybe he'll learn his lesson. You, you get old sometimes. That's why you never... Don't bully people because they remember it sticks in their head, and especially if they're younger than you, they'll grow up and they'll come for you when you're older. Do you know what I mean? That's why I always used to try and be all right with the kids, with the younger kids. But, you know, now it's not... It's water off a duck's back. It's forgot about it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? But... He, he was one of, I remember them they were like the older ones in the area who used to drive around in the Golf R6s back then and the BMM 3s like snarling at everyone and looking at the kids like they were shit and they forget the kids grow older when they grow older they'll come and get you mm. and, and I, I used to do that a lot everyone who bullied me as a kid even in jails when I was a kid when, when I was older when I had a, like when I was 21 and stuff and when I was started to get involved and stuff I used to think I'm going he used to give me shit when I was a kid I'll go, I'll go and get him now Never used to do nothing drastic to them, do you know what I mean? But it was like, and, and pe- people would forget and think, well, now, what, what, what have we done to you? And I said, years ago, you you done this or you done that. Do you understand? One thing I don't like is bullies, don't get me wrong. I used to, I used to like rob people on that. That was my, from 21 upwards, that was how I earned most of my money by robbing people. So, sometimes I regret some of the people I robbed, I shouldn't have done it. But they were all other criminals. I never used to rob normal people, they were all other criminals. And it's, you know, but I never used to bully people. I'd target anyone, I wouldn't really give a shit. If you're hard, if you're this, if you're that, if you're hard, what your reputation is, I wouldn't really care. Don't get me wrong, I went invincible. There was a few times where, when I got it, it's just the nature of the game and it, the nature of the beast, but I didn't like bullies and that's what I've, that's why I'd never used to target normal people. People who go to work and earn an honest living. I try and avoid them and, and keep them out of the equation, do you know what I mean? But I used to try and focus on criminals and, and a lot of the time, 
I think, I think oh, that piece of shit used to bully me when I was a kid. So, you know, there, there was a lot of people who, a lot of coke dealers. And years ago, when I'd walk past with my ferrets when I was 14 and they'd all be outside the shop. Uh, Myo's or, I think the shop was called Myo's or Cummins or something like that, at the bottom of Brick Road. Um, and they'd always be outside the shop, big gangs, and they were a bit older. And I'd shout something like, weirdo, free, something like that. And I'd feel, I'd just put my head down like a proper little weird kid, do you know what I mean? With my ferrets and shuffle, shuffle along and shuffle home. And, I, and I, I used to feel, sometimes I'd avoid the shop to, to not go past them. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have, as, a, as a kid, you shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to be worried about going out and... They, they weren't carrying knives, they weren't like there is today. They were just a gang of older lads who, who would terrorise people and bully people and shout at people and try and fight with them. But when I got older, it, it, it was good because the vast majority, I used to put pressure on them. I, I, I'd get people to ring them out for coke and like crash into them, bam into them and stuff and or, or jump in the car and just put the shits up and put, put something to them. And, do you know what I mean? And, and it was just my my thing of getting even with, with these with these bastards from when I was a kid, do you know what I mean? Well, I never done nothing drastic to them. I haven't, I haven't really hurt many of them but, or nothing like that, but just putting them under psychological pressure. Uh, and, and that's what you get for being a bully. It'll always come back and bite you on the ass, no matter what. Mm. I totally know what you mean. I used to yeah. fantasise um, about it, but I never did it. Like, mm. so when I was a kid, like, the rugby players used to bully me. I was one of the last to grow in my year group. I'd be hiding out in a technical drawing room. I was so scared to go on the break sometimes. It's wrong, no. It's wrong. Yeah. Look, there's bullying in every aspect of life, in, in criminal, in the criminal world, in the office, in the in the, in the schools. It, it, it happens everywhere. And in the workplace, it shouldn't be happening. So it's not just criminals that bully people. Normal people in, in offices bully people. Your manager might bully you. Uh, and it shouldn't be. Bullying makes people feel shit. It makes people feel withdrawn. It makes them feel uncomfortable. And, and, and the worst thing in life is a bully, and that's why when I was a criminal, or w- w- when I was a an asshole or whatever, from the age of 21, once I was involved in firearms, I always used to have it in my head because I got bullied. I didn't want to bully anyone else. So that's why I'd always try and target the powerful. I know, I'm not saying it's right, I'm not justifying it, but I wouldn't target anyone vulnerable. Do you know what I mean? If I've seen vulnerabilities in people, I'd avoid them. I'd always want to target the coke dealers and, and the crack dealers, the heroin dealers, the big drug dealers. They're the ones that try and target because I think you're the bastard that create misery. I was like a Rob Nut, but I used to rob from the rich and I just give to myself. And I used to give to the board, you know, but so, uh, it was a bit like, I just used to hate them. I, I the had Robin the Hood of Liverpool. The, 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 I, don't, I don't know, the Robin Hood of everywhere. I used to get about everywhere, but I, I just had a, a bred of hatred for drug dealers because it's certain, certain other events where I, wouldn't, where I don't want to discuss what happened in my childhood. I had a hatred towards drug dealers. I hated them. I've never taken drugs in my life. I've never consumed drugs. I don't drink. Drinking drugs ain't for me. Mm-hmm. But saying that, sometimes we'd rob drugs and sell them on, which is a bit hypocritical, which it, which you shouldn't have really... If you hate drugs, you shouldn't be stealing them and selling them on, which it, which we did do at some occasions, you know what I mean? But people say you're a hypocrite, but that was the nature of the game. I used to have to fund myself in my activities, and, and that was our deemed probably to do it, you know what I mean? So when did you... Uh, sorry, when did you get involved in a gang? Yeah, I think when I was 21, this is another, another reason I was getting bullied by, by these people, like a family from Liverpool. They kidnapped me. What? Yeah. Where, where did they snatch you from? Yeah, I went and met them. I went and met them over something. They said they accused me of robbing something. I can't remember if I did or I didn't. I don't know. But it was I, I, I was a kid whenever it happened anyway. So I went and met them on a... Um, I can't remember what part of Liverpool, but a load of cars have turned up and they put me in the car. They fucking they battered me and they 
so got to scan on my phone, he put an axe on my phone, said, well, chop your thumbs off, we'll do this. But these were older fellas, they were like doorman and that. Older doorman and that, so... Uh, for, for what reason did they kidnap you? They said they robbed something off them. But right. you know what? I never even robbed it. It was someone else. It was a car, yeah. Come on, it comes back to me. It was a car <clears throat> what went missing. And it weren't me that robbed it. It was someone else that robbed it. It was the one that crashed into the police. It was that car. That's what it was over. Um, I think it was two, not 2000, 1998. That's how, that's how far back it was. 1998 it was, yeah. Or 1997. Might have even been. And I crashed into police in it. And I never robbed it. I didn't know who these people were. I didn't have nothing, no nothing about them. So someone's robbed this car, sold it to me for like 200 quid or whatever it is, 100 quid. I've crashed into police. And then years later, I get kidnapped. Like, I think it was 2000, 2001, I got kidnapped. And and they were taking, they were bullying me for money every week. I was paying, I was only, I never had no money. I was just a 20-year-old, snotty nose kid. Well, not a kid, but I was young. He was bullying for money every week. And I was trying to go out and rob more to pay these. So they were forcing me more into crime. And then I remember I'd had enough. I was scared to go out. And I went to the police station, Tubery uh, Police Station, I'm sure it was. Or Eaton Road. I can't remember. It was one of the police stations around there anyway. Um, and the police, I was shit myself. I was scared to go out. And the police went, oh, in his own words, like you deserve it. You, you little shit or whatever whatever he said. Well, I was a little shit, don't get me wrong. I, I was a pain in the ass, but I weren't an organised criminal. I was just a petty thief. Mm. I, I weren't violent. I weren't aggressive. I was just a petty thief who, who, who'd steal and sell, sell what I stole to, 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 to pay me away. Because I moved out when I was 15, do you know what I mean? I'm not saying it's right, but... Went to the police station and he went for help. And, and he, he fucked me off. In other words, he said, you, you, you deserve what you're getting, you little... Whatever they called me. He, ne- he never got... He, he went rude. He put it in his own way, in his own words. Like professional words. But in other words, you, you deserve it. We're, we're not doing fuck all to help you. So as a result of that, I went to um, somewhere down south. And bought about 10 or 15 guns. I can't remember the exact number, but I bought a large number of firearms. Just come back to Liverpool. I'm just for fucking. I'm 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 ready for them. But I, I never had no other option. That, that I was I was it was pushing you towards suicide. It pushed you towards uh, when when you don't you don't want to go out the door. You're shitting yourself in case you see these people because they would terrorize me every week. Not even every week, three times a week. What have you got? What have you got for us? What have you got for us? And I was going out robbing things I didn't even rob. Like I I, I was I used to steal the couple of guys and whatever, but these were forcing me into robbing other stuff, like warehouses and shit, what I didn't understand, and that weren't me. I didn't I didn't want to do that type of shit, but it was either that, because they kidnapped me and they put the shit up me, loaded dorm and that, so they were forced me to do more crime and more things, so I didn't have no other means to pay them. And I went to the police, the police wouldn't help me, so in the end, you push into a corner that much, you end up losing... You, you, you can't think straight. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, uh, you, you're looking for solutions and, uh, and there's no, there's nothing there. You, you, there's no one to turn to. You, you can't, you don't know who to speak to and no, no one wants to help you. And if the police won't help you, what, what the fuck do you do? Well, what else do you do? The police, I don't know. I, 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 they mightn't have thought it was as serious as it was. I don't know. But I, I was in a bad place and in the end I cracked. Do you know what I mean? I, I couldn't think straight. I, I just, I weren't sleeping. I, I was I, I wouldn't go out. Or I weren't eating. I, I was I was I stooped to the lowest of the low. 
So in the end, I, I, I just cracked away. I weren't thinking straight. When I got a load of fucking weapons and just come back and thought I'm ready for you cunts. And from then, I, I used to go shopping. I remember there was one time there was a shopping in Liverpool, used to be called Wade Smith. It's not there no more, but I, I had two handguns in, in ulcers. I had one ulcer here, one ulcer there. I had two handguns when I went shopping. And I, and I, I used to wish him my head. I hope I see these cunts in town, so I'm going to give it to them. I'm glad I never, because I would have just went berserk and pulled them out and just like some fucking some John Wayne kamikaze or something. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad I never, but I remember one day, <coughs> I walked into this Wade Smith, and it was like on the corner, and it had floors and that. Um, and there was a black security guard there. I remember these like metal detector security devices. I've had two guns on me, and I thought, what the fuck am I going to do if these go off? Do you know what I mean? But <clears throat> do you never? But I thought, if they do, he's going to want to search me. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, you know what? I was in that frame of mind. I weren't thinking. <clears throat> I weren't thinking rationally whatsoever. There was no rational thought. In my head, I don't know what I don't know what was up me, but other events that have happened in my life already fucked me head up, and then this just pushed me over the edge. Do you know what I mean? So I just thought, fuck it, and walked in just casually, and and then I felt a bit more confident. Then when it never went off, I thought, but imagine if it would have went off, what, what would you have done? And another thing I always what always crossed my mind is, what if I would have seen these people, these doormen in town, because I, I was wanting to see them because they put me through that much hell for months on end. I was wanting to see them before, to, and 100% if I would have seen them. I weren't going out looking for them, but if I would have seen them, it, 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 would, have been, it would have been on there and then in the city centre in front of hundreds of people. What, you would have just shot them? Gone. Listen, you can never say how it would have ended, what would have happened, who knows. But what I'm saying is, and I weren't going out with the intention or the will to look for them, but I, just, I was past caring. I thought, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. And I'm not, I'm sick of hiding, I'm sick of being a victim, I'm sick of getting bullied, I'm, I, I took too much. And it was sort of, me, your head just goes numb. You go desensitised to, to any type, because all shit that happens here, and nothing just be destroyed that breaks the camel's back. And Accumulates. It 100%. But, 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 uh, and, and it all adds up, and, and then, you know, you've got no rational thoughts. I went to most rational people anyway, because of shit that had happened, stuff that had happened previously, do you know what I mean? What, 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 what fuck should I do? But, and that's why I, I end up leaving home at 15, but um, and at this point, there was, there was nothing in my head. Like, you, you don't think, you don't understand the consequence, you don't even contemplate nothing. It's just, you're like in zombie mode. And, and, and I think back, I look back, and I think I'm glad I'm glad I never seen them, because it, it would have been a fucking carnage. Because they weren't the type to carry weapons, they were the type to beat you up. Or they might carry a flick knife, or they might do with them type, they were doorman. Bullies, steroid abusing, scum. That's what they were. Do you know what I mean? But, um, so they decided if they see me in town, they'd go, oh, you little bastard, and come and come and beat me up. And I would just pull two handguns out. And fucking, who, know, who knows what would have happened then? <clears throat> but I'm glad that never. Because one, I wouldn't have, you know, I'm glad I never heard them. Or, but my primary concern is how many members of the public would have got it. Because uh, there was nothing there. There was no, who knows what I would have thought. I might have just, you know, indiscriminately fired off at whatever direction, and I could have hit. I could have hit anyone. Innocent people could have got hit, and 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 you know, I'm glad. So I'm glad I never come into face to face with them. I'm glad the the most I come to was was possess possessing a firearm and not so you know not using it in the city centre or whatever. But <clears throat> it was the same 
you know, about a year. I don't know, I think it was carrying a fire answer, about three years. How did it end with those guys then? A few of them were put under pressure. There, there, there was one, there, there was associates of them that lived at Liverpool who were put under massive pressure, do you know what I mean? I was terrible. Not them directly, but some of their little chums was putting them under massive pressure. And it, it alleviated me, me trauma a bit, do you know what I mean? Mm. But um, in the end, I've ended up going to prison in about 2000. And they raided me, a place I was staying over the water, they raided and found a gun, one of the guns that I used to carry. Um, but, okay, I think they, I don't know how many you found, they found a few any, but I remember one was under me, next to me bed. I think it was, I can't remember what type it was, but I know it was loaded next to me bed. And they raided, Grange Mount it was, in a, I was staying in Whittle at the time, like Birkenhead or Whittle, and it's part of Whittle, Grange Mount. They blocked all the roads off, loads of Land Rovers and all our police come in. And uh, I think there was guns or ammunition in, in my kitchen cupboard, and, and, but I remember vividly there was one next to me bed, I think when I was in a plastic case, it was loaded. And that's what I used to keep with me all the time. Ready if I'm not, I'm not saying anyone would have come in, but... I, I was I was ready for these bastards in case they come again. Do you, do you know what I mean? And, and, and I, I didn't. I used to go about anywhere where I wanted. Whereas when I never had a firearm, I, w- I was scared. Do you know what I mean? You got you're scared of being beaten up. You're scared of being attacked. And and, and that's why I can understand why a lot of these kids carry knives or carry guns because <clears throat> a lot of them carry out of fear. Not all of them, but <clears throat> a lot of them carry it out of fear of attack. Because, you know, I couldn't fight him. So I'm not a fighter now, but, you know, back then I couldn't fight with me where I was people back. I was about 10 stone with no, no teeth. And these are big dormants. You know, I was just a skinny kid. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So what chances of stand? Who could, who, could, who could go to for help? The authorities weren't willing to help me. There was there was no one. I spoke to a youth worker and uh, I can't remember if he was probation or youth worker, but no one no one gave a shit. They, they didn't care. There was no, I'll just go to the police or report it. Absolute nonsense. It, it, it's not. <clears throat> in theory, it sounds great, but in practice, it weren't happening. So, I took matters into my own hands. Friend up raiding me anyway in two thousand and three. I think finding the firearm. Uh, I went on the man for it. I can't remember what I was charged with possession of a firearm, something like that. I went on the man. Charges got dropped, and then I was released. And I ended up. I was half asleep one day. What I can remember of it, and then this after I was released off the firearm, we found the first time. I was half asleep one day and I've come out and these three fellas. How long were you in there for? About three months on the month. Uh, I can't even remember how the charges got dropped. I can't, rem- I can't even remember exactly about the case. Yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, a few months after, I've come out of this, this place in Whittle. Um, and these three fellas, all three lads, like Rady and saying, your scouts couldn't get a far estate and just give me shit. And I thought, what the fuck? And I noticed the, the car I was in, it was only some old car that stopped the tyre or something. The tie was down, and I went over and I said, "Look, give it a miss. You can't be asking on the mood." I'm, I'm sure one of them pulled something out or something along them lines. You know what I mean? But they've, they've been looking to attack me. These didn't know me. It was a ran- they were random louts off the estate because I was in this will. He just wanted to fight me or attack me or whatever. So I pulled something out, and he said, "What are you going to do with that?" So obviously I was fucking. I've let it off, and it went right through. I think it's went through here and went through one side and come out the other side. Ooh. And obviously his mates have ran off and he spun round like a fly. Uh, well, 
not justifying what I've done, it was wrong what I've done, but I weren't thinking. Nothing in me, in my mind there was nothing there. And, I, and I'm glad it didn't hit him anywhere else. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm glad I was reckless, I was there was no sense there for for danger or for risk that I didn't do you understand what I'm saying? But it, it, it's they provoked it, hundred percent they provoked it. It weren't a, a random attack. I'm not justifying it or saying I was right in what I done because I weren't, but it was them who were the instigators of the violence. I'm not asked. I, I've done me prison for it. I'm not going to fucking. I'm not going to lie and say I've got no reason to lie. They instigated that incident. I responded disproportionately. I agree. I shouldn't have pulled the firearm and uh, and done what done what I done or whatever whatever. I shouldn't have done that. But they, I was about to be attacked, hundred percent without a shadow of a doubt. And I spoke to the kid afterwards. I spoke to him years later, and when I got, I spoke to him on the phone. I said, "Look, I'm not, it is what it is. Water over ducks back, but." I apologise for what I've done, but you fucking brought her on. You're the one that brought her to me. And then when you get shot, you go to the police and get me fucking jail. And then you end up sleeping with me girl. It was a bad... The girl the, the girl I was with ended up being with the lad who was shot. Let's <clears> go over that one. No. The, the girl I was with at the time. Yeah. She ended up... I've, I've went to jail for this lad. Um, I think I got... I don't even know. I, I, I was deluded. I was del- me, me had, I, I weren't a full shilling. I, I was absolutely mentally. There was nothing in me. I never had. There was something wrong with me. Fucked. I, I was suffering all kinds of shit. And I, and I went normal. So the judge gave me a low sentence anyway. I ended up getting eight years um, for a, a firearm, a, something else, and something else. And I can't remember a few charges. It gave me eight years anyway. But I plead on the basis that it weren't. Said that it was some type of uh, improvised weapon. So it went so much on the basis it was a firearm. They couldn't prove it was a firearm. They couldn't prove it went. The prosecution, the medical, their expert was saying it was a, it was a bullet. It was a twenty point two two caliber bullet. I'm saying it went. You never covered, you never recovered no cartridge. No one seen a gun. So either way, it didn't really make a difference. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't have made a difference to the sentence. So. I'm saying it weren't a firearm. They were saying it was. They were saying it was scorch marks on the skin. It was this. It was the consistent with a .22 caliber bullet. But I'm saying, nah, it, it, it was a fucking... It, it was a stick from Japan. You know, did it make any difference? Probably not. But I pleaded on the basis <clears throat> it was a Japanese stick. Yeah. What, 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 what's it, this guy? Now, it wouldn't have made any difference to the sentence because I weren't... I weren't a full shilling. Here's a message from our sponsor. If you're suffering from way too much subscription syndrome, there is a way out. And you don't even have to talk to anyone. Let Truebill do the work and set you free. Average users save $720 a year, approximately £500, using Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's something that drives me mad. Absolutely mental. Of course, it's a business scam out to get you. (laughs) Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take care of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions. That you don't need, want or simply forget about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Which is approximately 500 quid. 
because these damn companies make it hard to cancel your subscriptions. Truebill makes it incredibly easy to cancel. Just link your accounts and Truebill will make it easy to cancel your subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there for when you want to cancel any unwanted subscriptions. So you don't have to. Take control of your subscriptions with the new free Truebill app. Truebill helps you discover hidden, unwanted subscriptions and cancels them with just one click. Like Jennifer B, he says, With your help, our family has saved $587 this year on unnecessary subscriptions. I really didn't understand how Truebill could help me until we decided to save for a very large home purchase. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at truebill.com forward slash Sean. S-H-A-U-N. So go right now to truebill.com forward slash Sean. It could save you thousands per year. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. It's very important for the podcast production. And the links, as usual, are in the description box below this video. I, I, I was absolutely gone in the head. Do you know what I mean? And the judge seen that. He, he, he was a fair judge, to be true, to be honest. He was a good judge, even though he sent me to prison. He, he seen through that I went right in the head. Uh, I was suffering fucking bad trauma. So, so any, anyway, he's, uh, ended up getting eight years altogether. And, but that was for a gun. It was for that shooting. And it was for a, um, an attack. And, 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 like a, another attack on, uh, with these blackfellas. So three different eight years. But that was quite a long sentence back then. For a gun back then, people were getting 18 months and two years. Do you know what I mean? So for eight, eight years, I, I have got slammed, but the judge on the shooting case, he was he was quite fair. He, he seen through it where the other judges didn't give a shit on me, circumstances and that. didn't listen to me mitigation. Didn't really give a crap. But judge Globe was a very fair judge. Uh, and, and, he, and he used to look at people's circumstances and, and sentence people on the, on the merits of the case. Uh, and he also seen that the victims, although they were victims, were also instigators, because 100% they were. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I know everyone says, oh, he started, he started to try and deflect the blame, but it was the, it was the truth. They, they, they were about to fall and beat me up. They were about to attack me. And I, I'm sure one of them pulled something out, like a knife or a, I don't know what it was. I don't know what, what it was, but when I pulled mine out, they thought I was joking, and I went... Don't, don't, don't fuck me type of thing that's what type of party it was I'm, I'm minding my own business leave me alone don't try and attack me randomly in the street well they come out worse off and that was that I, you know I, I regret it and, and the victim I spoke to the victim afterwards some years after and he said look there's no you know there's no hard feelings between us I'm, I'm saving me punishment for what I've done and it was double the punishment because you've you're in bed with me bed with me ex bed so you know if you're my partner, for example, mm-hmm. and I shoot him, yeah, I he gets me sent to jail, and then he ends up sleeping with you when I'm in jail. Mm. She's supposed to turn up on a visit to all course, and she and she and she she rang the prison. She rang the prison, and I, I remember this uh, prison officer come and told me, and I, I still remember him to this day. It's one of the very few things I do remember in life because I'm full of, full of mad brain fog. But he used to wear mascara. And he, he looked like Elvis Presley, and he said she said she's not coming. Well, why? Well, why not? And she was just weird. And then it turned out that she was she was 
sleeping with this lad, the, the, the one who got sleeping shot. with the enemy, yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't even say he's the enemy. He, he was the victim. He was the... I was wrong what I'd done, but he was also wrong in equal measure, but I shouldn't have responded. I would responded, but in saying that in the circumstance and the merit of the case, I was, I was, a, I was a fucked up kid with a lot of emotional trauma and, and damage, and, and, and I, went, I went right in the head at that time. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm not justifying it. But I saved my punishment, uh, and, 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 and that was that. So, well, I saved double punishment because he ended up sleeping with Miguel. And so I got to jail, and he insulted me. I had insulted my wounds by sleeping with her while I was away. Well, and that's the sentence. I ended up falling into the... Uh, getting involved with the... Uh, with, with Muslims. But when I was on the run also, when I was on the run for that shooting... I started getting involved with, with Muslims, a few Muslims even now. Cause that, that's who bought me first firearms off in 2000, 2000 was it? Or 2001. Mm. Do you know I mean? Muslims from down south. So that's when I started mixing with them and so on, so on. And then when I went to prison on that sentence in 2004, um, originally I was in Walton and I had another time in Walton because it terrorised that many people. This is in 2004 because it gave that many people at our time. And I was that much of a, I, I was doing whatever I was doing. Then I, I was under a lot of pressure in there. I was like a fish out of water. So there was, there was assaults on me every day. There was, every day? Yeah. There was a prison guard called Mr. He, he beat me up. Um, he used to bully me all the time, but he was getting paid by someone outside the prison. And we put a complaint in and, and this governor was investigating, but nothing ever come of it. I'll, I'll always remember his name, Mr. His name was, I don't know if he's still in the prison service, but he made my life hell. How and so? I, well, what do you mean? He, every day? He used to book me and stuff and got me, got me in the office and what was he saying? You've got no weapons in here, you shitbag or your shit house, you've got no weapons in here and this is a prison officer. He fucking trauma, he traumatised me. He traumatised me, that prison officer. So I was getting hell off the prisoners, getting attacked all the time. <clears throat> and um, still got a scar on me lip off one of them with three smackheads attacked me. What? But, uh, Did they come into your cell? Yeah, they come into my cell and three of them with from whatever they had, but one of them could fight. He was like a fighting, like one of them smackheads who could have a fight, you know what I mean? Well, I, I couldn't have a fight. I was at a disadvantage, and I wasn't ashamed to admit it, but, and he seen that, so I was at an automatic disadvantage, but <coughs> what pissed me off is this prison officer when the, the prison done nothing to protect me. Do you know what I mean? They were saying, you can go on a sex offender. Why Why do I want to go on a sex offender? I wasn't a sex offender. Why, why the fuck do I want to go on there? Why am I going to go on, you know, I'm not saying I'm better than this, I'm better than that, or... I don't want to go with sex offenders. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and they knew I didn't, so they want me to get it. Do you know what I mean? And there's no, this is in HMP Walton. Um, and we complained about this prison officer. We solicitor complained, we, we sought an investigation. And an independent governor was investigating it from Weymouth. This is in Walton. This Weymouth governor was investigating it. And not never come with it. There was no conclusion to the investigation. And, and it, it pisses me off that I was being attacked from, from every angle. Physically attacked violence. Now you can't condone violence. I'm in prison for violence. So you can't then subject me to violence and, and allow it and tolerate it. The law, the judges and the police never allowed me to be violent on the streets. So how can the prison staff allow prisoners and prison officers to join up against me? You you tell me how that's the case. It's unfair. You, you, you tell me how prisoners can influence prison staff to attack me. You tell me where that comes from. You tell me how people outside can influence prison staff to attack me. I'm not saying 
All the stuff were, were being influenced. There was this one guy, black hair. He was horrible. He was he, he he looked wicked. You could tell him, like pale black hair. He, he was he was a nasty nasty piece of work. Horrible. And he used to say, I remember, he got me one day. There's no weapons in here. You shit out. What are you gonna do in here? And and horrible. Used to bolt me. Used to he used to put me through hell. I was shit scared walking past him. I, I, I used to get me dinner and try and avoid him. And he used to spit at me food and stuff like that. It, they were they were scum. It's few the savory workers. They, 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 listen, there was a lot of people in that prison being lied to by me, saying I was this, saying I was, saying I was the grass, saying I was, and getting paid to attack me. There was a lot of people, but when it comes to prison staff, nah, that, that, that crosses the line. And, and, and I won't name people in this, but I'll name him, because it was named in an investigation, and that investigation was never concluded. So I will name him. I couldn't give a shit if he wants to sue me, sue me. But I, I'm, I'm saying, I said it back then in 2004, and I say it again now. Fucking 18 years on. That guy, that prison officer put my life in danger and he put me through hell. 100, 100%. And, and, and it is what it is, you know. Do, do, I forgot about it. Do I forgive him? Probably not. I think he's a vile, vile man, but it is what it is. I've got, I, I've got more positive things to focus on in my life. I don't want to focus on a negative, these negative people who, you know, he, who knows? His wife's probably divorced him. He's probably on his own in in, in a bed set somewhere. And I, I hope I hope he is. But did you have a cellmate? Yeah, I can't even remember if I did. You know, I was in that many cells and that many prisons. I don't know. They used to move me wing all the time. But I remember I went on to H wing, and the staff were a lot better on there. The they, they were the, the staff were more approachable. They were a lot better. But I think I was on G wing when I had the ad. Nah, it might have been G wing or the induction wing. I can't remember what wing I was on. But this. This prison officer, I swear, he used to give me nightmares. And another time, I, w- I was, um, after I got beat up, I went back on the wing. I was in bed, six, seven in the morning. We, the doors are locked. You know, your doors are locked. So the prison officer got open. Prison officer opens the door. Next minute, boiling water right over me in bed. What? Well, I had to go to the healthcare. Now I'm saying, where was that prison officer who just opened my door? How <sighs> I, I, I was this happened? doesn't make sense. Corruption. Listen, I can't say categorically it was corruption, but if I'm a prison officer, I open your door, and then all of a sudden a random man comes in and swirls you with boiling water. Come on. Because if I'm the perpetrator and you've just opened the door, you're a prison officer, I ain't going to be going in because you're going to see me. Or you're going to be in the vicinity and I scream. The, 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 the victim screams, so the prison officer's going to see. I'm going to just open them doors, so I'm open, I've opened that door now and you're opening these doors. And he's screaming in a cell, so I'm going to go and have a look and I'll see him with, running away. So of then course. I'll him. Of course. What, what happened? <clears throat> doesn't make sense. It was it was corruption. <coughs> I'm not saying they were all corrupt. You, you can't tie them all with the same brush. So there was some good officers in there, but I weren't protected ad- ad- adequately. I, I, I was getting attacked left, right and centre and the prison done nothing to protect me. I was at, I was at healthcare every other day. Do you know what I mean? But you know, it was my own doing. I, I, I was I had people under pressure out there, but you can't punish me for being violent in society, put me in prison, and then deem it acceptable for people to respond. Who've put me in prison for them to respond by getting violence perpetrated upon me? Well, where, where's the sense and where, where, where's the justice in that? If you're going to punish someone, you punish them through the correct channels, through the appropriate channels, punish them through law, according to law. You, you, you can't do these vigilante... You get them put in prison and then stage these vigilante attacks on them and then use prison officers to do it as well. It, it, it was a horrible, horrible, horrible experience. Horrible. Sounds it. 
Did you bond with anyone in there? <coughs> yeah, there, there, don't get me wrong, there, there was a few all right people that, that spoke to me, but, I don't know, it's, I, I knew deep down that they weren't, they, they were full of crap, you know what I mean? And when, when it comes to the, when it comes to the shove, they, they, they weren't, they weren't going to be there for me, so I ended up going to them, of course, where the staff were, that, that's where, where my partner at that time then rang the prison officer and said you ain't coming and of course of course the staff credit to the staff they were a lot better I don't know what they're like now but credit to HMP of course it was a lot better the staff were friendly they were approachable they were good I couldn't fault them and I, don't, I, I can't comment now this is in 2004 so I can't say what it's like now but it was a lot more chilled then this was 18 years ago it was just, the staff were nice they were pleasant they were helpful if you if you had a shit day, they'd help you to give you a phone call or did they do what they could? And, and a credit to the staff at HMPL course back then. I, I can't comment on what they're like now because I don't know. But back then, they they were good and getting out of what getting out of Walton and going to all course. It was like it was like getting out of Somalia and going to Dubai. I swear, it was Walton was rough, horrible. The staff were on me. The the prisoners were on me. I was just a target from everyone. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough, if you're a target from prisoners then, but the staff shouldn't be ganging up against you. I never done nothing to them. I never spoke to them with disrespect. I, I never hurt any of them. I never had an issue. I didn't know any of them. So why were they on my case? When I say they, it was a small minority. It was one or two. But that one or two made it feel like them all because he, he put the work on me and he put me made me life hell. Hell. And that's why I've named them. And, you know, it's, it's official. It was officially documented, so I'm not just making it up. It was, a, it was a documented through my lawyers. My lawyers complained to the prison. And this governor from Wymont was supposed to investigate it. I'm not asking. I would only want to investigate it. They never done it then. So to water off a duck's back, it is what it is. But, you know, I just say it was unfair. And it's one of the experiences mm. I, I suffered. And you, you always remember that. Into old age, I remember. It's just, it was, it was horrible. Just, I, just a note to the viewers. If you want to um, hear more about what it was like in Walton Prison... We did a podcast with Jeff Ollerhead, who was actually in there with some characters, including Purple Aki. So if you go back on the True Crime podcast playlist, Jeff Ollerhead, he, he gives a really good description of what it was like in Walton Prison. How did you ta- um, pass the time in prison? I don't know. Uh, I went to all course then. Um, and it was great. I'm, I don't mean it was great. It was prison. You still lost your liberty, but the, the, the staff, you couldn't fault them. Do you know what I mean? Everton and Barry. Uh, there was a guy in there, a probation officer. We used to call him Cat D Terry. I don't know, I don't know if he's watching this, but Terry, uh, uh, he was probably in his fifties then, so he might be in his seventies now. Hopefully, he's still alive because he was a funny fella. But he, he, he was he was a miserable old guy. But he he was um, he never used to give no one the Cat D, so I named him Cat D Terry. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I'd see him, he'd be walking out, and I'd say, Terry, you've dropped the Cat D there out of your pocket. Not, not, not like be sarcastic, but having a laugh at him, even though he was a miserable guy. But he used to see the funny side, and we used to have, we used to have a laugh. So. That was the type of relation we used to have with the staff there. It, it, it was it was funny what we got on, uh, and that was that. So credit to any of the staff from all course in two thousand and four. They, 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 you know, they helped me a bit. But uh, from all course, I can't remember where I went. But and were you working out and stuff in there? Mm. No, nah, not really. I was going to the gym, but I was just a skinny skinny guy. I was just I think it was about eleven stone, just a skinny guy with no teeth, just, <laughs> just getting about doing whatever, just trying to get into the gym. But I didn't have a clue how to train, so I, I didn't know what I'd run over the gym. And by the time I get there, all like. The big juice heads have the machine, so I just go in the corner and do some like 
do, 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 do some little cable or something, just looking about, seeing what to do, do you know what I mean? But it, it's, it is what it is, it's just one of them. It's, it's a learning experience, it's a learning curve, in it? But, you know, the, 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 staff are, the staff are friendly, they were approachable in there, and, and, and that's so. Did you I'm, do any courses in there? done loads of courses i've done ets this was in 2004 i've done I, every week i was doing a course and did they do it no did they excuse me language but did they fuck the courses were absolute enhanced thinking skills it was absolute crock of shit <laughs> but <laughs> and i'm telling you I'm, I'm not saying that being critical of it because look i'm not type per- person now years ago i'd criticize anyone for anything and, but now criticism where criticism's due i'll try and give a balanced view of things you understand what i'm saying as I said, the staff in Walton were terrible. The staff in all course were great. So I'm not just criticising the prison service as a whole because you do get a lot of good prison staff. Do you know what I mean? So I, I'm, I'm trying to I give a balanced view on things and based on my based upon my experience at this point. Do you know what I mean? But from Walton, I've ended up going to a couple of different prisoners. Then Avrich went to Avrich. I've ended up in Avrich, and I, I was the most well-behaved prisoner. Never had a nicking, didn't. Say boo to a ghost. And, and my dad died. And guess what they done, Navrach? I put in to go to the funeral. Guess what they done? They cat beat me. I was cat C. So you could have gone? I was cat C. Mm. But cat B, you can still go to your dad's funeral. You can still go to your dad's funeral or whatever. But um, sure, the craze went to theirs. But, or someone like that. But um, I was cat C, quiet prisoner. Didn't say boo to a ghost. Just mind my own business in Avrach. You get the news, my dad died. And I'm expecting to go to the funeral. Next How week. did your dad die? Don't even know. I don't know. But it's um, that's another subject for another day. But next minute, I'm on a bus going to Capri. And you're not going to that funeral. Why? Because you're too you're too dangerous to go to a funeral. You 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 you're too dangerous for cat seat conditions. You need to be in Capri. Think I'm what the fuck have I done? I haven't done nothing. Never had a nicking. I never had a warning. No negative behaviour whatsoever. I haven't done nothing. Would you stop me going to my dad's funeral? You're mm. too dangerous. Why? What, what, what have I done exactly? You can't get affiliations. Someone might escape you. Who? They were trying to say Asian gangs or Muslim gangs. There was, there was loads of speculation, do you know what I mean? But one of, one of, the, one of the theories was some of the staff were saying Asian or Muslim gangs will try and get you out at the funeral. I think I'm... Who? No, no one speaks to me. I weren't getting visits. I weren't... Who was going to escape me? I, I never had no money. It, it was really going to escape me, go go to the inconvenience and put all the work into escape. It was absolute nonsense. So as a result, I got the eight year jail for this shooting and the firearm and this other thing. I got the eight years jail. I got fucking terrorised in Walton by prisoners and the staff. And then my dad died and I couldn't go to the funeral. Do you know what I mean? So I imagine that as punishment, punishment, punishment. If the judge would have knew what I was going to go through, I think he would have let me out. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because, I, listen, I went through hell. Hell. So, in the end, they come to the point where <clears throat> no, it was in Rail. This is this before it was like a sex offender jail. I was in Rail, and then I just ended up turning into a bit of a bit of an asshole. And I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm behaving. And my good behaviour isn't getting recognised. That I was a model prisoner. And I'm getting punished. Mm. If you're going to punish someone, Tell them what they're being punished for. You've done this, you're getting punished. You've done that, you're getting punished. This is the behaviour we expect. If it falls below that standard, these will be the consequences. I'd take that on the chin, but it weren't. I was getting punished for, for something I weren't aware of. And he was speculating. 
Muslim gangs, Asian gangs might escape you. What I don't who? Or this gang or that gang, who? No one even visits me, I don't speak to no one. Who? Exactly. Just mind my own business, uh, do you know what I mean? But so I went to Rail and then I started being a bit of an asshole, <coughs> getting uh, allegedly, according to them, getting prison officers' addresses and ringing prison officers. How true was it? I can't even recall. There might have been some truth in it, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say, no one ever, yet it did, to be honest. I can't remember, and if it did, I did. Do you know what I mean? But um, I remember there was a manager there, a female manager, and I was supposed to call her a dress or try to get her a dress, one or the other, or try to ring her or something along them terms. And then there was there was a riot in there with these uh, gooch, the, 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 these gooch kids and these Manchester kids and the, and the yardies. Now, um, this yardie, was was running past, and because I used to speak to these Gucci kids and these Manchester kids, these prisoners, these yardies were, 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 were I like yardies. I got on with some of them, but the ones with Rael at the time, they used to play dominoes, and like on the table, they go like bam backlot and bash the domino, and and because I had a bit of PTSD or something, I, I used to shit myself and think if you're in a world of your own, you're like bang. So sometimes shit comes back to you dead quick in your head, and and sometimes sometimes fucking especially if you just woke up or you're just in a world of your own, bam, back lad, bang. It it, it puts a sh- so it, it it shouldn't have been allowed. They weren't appropriate in how they play. There's no reason. to... And listen, when I say bang, I mean bang. Like you know, I I, I was involved in firearms at that point, and now our our gun sounds are louder, and it was. Approaching them levels, it was imagine a dom. I don't know how they do it, but he was. Uh, it's it's like some shit was going going off. Do you know what I mean? So it's not, it's not appropriate. It's not nice. They just had an attitude, and then they'd like he'd walk past and they go bam, but and you think what are they even saying about like that's they'd be looking at you and saying the yardy yardy lingo, whatever they say. I don't know in yardy language, but it, you know it weren't appropriate. Come on, mate, just be yourself and just fucking. Play your dominoes or just just chill. Be quiet. Not even quiet. Make make your noise and but they weren't approachable. They weren't sociable. They weren't. So I didn't like them anyway. So when it went off with these Manchester people and these Gooch kids and against the Yardies, by this time I was gradually starting to grow a little pair of balls. <laughs> gradually, do you know what I mean? So this Yardie with these, I remember he had big dreadlocks. He's ran past. So I've stripped them up. Do you know what I mean? Just put my foot out and he stripped up and I thought, decent, nah. And I know what's wrong, I'm not justifying it, but when he stripped up anyway, you'd have, you'd have like a proper dinner plate in there, you know, like you'd have like a dinner plate and we had a dinner plate, so I've hit him on the head with it. So I've stripped him up. It's one of, but his dreadlocks have took most of the... Um, impact. In, impact. If you never had yeah. dreads, I don't know if I cut him on, I, I don't know, I don't know what happened, but... His dreadlocks were, 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 were like a, were like an airbag. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, whatever, whatever. Anyway, so as a result, what they've done, they've sent most of Manchester kids and these good kids to the um, Dovegate. And what they've done with me, they've sent me to Long Larton, which is a high security cate, and they've sent the fucking yardy who were with the plate with me. What? They've sent them with me, but when I've when I've got there, I've like. 
understand that I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a ship. I was a bit of a shit bag, do you know what I mean? So I was like, couldn't fight me way out of a paper bag, and I'm looking around thinking, shit, where am I? And this long line, I've heard all these mad rumours about it, and I'm thinking, I'm fucked here. Do you know what I mean? I, I, and this yardie was there, but next minute, I was getting all looks off these uh, yardies, dodgy looks, and I thought, I'm fucked. I'm in trouble. So um, <coughs> I went. I went trying to front it, but I went trying to run off at the same time. Do you know what I mean? So I'm there just lurking. Didn't want to go on my cell or nothing. Do you know what I mean? Just standing about, looking about. And I've called me in a cell about half an hour later. I went in the cell and was, I've just seen pure, pure, it was dark. I've just seen pure eyes everywhere. What? I looked in and just thought it was a dark cell. And I've seen this yardie come. They said, I don't know who the fuck he was. I don't know who he was. Some yardie must have already been there. And this yardies went there and said, he's hit me on, on the head with a plate. I don't know what he said to them. I don't know. He could have lied to them. I said there was anti-yardie or it didn't. I don't know. I don't, he could have said anything for all I know. He could have said there was a sex offender. I don't know. He could have said there was a grass. I don't know what he said to them. But whatever whatever reason, these yardies had it in for me. So, <coughs> called me in the cell. So I walked up the cell, went to go in. And he's pulled. I don't know what the f- I don't know where he's got it, but it was something. I don't know what he's pulled out. I can't even be, be exact, but it was. It went nice, whatever he's pulled out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, no, I'm dead. These, these are going to kill me. Do you know what I mean? So I went to the... Um, I just went to the office and said, no, I'm going to block. So I went to the block. It was in segregation. It was the horriblest segregation I've ever been in. I was down there for a few days, and then someone's got word to someone and someone... Someone on the outside, who, who, they probably don't like me now, but you know, I, I think I always owe them a favour because they, they helped me, they helped me out. Well, two people, but I think I shit on them where I shouldn't have shit on them. So they probably that's another story for another day. But someone on the outside has gone and touched someone on the inside, and they've gone and touched us, and they've spoke to the head yardie in there. I said, "Nah, leave him alone." No, whatever. He was mates with the, this guy who, who helped me out was made with the main yardie in this long line. So anyway, it ended up getting smoothed over. And I went I went back on this other wing, the sea wing, and these scouts, a few people did help me. And really, uh, uh, you know, I respect them for what they've done. But so anyway, it was, it was all right. Anyway, it ended up being all right. And the main yardie spoke to me and said, yeah, it's done, it's done. Like the boss of the yardies, you know what I mean? So that was that. And then from there, a couple of months down the line, I, I ate it in there. I was always trying to get out of there and whatever. But, End up getting involved, uh, getting involved with a few Muslims and getting. I, I, I don't want to say the, not blaming them for how we end up, but so people can be radicalized. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and radicalized. The, the, there was one. The, the, there was one who were, who, were, who were liked. Who were, who were, he never radicalized me. I'm not suggesting it by any means. But a fellow called Abu Qatada, he said he was like the head of Al Qaeda in Europe. What? Abu Qatada. Okay. Or he was sent to Jordan on trial and he was acquitted of, I don't know, whatever he was acquitted of, some whatever the allegation was. But um, he was on the detainee wing night when he used to go to the gym. I, I don't know what it was, but I liked him. I got him on. Uh, and he used to translate through this little Arab guy, this little bald Arab. And I used to always let on to him and speak to him and well, try and speak to him. I think there was some type of language barrier, but. He was like, as weird as it sounds, he was becoming an inspiration to me. Do you know what I mean? So, I always, and, and then he's ended up sending me books, well, people have ended up sending me books over, and 
it's went from there and went from there and, and so on so on. But you, you know, when you the position I was in, you you hate the system and you hate this and you hate that and you've got that much hate and discontent and, and dislike and so you end up going with something more except you. It's like a family. It's like it's like gang gang life or whatever. It's a family. Mm. You, you you've got to form a form a feeling, a sense of belonging, and that's what he had. I'm I'm not, I'm not saying. Because the religion, because this, the, the Muslims were, they were good to me. Do you know what I mean? They, 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 they were, no matter what the, what the crime, somewhere in there for bad crimes, I'm not, I'm not judging them on the crimes, I'm not going to, I don't want to give the wrong impression on this, but they were good to me. And, and this happened because I had all the publicity about him. When you meet him in person, he's not that, he's not that. I don't, he was acquitted, so I can't say he's bad. Is he quite intelligent? I don't know, I couldn't understand him, so it's all <laughs> But I'm saying he was a pleasant, like just one one day on the bench, and he's come over and helped me. Now, for this guy who's horrible and who, who allegedly hates white people or hates non-Muslims or hates Christians, why why would he come and help some, some white guy, some, some white guy who's just had a, who, who eats bacon, who's a Christian, or, 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 or why, why would he come? That, that's, that's what I was to him, a white bacon-eating Christian. So, so why would he come and help me if he's this horrible man who hates infidels and hates Christians and who, hate, who hates non-believers? Why would he come and help me? You understand what I'm saying? And, and that was what changed my opinion towards him. And I thought, it was, you know, who was this guy? Why is there so much bad publicity? And why is he so polite and placid in his mannerisms and in his way? Because you, you wouldn't expect that if someone's painted as a, as a monster in the, in the media. You'd expect to meet a monster. And when I met him, he, he, he was the total opposite. He was very pleasant. He carried himself correctly, and and, and uh, I don't know about it, what he's alleged to have done or what he has done. And he was acquitted. You know what I mean? He, he's a free man now. So my my I take people on face value. I find them, and I found he's one of the politest fellas, the most pleasant of men I've ever met in my life. But then, if you look at the media, they say he's he's been Laden's right hand man. He's that, that's not the man I seen. You know what I mean? So. Or as a result, as a, you know, he never sent me down the wrong path. He never got me on the wrong. I, I can't, nothing to do with him. But there's other people that got involved with it where it went a bit, should I say, radical. This what is a, this is 2006, 2007, maybe. I don't know. I, I just went a bit radical, like anti-authority. And, and, and then I went to Peterborough from Long Latin, and that's when I... I went deep, deep into it, like deep into, I was very, uh, don't know the word, I was very pro, like pro, no, no, I wouldn't say pro-terrorist, but pro, I don't know, I, I had a very uh, conservative view, do you know what I mean, and, and, and obviously as, as a result, I was put in segregation for, I don't know, I can't remember how many months I spent down there, four or five, I don't know, I can't remember. And counter-terrorism were, were looking at me and so on. Because I remember when I got out of that sentence in 2009, the probation even said, they said counter-terrorism were on my MAPA meetings and, and they had me under a bit of scrutiny. But in the end, they, they knew there was nothing. But I, beforehand, I did, I did have bad intentions. And I think when I got out in 2009, I think, getting back into gang activity or criminality, I think that saved me from getting into something a lot worse. Because I, I was looking on trying to join 
a group a group in, in London called wow. it was I think it's called it used to be called Al Mahajirun. So uh, that's what I think I've sent him a bit paranoid because I tried to get in touch more. I was looking on that's what I was lo- I was looking at doing because you've got that much hate in you and that much people can get into your mind. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? And that's what happened to me. Nothing to do with Abu Ghadad or Khan. Nothing to do with him. So we don't want to imply that. But there was other people in the prison system that got into my head in a, in a manner where I thought, fuck it. Uh, but, but I've got nothing to lose. Do you know what I mean? Uh, what, what kind of things would they say to you then to get in your head? I don't know. Listen, I can't even say... They, 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 they just they still... An, an ideology in your... And, and that's what... But, but, but it... At the time, it made me feel a lot better. It, it made me be more of a man, and and I feel less and and have more front about me and not be so timid because I was very, I was very timid. I, I, even even though on the outside on on the outside world I, I, I was an animal. In prison, I, I I was a totally different person. I was, you know, I was polite anyway, but I was just a different person. And, and when these when I used to speak to these people and engage with them. Sometimes I go in the cells for hours and hours, uh, and and they educate me on things and or or discuss things with me, and it, it, it makes you maybe not stronger in the right way, but it makes you nevertheless it makes you stronger as a person, hundred percent. But it makes you uh, on a, on a different level. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't want to say they made me into a terrorist because I've, I've never committed terrorism, but I don't want to say they made me into. I'm, I'm trying to find the correct word. Do you know what I mean? But I can understand why people. I'd radicalised in prison. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I think the mindset I had, I wouldn't have thought twice about, so I don't know, getting on a plane and doing whatever. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? And, and I'm, I'm glad that when I got out, that I never got to join these people. Because gang life or criminality life, whatever you want to call it, drove me back again. Do you know what I mean? This in 2009. So... I was released when I was released in two thousand and nine. These Matrix come and met me at the prison, and I've never heard of them. I thought they were the Matrix. They like these gun anti gun and gun police from Liverpool, anti gun anti gang unit. They call the Matrix in Liverpool. They come and met me a strange ways. When I got released in two thousand nine, the prison staff said, hey, "Oh, you can't go yet. The police come and see you." They've, they've issued me with a, a gun nominal. You're a gun nominal. And I thought, I thought, I'm going to have been away for years. I, I, I'm a gun nominal. I haven't touched a gun. And he said, well, whatever reason, anyway. So that meant they have to get <coughs> daily checks off the police. Um, I had to sign on every day. I had no police station and stuff like that. And every day the police would come to my house. I was on a curfew. The police would come and check I was in. This was for months and months and months. I think it lasted about eight months. Do you mean? But, you know, obviously it's one of them. I, I was still involved in crime, but I think... The crime in 2009 that I got back into saved me from going down the route of terrorism. Thank God. Yeah, 100%. Because the mindset I was in, I was in the segregation, just thinking, I'm, I'm going. That, that's that. And, I, and that's what prison can do to you. I'm telling you that the prison, it can create some dangerous characters, I'm telling you. Dangerous people, people go in dangerous. <clears throat> And they come out more dangerous. I'm not saying that everyone. You, you get different levels of criminal. You get your, your fly mower robbery will break into your shed and rob your lawnmower. They're not. But then again, I've seen someone in H 
HMP Bourbon, this this white guy. He was sure he was Welsh, he's from South Wales. <clears throat> and um this was around the time of the arena attacks. He got radicalized in Bourbon. And um he was he was mod he was mocking. We complained about this. He was mocking the arena attacks in Manchester with the with the prison officer. And they were like having a laugh. Like it's some type of joke. And there was this guy on the upstairs wing. This was on um there's three house blocks in Bourbon. One's Kerryog, and it was on the middle house block. It's not our one, I think it's called Baller. Baller it was called. Baller. Baller house block on the downstairs wing. That's where it happened, this white guy. Um you go in and it's the left downstairs wing. I think it might have been called B Wing Baller. Um anyway, he's mocking the Manchester Arena Texas this white guy from 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 um uh, South Wales he's from. Tall, skinny, young. And the, this lad has heard it from the upstairs wing. This lad had loads of cuts. He had a mad earring in his ear. And I always remember him to this day. And loads of cuts. He must have self-armed on his arms. He's fronted the, the white radical guy. And said, well, who, who are you mocking? I'll, I'll smash your head and whatever, whatever. So other people heard it. He was mocking the arena victims with the prison officer. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and that's... A few weeks earlier, this white guy was just a normal, normal guy. Someone's got a grip from him. I'm not going to say who it is, it's enough for me to say. These Asian kids have got a grip from him. Put whatever in his head. Now, you know, the religion is, is a good religion. Uh, it's not. You, you can't fault the religion, you can't fault but It's not. They put a distorted perception of the religion in his head. And, and even if you're a pro-terrorist, pro-this, pro-that... You're taught not to hate. You don't. You, you don't. You don't target vulnerable people. Vulnerable people. Now, I don't support any form of terrorism. It's wrong. But you, whether you're a terrorist or, or 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 you're a criminal or you're no matter what you are, you can be the lowest of the low, and you you don't mock kids being hurt. No matter what you are, you can be the worst human being in the world. You can be the biggest terrorist in the world. But you still need to have morals and values, no matter how bad of a person you are. Some people don't have any, but it's for someone to mock. For anyone to mock any form of terrorism, it's wrong. But for someone to mock kids being hurt in a, in a concert, you're the lowest of the low. And that's when I lost all respect for this kid. I thought, you are scum. And whoever's radicalised you in themselves, sure do you from Midlands or Nottingham or something. You've done it. But they were scum, firm and scum. And from that day, I never spoke to them in the same way. I thought that yous are them and yous. Yous are horrible, horrible, horrible people. Do you know what I mean? Because if, if you can have a conservative, conservative view of religion or culture. That's fair enough. It's your freedom of opinion, freedom of expression, yeah. But don't... It comes from something when you're mocking kids who've, who've been killed and uh, and been young people who've been killed and, and maimed and hit. Nah. And, and for a prison officer to like... Engage with it. Went to prison officer who said it, but he was like, ho, ho, ho. And I was thinking, he was half him, and the prison officer was just as bad as him. Do you know what I mean? Well, it, it shows what prison can create. Now, this white guy from Wales, he's obviously on the radar anyway, because he was a, he, a white guy getting about. And then the next thing, he, he, he's calling himself whatever he's calling himself and going to Friday press. The authorities are going to be all over him. 100%. Do you know what I mean? So, <coughs> he, he's awfully on the radar anyway, but I don't know what he's got out and done. I don't know. I haven't seen much of him. I haven't seen, 
if you would have done it in series, I think I would have seen him in the paper. So maybe he's just got out and gone, up, gone back to eating bacon or whatever he's doing. <laughs> Before I don't know, being Welsh, he's from South Wales. Who knows what Welsh people do? I don't know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I'm saying prison can create monsters and it can make dangerous people a lot more fucked up, messed up, messed up in the head, but, but a lot more sophisticated, a lot more advanced. Do you know what I mean? A, a, a lot more. And even the garden shed robbers were, or bacon robbers who, who go and rob bacon from Tesco, they can go in and be preyed on uh, and be turned into monsters. It can be turned into, do you know what I mean? And then you get people who are going in for uh, I don't know, just having a fight in the pub and they, they get, they meet a drug dealer or uh, I can give you this cocaine for this price or, and then they come out to the drug dealer. Mm. Prison don't rehabilitate. It, it, it makes, it's a university for criminals. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a warehouse for criminals, which just stores them. And it, it gives you an education in crime. Do you know what I mean? But also the, the, the prospect of, of radicalization. And it's not just, when you say radicalization, everyone thinks Muslims, it's not just about that. It's far right. The far right is a growing trend in prisons. It's a massive growing trend. 100%. Mm. So you've got to look at aspects like that. Everyone's just focusing on Muslims are bad, Muslims. Nah, that's not the case. Because I've seen loads of far right what put ideology in people's heads and turn people into racist, horrible scum. And the far right is just as dangerous. As Al Qaeda, whoever it may be, do you know what I mean? They're just as dangerous. Is that like America then, where it's like all the Nazis, the neo Nazis? Is, is that stuff coming into the UK? Mm-hmm. I've never experienced. I don't know nothing about America, so I can't compare the two. But <clears throat> there's a lot of far right ideology now in prisons, and, and it's breeding and breeding. It's getting worse and worse. I don't know whether they're trying to form gangs or cliques. I don't know, but it's breeding. But you know, it's it's not. It's not frowned upon the, the the Muslims get a hard time in prisons. Do you know what I mean? Because terrorism and radicalization, everyone thinks it, it, it's a guy with a beard. Yeah. Called called Ahmed, and, that, and that's not the case. It's not the case. Terrorism and and, and radicalization can, can can be it can be the far right who are pushing that narrative. And and I've seen that, especially in my last sentence, I've seen that was an increasing problem. Definitely, 100%. And, and it needs to be a concern which the staff need to be focusing on because the staff were, like, not facilitating it, but the staff were, like, didn't see an issue with it. The, 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 uh, there was a staff in it, and, and I don't want to keep naming this prison because it's like I keep putting it in bad lights, so I don't want to, I'll try and avoid doing that. But there was a certain prisoner who was in a cat seat, and, like, the staff used to laugh it off. And the crack jokes about. Muslims and and and, and Muslim this and Muslim that and say oh we don't want Muslims on here and the stuff go yeah we keep them off here and I think wow and we used to complain and and and, and I don't know they, they they used to justify it the, the staff would like justify it and think oh no we the, the far, like they never used to say but the impression I got was the far right are all right but we'll just target the Muslims and, and I think it's just creating a division and 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 it's painting Muslim people as bad people per se when that's not the case. You understand what I'm saying? Now I'm not here to defend one and, and criticize the other. No, that's that's not the case. But if you're a member of staff working in the prison service, you need to have a balanced view, and you can't support one ideology and be against another. You're there to pro- to protect the public and unlock dangerous people up. And 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 not only that, but give intelligence, uh, do security intelligence reports. If if he's demonstrating far right views, or could be detrimental to others, 
you need to SIR that, put it into security, but they're not. Staff aren't doing that. And I've seen many and many times where the staff will engage rather than challenge the views or challenge the behaviour or put an SIR in. Do you know what I mean? Then they're encouraging it. Because if they didn't agree, they wouldn't engage with it, they wouldn't laugh about it. If I, if I start speaking far right to you now or whatever and you start laughing and encouraging it, nah, you're just as bad. Definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. And I've seen that many times. I was a mentor. Like I used to help people with the legal work and stuff and, and it used to, there was some good staff, don't get me wrong, but there was some staff that were more harm than good and used to bring the worst out in prisoners <clears throat> and there was a lot of racist racism. The prison service is institutionally racist, 100%, without a shadow of a doubt. I'm not just saying that. The, another instance I'll tell you, in another prison of Katsi, I don't keep, want to keep naming a prison because it's like I keep putting it in bad light, but there was a Rasta meeting in the in the in the church and 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 listen listen to this for a bizarre one. The Rasta meeting where the Rastafarians go over. Before the Rasta meeting, someone's went in. Have you read the KKK? Yeah. Who are they? Uh, the Ku Klux Have you read the KKK? I'd say every human above the age of fifteen, sixteen in the UK mm. has heard of the KKK. Do you or not? Well listen to this. The Rasta meeting anyway. Someone's went in on on, on the uh, board what the Rastas use. And with KKK, 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 on all the sheets, KKK, um, the Rastas have went in. I'm not even a Rasta. <laughs> it was bad. Now, the Rastas have gone in to do, to, do like, Rasta writing or what? I, I don't know what they do in Rasta means. I don't know. But they pull the thing up. They, they say, it's like paper. And each, it's like a, a board with loads of paper on. And you flip that over, then write on the next page. Flip that over. It's about the same size as the telly. Big stand-up board. Um, <coughs> KKK, lift it over, KKK, what's going on? KKK, are they taking, you know, are they taking a piss with the rest of scores a fuss? We complain. <coughs> i done the, one of the complaints. <coughs> they come back, the chaplain comes back, head of the chaplaincy. Oh, I've never heard of the KKK. I don't know what they are. I didn't know it was to do it. I didn't know it, it, it was like an offensive thing to write. You know, I, I don't see no grounds for complaint. What? So are you, are you messing? You've never heard of the KKK. You're an educated man. You're a head chaplain. You've never heard of the KKK. I said they're a far right fucking terrorist group, and I think they're based in America. Oh, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. I've never heard of them. I didn't know they existed. So anyway, we've escalated the complaint. Put a formal complaint. We've come back and said, um, "Oh, sorry, the writing group were in, and they were teaching people how to write K, oh. how to write K, how to do different Ks." Like one K will have a flick, the other K will have a, will have a. What a load of crap! Mm. What a load of. Listen, I might even still have the response to the complaint because I used to do people's complaints in legal cases. I might even still have the response. I think I will have it. One of the responses to some of the or some of the responses. Some, but the, uh. the response that the that I might have is the same response every Rasta got or every black guy got. We was writing K's, the letter writing group were in writing K's. Oh, where, 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 hang on, where are the Zs? Yeah. Where, where, where's the Zs, mate? Why weren't you writing Zs? Why, why are you only writing Ks and why is it three Ks? Bitcoins, and, and why? Is it just before the Russes in it? And if you writ on all the papers, why did you leave it for the Russes? Mm. Do you see the picture, what's what's emerging? Absolutely. And, and for the head chaplain, listen, I witnessed it with my own eyes. I've never heard of the KKK, he said. Never heard of them. Who are they? But he was playing dumb. I looked at him and thought, he didn't like me after that. I used to get on him. 
Well, because I challenged them. I said, are you missing? You've never heard the KKK? I've never heard of them. Who are the KKK? I said, the Ku Klux Klan. He went, who? Never heard of them. I said, the fucking, the people in America, they put white stuff on, white fucking pointy things on their heads and that. Hmm. Whatever they do. And do, do racist stuff. Well, I don't know. Everyone knows about them. Even if I don't know what they do in detail, but I don't want to know. But I know that they're not good people. No. But this chaplain who's an educated guy, he's not just a chaplain, he's a, he's a, he's a chief priest, like a head priest. Where's, where's the white collar and stuff like that? From like the church of, I don't know, whatever church he's from, but he, he was a bad guy. He was a, he was a, and, I, and it's not good to speak about men of the cloth like that, but, or religious people like that, but he was a bad guy. I'm telling you, 100%. He didn't like blacks, he didn't like Asians, he didn't like Muslims. Then without a, without a shadow of a doubt. Who the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan? Who? Never, uh, come on, what a lot of nonsense. So we, we escalate the complaint. How the letter writing people were in, teaching, teaching, teaching prisoners how to write K. What? Come on. If you're going to come up with a blag, <laughs> come up, I've heard some bad blags in my time, but if you're going to come up with a, a blag or a lie, come up with, I don't know, you were writing a card for Karen. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come up with something better. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm going to root the response out, just just to prove what I'm saying. But the prison know what I'm saying anyway. It was a cat C that I was in on my last sentence. I was only in one cat C, uh, but I don't want to keep saying the name of that prison because it's like I'm keep trying to portray them in a bad light. And you know, do you know exactly? And and hopefully some of the rassers who, who were in prison at the time will, will be watching this and think. It was institutionally racist, I'm telling you. Let me tell you another guy. Another instance, what, what, one other case what I've done. I used to do everyone's legal cases. I was like the go-to for the legal issues. Big black fella from London. Polite as they come. Bit, bit, bit of a miserable, bit proper tall. Um, I think he, he, was, he was a lifer. But um, uh, in this Catsy prison, gets a job. You know what? He used to get a hard time off the staff. For, for, he was big and black. But he, he looked intimidating. But, you know, when you spoke to him, he had a polite voice. He was proper Londoner, proper polite, dead polite. How are you, mate? And patting you on the back. And he's one of them type. But if you've seen him in the street, you'd probably cross over. But we can't judge everyone by the looks. He was a big black fella, dead tall. Anyway, but I, I liked him. I got speaking to him and I thought, you know what? He's one of the politest people. And the wink, proper jolly, polite, kept himself to herself and him. He had a girlfriend from Liverpool, but he's from London. Anyway, gets a job in the desk, like the front desk, greeting people. One of the governors or senior managers comes down, goes, what are you doing working here? And he goes, I've been given a job. Well, you shouldn't have been given a job. Why? It doesn't matter why. Why? I'm gone. You've raised the appearance of bias here. He's big and black. And, and he greets people, he greets visitors, not just prisoners, visitors from the outside on the front desk. He's a front desk. So we, he's the face of the, of the wing. Uh, not the wing, the house block. It's got mm. like 10 wings, whatever it's got, I don't know. He's the face. So workmen come in, work people from outside, he sign in. One, one of them, he's the face. He puts a complaint in because he thinks it's racist, which I believe it was. If someone comes to me and said, look, I want to complain, I say, look, I don't think it's got substance to your complaint. Oh, yeah, it has. No, oh, yeah. He comes to me and I said, look, she hasn't given you the reason why you shouldn't be working there. There's no reason why you shouldn't. You keep your head down, you're polite. So why? And he said, she's not telling me. She shouldn't tell me. And, and, and I seen that having a, I don't have to explain to you. You shouldn't be working here. Well, why? Tell me why. 
there's a white guy working here. You don't say to him, well, so what's the difference with me? Because I'm six foot six and black. She never said that, but that's the impression I got. That's the impression he got. Do you know what I mean? And I, I'm not sticking up for him. So, anyway, we've written the complaint. It's went to the IMB. The head of the IMB. This, she, I used to speak to her. I used to get on with her. A woman. Um, probably in the 50s, 60s. She comes to see him on a racial complaint. Saying he's been dismissed from his job for no reason. Why is it? What's the fit? racial? Tick the racial box. The IMB, head of the IMB, not even the IMB, the head of the IMB comes to see him. What's the first thing she says? You look like Frank Bruno. <laughs> I thought, she fucking messing. It's a racial complaint what he's putting. You're here to deal with a complaint against racial discrimination, for racial discrimination against a senior member of staff. And the first thing you say to this big black guy is, you look fr- like Frank Bruno. To be honest, he does look like Frank Bruno. But come on. And I thought, what the fuck is going on here? There was no... I feel sorry for black and Asian people in that prison. I feel sorry for them. Yeah. Because they were, they were always put at a disadvantage. Don't get me wrong, the gym staff would always get them out to play football. That's because they're good at football. It, it, it went cause they, the gym staff weren't so bad. They can't, the gym staff were a bit more diverse. So credit to the gym staff. But the wing staff. And another instance, what happened in the same prison? A scouser. He was a pest. He, he, was a, he was a piece of shit. He was a far right. He was a far right type. He was horrible. Scouser. Staff had beat him up. All the staff. Yeah. About six, seven of them. Battered them. All the staff stay in work. A black guy, a black, I think he was an SO, gets suspended and charged with criminal charges. He got, he got acquitted and come back to work. But out of all the staff that beat him up, and the ones that were beaten up were, were primarily white, there was one black guy, and who got sacked? The black guy. Who do all the staff turn against and make statements against? The black guy. Not <clears throat> he was a black SO. I think he's from London originally. Black, baldy head, dark skinned. He was the only one to lose his job. He ended up coming back to work. But he was the only one placed under investigation or criminal, whatever it was. I don't know the exact, exact things what he's subject to, but what I hear, he, he was definitely suspended. What I heard, he was charged and he was acquitted. How true that is, I don't know. It's only what I heard of staff and prisoners and the victim. The victim told me that. I didn't like the victim. He, he, he was a racist. But why, out of all the staff that beat him up, most of them were white. In fact, all of them were white apart from one. Why did only the black officer get suspended? Why was there only the black officer that got investigated? You you tell me. It was institutionally racist. The, the staff, even the jokes they used to crack about black and Asian people, I used to think you used a vile. But a lot of them I had a good relationship with, so I didn't want to keep complaining, saying you're a racist and putting complaint because it compromised my position as a mentor. I have to try and remain impartial. But I tried to challenge it where and when I could, but I went enough to challenge it. And even though I'm not black or Asian... Uh, it, it used to make me cringe the, the, the stuff some of the staff had come out with or prisoners had come out with and in the presence of staff and staff had encouraged it or laugh, laugh it about it that, that, that's encouraging it do you know what I mean the complicity in, 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 in the racism and the racial hate that's being bred there it, it's wrong and, I, and I'm 100% without it I'm, I'm going to root some of the proof out <coughs> and, and, and send it over to you just so you can say for your own peace of mind about the KKK I've definitely I think I've definitely got a response to that. Where I said, oh, it we'll was have in. to put it up in the video. <laughs> you can't definitely just scrub the people's names out. Uh, I can't remember the guy. When I just done the complaints for people, do you know what I, mean? I, I was like the mentor. But I'm telling you, I've never seen somewhere 
So it, it was horrible if you were black or Asian in that prison. You were in for a hard time. What got you like started out putting complaints in for people? Do you remember what the first thing was? Mm. I, the, the, I was at um, I started speaking to these lawyers, these prison lawyers, and but, uh, I don't know. Find up people used to come to me for, can you get them like when they do adjudications, and then I end up doing a prison law course, um, and then people, everyone, whoever was on it, not everyone, but a lot of people used to come who had adjudications. And 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 I go over with them as a Mackenzie friend, something called Tarrant Principle, where you go over and support them as a Mackenzie friend, or I get them a lawyer. Sometimes I'd represent them in front of the IA, well, or put the case forward. I wouldn't say represent them. And I got on with some of the judges, the outside judges who come in, but in the end, they end up barring me from the adjudications because the lawyers were complaining against me. Not not the lawyers I, I, I was referring to, but the other yeah. lawyers. This this lawyer from Wales, from I don't know Wrexham or somewhere. I don't know where this this lawyer's from, but I don't know they're a Welsh company. They said they never. I asked them. They allegedly the CM come and said, "Look, the lawyers have complained against you. All your clients, all their clients are going to you." I said, "So, <laughs> I'm, I'm what like? It's, it's their prerogative of who they want to put their argument forward to the judge." Well, I'd go down with one, two clients, and then I'd end up with six, seven. Do you know well. what I mean? But I weren't charging them. I was a mentor. That that was my job. That was my job. I weren't charging them. I was doing it for free. If they give me a bar of chocolate or something, sounds putting the lawyers out of business. Nah, but, yeah. but but this Welsh lawyer, I asked her. I said, "Have you complained against me?" And she went, "No." I said, "Oh, fair enough." I said, you know, the, the CM, the CM's not going to lie. You come, and, and but the judges like me. The, there was a male judge and a woman. I think there was two male judges and a female judge. And it was the male judge. The, this other prison officer, this woman prison officer, who was mate with the lawyer who worked down a seg. No, she didn't make down a seg. She was on the adjudications. It was her that went into the judge. And said he's poaching clients from the lawyers. I said I'm a I'm a I'm a prisoner. I've got no legal qualification. How am I poaching clients? What what advantage is it to me? So anyway, the judge had to say, nah, I can't have me. But uh, the next week I went back down <laughs> in front of a different judge and, and and I said to her, I said, I said, Your colleague sort of barred me last week and she went, Oh, don't worry. She she I, I liked I got on with the female judge, she was good. She she's a district she was a district judge. Like a proper judge, not just a magistrate. She's like a proper district judge, but I got on with her, and, and, and you know, she, she was. I liked her. She was fair. She was good. But the fellow judge got influenced by. He, he got lied to. I hope he's. I hope he watches his podcast, whoever he is. But um, it was a prison in Wales where you used to come, Catsy, and you barred me from. You barred me from your adjudication. You told me no, uh, because the prison officers filled his head with crap. Said there was poaching clients. Why am I poaching clients? Do you know what I mean? If you're a good lawyer, you're going to keep your clients. I I I weren't putting people under duress saying get rid of your lawyer and come to me now. I went I went asked I, whether they had two clients or ten clients. I weren't getting paid any extra, so I didn't. But I was just there to help people, to 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 oversee fairness and and, and to make sure they had help and support because it was traumatizing for some people going on adjudication. They don't know what to expect. They don't know what they're going to get. So, but sometimes I get them lawyers if the case was complex. I get them a lawyer, a prison lawyer, or you know. But what I also done. <clears throat> was saved the public person. The judge agreed, the, the female judge agreed on this. I said, look, these lawyers are claiming legal aid, so the public person are paying hundreds or thousands of pounds to have prisoners represented in cases that they don't necessarily want representation. They're going to plead guilty. What do they need a lawyer to mitigate for them for? When they can, I can help them put something together and we can mitigate ourselves to you. And, and the punishment that you pass, you can only pass for two days anyway. Extra, extra, extra prison, but 
it can be proportionate to, to the, we don't need lawyers. Why does why do, why does taxpayers' money need to be wasted? And the judge agreed, so they agree. Prematurely, lawyers are involved in prisons. Don't get me wrong. If they contesting the evidence, then yeah, maybe it needs to be scrutinised by a lawyer. Fair dues. But if a prisoner is pleading guilty, it's their prerogative to have a lawyer. But a lot of them didn't want one. A lot of them said, "Look, just come down with us. Give us a bit of help." Because some of them couldn't read and write. So I go down and help them. What do you want to say? Write it down. Okay. Just give it to the judge. There's your mitigation. That's why you've done it. This, that, this, that. You get your punishment and, and that was that. Why do you need a lawyer? Charging five, six hundred pounds of taxpayers' money. And taxpayers don't want the money spewed up the wall on this. Sometimes you need the lawyer. Sometimes you don't. And that, and that was my... That's why I was there. But as a result, these greedy... Some of these greedy lawyers complained against me and got, and got me bad, but it never lasted for longer. I was still back down there. But then, on the governor's adjudications, what I used to do, a lot of them didn't like me in there. A lot of the governors, I got on with the governors well, but some of the staff didn't like me in there because I was getting people acquitted on, on technicalities. And, I, and, I, and I'd have debates with them, I'd have debates with the prison officers because I'd say, you, you, aren't even, you, you can't even fill your paperwork, the DS1, your adjudication sheet when you, when you get a nicking. I'd say, you can't even do it correctly. You put the wrong date on and, and, and the wrong the wrong offence code. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like prison rule fifty one nine when it should be real prison rule fifty one twelve a or so. I'm saying for example, sake, I say you, you can't even get your offence code right. Do you know what I mean? I said so. If you if you get your paperwork right, there won't be no acquittals. Do you know what I mean? And I go watch next time. We'll, we'll we'll get him next time. I said I'm not asked. If he does wrong, go and catch him. I said, but if you're going to catch him, catch him fairly. Don't think you can do some botched up paperwork and expect it to. To proceed because it's going to be throughout. Do you know what I mean? And, and and some of the prison officers used to laugh about it and think, oh, fair dues, and some of them would be pissed off and take it to heart and say, well, do your job properly. If you're going to catch him, catch him by the book. Do you know what I mean? But that was that anyway. Well, that's a big transformation from the beginning of your prison. To become a prison lawyer. Yeah. Was that, did that like enable you to fit in and like psychologically? Was that. <laughs> Good, was that good for you to, to be able to help to be helping people? The prisoners mm. didn't really like me because, I, I, in general, they spoke to me. But from like 2017, 2018, I don't know. I, I, I was starting to write to like MPs, and even though it didn't make much sense half the time because <laughs> uh, I've got the IQ of a sprout, you know what I mean? So uh, sometimes it wouldn't make much sense. But I was trying, and I was getting some good feedback from one or two of them. I'd written a few charities like. The, the Reese Jones charity and, and stuff like that, and they got someone to respond to me and and so on, so on. So I was getting good feedback, and it was encouragement. I read to the mayor, and their officers responded back to me, even though nothing come of it. It encouraged me to stay on the right track. Whereas if if I were the writer, I think the first person that gave me that that gave me some uh, encouragement to change. I, I want to change, you know what I mean? But the first person that reinforced that was was uh, the Reese Jones. Things called the Reese Jones Foundation. I read to them. And they never responded to me directly. Um, they sent me letters to someone else, and they responded to me. And that just encouraged me. I think I'm getting some feedback here. I'm getting something back. And I read to that Baroness Newlove um, at the House of Lords, the victims. I think she was the Victims Commissioner. And 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 she wrote to me, and uh, she wrote back to me, and, and said, you know, even though it's not for me, I wish you well. And just that little things like that, even though they're not helping me directly, it just gives you that bit of encouragement to think I'm gone. At least people are taking the time to write back to me, and uh, so it'll give me it'll reinforced me will to change. Oh, for fuck this, and I, I'm going to continue on this path. And then someone else would write back to me, mothers, mothers against guns, or whatever it's cousins against guns, all these mad 
not mad, surely you shouldn't say it like that, but it's just my way of uh, explaining things. They rip back to me and sometimes I'd speak to some of them on the phone and, and it was them who helped me change. Not because they were telling me to change, but I thought these are, these are recognising and, and, and acknowledging me. Because everyone else just shuts the door, doesn't even reply to you. Like some of these MPs, they're useless. <clears throat> and it was mostly the Labour MPs I'd write to. Say, this is what I want to do. I want to try and put something into practice. And they don't even reply to you. But it, <clears throat> it was the ones who, the mayor's office, and uh, mind you, the mayor's Labour. So, in fact, credit credit to his office. Do you know what I mean? They replied to me and they used to write to me quite regularly. So, credit to them that even though we never done nothing with them, they reinforced that will to change. You know, whereas if they never get back to me, what I might have thought, fuck this, I can't be asked and getting nowhere. But it just gave me that drive to carry on. Mm. So from there, I end up going, getting a mentor job and helping people and getting into. But because I was getting uh, letters from like authority figures or whatever, prisoners were like, like there's one day I went over to reception, about 10 of us in reception, and, and, and I got this big package from the uh, mayor's office. I've opened a package and I didn't even know what it was. And there's a big book with police on, like loads of police and public people <laughs> joined together, joined forces, all like that. And everyone's <laughs> looking for what the f. Yeah. And I thought it was it was one of them. It was an embarrassing moment, but <clears throat> explains it. Look, I don't want this lifestyle no more. I want to move on. And 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 that was, you know, that was that. From there, they, they thought, now nah, he's a bit of a snitch or he's a grass, but they were quick enough to come to me when he was in, in shit or in trouble with the. Oh. In, 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 trouble, in trouble with the st- with the staff, do you know what I mean? Sorry. Yeah, we just have to stop that. Alright, Scarius, so one of your fences was manufacturing and distributing firearms. How did you get involved in that, or how does that work? I think it started from when I first, from the getting bullied when I first got the, involved in the firearms, when I first purchased firearms, then I've ended up getting into the being involved in the manufacturing and sale of them, which ended up I think I got four years, three months of that. But um, I had, I was putting quite a lot of firearms on the street, and we we were, some of them were, were reactivated firearms. Sorry, some of them were reactivated. Well, a majority of them were reactivated, but they were still deadly. Sometimes we'd test them, and and they'd go through, right through the car, right through car. Well, you would test them on old cars, and they'd go right through car doors. So they, they were powerful enough to put it all right through the just metal and come out the door panel, do you know what I mean? And they used to uh, <coughs> police had us on surveillance once testing them in the woods. Yeah, in I think it was North Lipville. I was under police surveillance and I've seen us get out the car, go into the woods and test a test a few handguns. And then they've obviously they went in afterwards and found the spent cartridges. I can't remember what, what calibre handguns they were. We were testing them at, at that time. I can't remember, to be honest. But anyway, we, not so long later, a few weeks later, me, 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 me door went through, and that's that's the time I got caught with the um, loaded gun next to my bed. Mm. But I just come out, and all the roads were blocked off. There was loads of jeeps, like Land Rover, police Land Rovers, and and it was. I heard rumour as it that uh, it was in flats at the, it was in flats that they that they got me that's at the time. Strong. But rumour as it that. When they've come, I think I was in the top flat. They've, ba- they've raided other flats first, thinking it was me. I don't know how true it is, but that that was the, the word on the street. So 
the police have, um, I haven't seen this, don't get me wrong, I'm only going off what I hear, but the police are supposed to win into other people's flats, pulling them out of bed or waking them up, whatever they've done, and got the wrong flat. Do you mean? And then eventually they found where I was come through and, uh, and, and, and got, got me, do you know what I mean? But it was, it was a, that was a bit traumatic as well. Was that your first SWAT raid? Mm. Yeah, it was scary. I, I, I had I had one or two since then, do you know what I mean? But heavy ones, but um, that was scary. Late at night, dark. But Did you know it was them right away, or did you think it could have been gangsters? No, I didn't know it was the police. I, I don't know how they do, but they put the sh- It's the element of surprise. They put the shit up you. And even though we had a firearm next to my bed, I didn't have the time... I'm not saying I didn't have the time, but you don't have to. I don't know. It's different. If when a gang member comes through your door to when a police officer comes through your door, it's totally different. I'm, it's I'm, fast, isn't it? It's like military style. They're good. They're good. Yeah. They're good at what they do, and they take you by yeah. surprise. So even though we had the fire, I would never have pulled the firearm on them anyway because I would have been dead. Fucking hell! That, 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 I had some shitty handgun with six, 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 seven rounds in in, in the magazine, and they've got fucking Ekron Kosh MP5. I would have been finished. Yeah, they, they they would have finished me and the girl next to me, but I, I was I was twenty years of age, something like that. It was two decades ago, and it, it, it was stupid what I'd done. But the misery I caused on the streets, not just me directly, but just flooding the streets with firearms. It, it was, you know, the the the, the effect the effect you have, you you don't realize until you get older. And, but I I went thinking right, I, I was gone in the head. There was nothing there. I I was absolutely, excuse me, language. I was fucked. And I was hallucinating. I was thinking that people were... I don't know. My mental health was... I was gone. But the shit I've been through, the trauma I've been through, I think it was... I don't know. It was a combination. It was a build-up of everything. But, I, but we had the... Um, uh, we, we had a firearms factory, like a proper massive factory, where we used to commission them and get them working and test them and so on. Sometimes we'd test them in the woods or in fields or in scrapyards, but... We, we we had a like factory what was sound like soundproofed out. We had targets there, and one of the way we test the handguns, we got a pair of mole grips. It was like a suppressor, but got a pair of mole grips, two liter bottle of coke, empty the coke out. Obviously, put the mole grips around the end of the bottle because you couldn't hold it with your fingers. You fucking blow your fingers off. So put the mole grips around the end of the bottle, hold it, and then fire the gun into the bottle, and it it, it takes most of the sound out. Do you know what I mean? So that's one of the one of, one of one of the things we used to do when we were testing the firearms to, 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 to try and reduce the sound. It still banged, don't get me wrong, but it wouldn't sound like a gun bang. It sound like a I don't know if sound like an armor bang. I don't know. It sounds different. It it takes that rasp off it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But that's one of the things I used to do with, with, with the two liter bottles. You can only do it once at one or two shots, and then you've got to replace the bottle. Do you know what I mean? But in the testing range, what, what, what we had, that's how we used to test Because every, every firearm we distribute, we used to have to test fire it first. Because some of it, 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 it'd be, you could fill a clip, 10 rounds, whatever you put in the clip, however many it holds. Yeah, I think the brown nailed 13 or something, like for example's sake, for examples, speaking of 13 rounds, for example, in a brown, bang, 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 all that. But some of them, when they reactivate, you've got to slide it back. So bang, slide, bang, slide. So different guns, different firearms will come out different ways. Do you know what I mean? But the, the, the police obviously, I think, we, I can't even remember how long we were running for, but the, the police obviously broke that down and I ended up getting jailed for it. Yeah. From the police paperwork, did you learn how they got the intelligence to do that raid on you? Yeah, I know it was, but listen to, listen to the funny thing about it, though. I was painted 
these two fellas, these two old fellas from Liverpool, got nicked with me. They got nicked first. So the oldest one got, there was two brothers. The oldest guy got nicked first in St. Domingo Vale. The second one got nicked a few months later in, in Belmont Road. <coughs> and then I got nicked about three months after them. And what they're saying is, this is one of the, they used to spread, these probably still spread to this day. <coughs> well, they're probably old now, I don't even know if still alive, but it must be about 70, 80 now, but they used to tell everyone I was a grass. They spread it around everywhere that I grassed them up. They got nicked before me. They got nicked first. So they got nicked in like, uh, July, August, and I got nicked in September, October. I got nicked in October. Do you know what I mean? So like three months after them. But listen to this. They, 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 they got caught with like 30 guns between them. And they got five years. They were older men. Yeah? And and they've been into all sorts. They've been into all, all sorts of crime. I had no criminal... I think he only had a, con, a conviction for car crime. I got caught with one gun. Well, I pleaded guilty to one gun, yeah. Um, and I got four years, three months. They got five years for 30 guns. Or it's not a lot, is it? One got five and one got six, sorry. Listen, the, the, the disparity in the sentence, I got nearly as bad as them for one gun, and I was only a kid. They they were they were career criminals. But listen to this, they were calling me a grass. But if it was a grass, I'd just say, well, I, I couldn't give a shit, I'd just say, yeah, I grassed them up. But I generally never. It was the other way around, they put me in. Cause, and, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I believe the police come to find me. They sent their cousin over one day and said, we need a gun. He needs a gun or whatever. So I said, go ahead, Sandra, called him over. I said, yeah, there's one. And he went, oh, no, no, I'll come back and get in a few days. The next day, the police raid me. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the police, but they had me on surveillance anyway. Or not the next day, it was like a few weeks later, the police raid me. But they had me on surveillance anyway, but he, he's... They put me into, they put 100%. Uh, listen, the type of person I am, if, if I, if I dressed them up, I'd say, yeah, I did. But I swear I never. I got interviewed. When I got interviewed, he said, why are your fingerprints on these firearms that have been found in St. Domingo Vale? Now, I, he told, he told me that them firearms never got recovered. Do you know what I mean? So it's the, he's put my planted <coughs> firearms somewhere with my fingerprints on. Something along them and them terms, you know what I mean? I'm not really bothered. It was decades ago, do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm not really asked, but it just shows how manipulative criminals are. They're too quick to brand people a, a grass, uh, a, a nonce is the other one. He's a nonce, he's a grass. He's, they've never called me a nonce, but they always call me a grass. Oh, he's a grass, he's a grass. How am I? Do you know what I mean? It's Listen, always the finger yeah. pointers are up to it, what they're accusing Listen, other people of. I, I just want to clarify, them fellas, they're probably dead now. I think they must be in their 80s, 90s. I think the other, <laughs> I think, I think the other one's in jail because he, he done it again. He got out and committed more gun offences. He, he, he's a clown. Do you know what I mean? But... He's in jail. I think the other one's the other one's probably dead now. She's old, but um, yeah. Do you say that? Oh, he's a grass. He's a grass. And he got my interview. I said, yeah. I went to such and such of a dress to look at the firearm, which which I did. So I just I just told her told her whatever. I was going to buy it. I never ended up buying it. Whatever. But he he said that in a way to put me in the shit. And they're the ones who put the police onto me. Hundred percent. He sent the cousin over. He sent the cousin over, he had a scrapyard, he, he had a uh, scrapyard near Waverty, something to do with it. He, he sent him over. Why, why, why would the scrapyard guy want a gun? But I never thought about it. It, it all clicked after I got nicked. But I went to type to say, oh no, these are... Whatever, if you think, if you think I'm a... I, I was, but 
was different then, but I honestly never grasped them up. Do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't now, but that's me saying that, <laughs> uh, that's me saying that I was. But I, I never, if it, if it did, I just say, yeah, it did. But I, I swear I never saw for years, whilst I was a criminal, I was branded a grass for grassing these fellas up, and I never, I never, it was the other way around. They put, they put me in and, and look at the sentence I got They got you. a reduced mm, sentence, yeah, didn't they, for putting you in well, it? I, I don't know, but <coughs> I got four-year, <coughs> four three months with one gun, um, what I pleaded to. They got five years and six years for 30 guns. That makes sense. And and, and also, they were going to America. They're not going to America. They were ordering from America. Guns America. They were doing stuff like that. Like American websites and that. I didn't, I, fucking hell, I didn't even use internet. <laughs> Come on. And I, I don't even get an internet phone. I think you had a Nokia or something. <laughs> so they, they, they were doing, they were on a bigger scale than me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I, I was putting, I, I was responsible for putting a lot of firearms on the seat or whatever I was responsible for it. It is what it is. It's something I regret. It's something I admitted. And, and it's something I got punished for. I saved my sentence for it. I done wrong. I got caught. Uh, and, but I went, for, I went right in the head. I didn't understand. Not that I didn't understand, but I went a full shilling. My head was fucked. The trauma and shit I'd been through, I didn't know what day it was. Do you know what I mean? So, but I saved my punishment. But my punishment was nearly as severe as theirs. I was 30 years younger than them. And I had no less of a criminal record than them. Or, or, and, and been caught with 29 less guns. You know I mean, one got might got a caught with ten. I don't know. The other one, got, who knows? But it was in the double figures what they got caught with the, the amount of firearms. Do you know I mean combined? I'm sure it was twenty, thirty, something like that. But they would, the police had them doing American orders for like gun parts and pricing guns in America. So that was totally different scale. So how the fuck am I getting nearly the same senses? That come on, anyone who anyone who can do your normal maths, do the figures on that. And, the, the evidence points to itself, do you know what I mean? But it is what it is. I, I don't know grudges against them. I'm not. When I got out of prison, um, I remember, was, in fact, it was 2009, I seen them and I used to chase them. One was in a golf and I've seen him spun round, tried to block him in, jumped out of the car and he screeched off, reversed off. Do you know what I mean? And then saying, I'm going to ring the police on you. And I'm thinking, I'm going, mate, you've been calling me a grass for years and now you're going to ring the police on me. Come on. It, 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 it's a nonsense, but people don't people don't know this. People just think, "Oh, yeah, he, he grassed them two our brothers up." I never. It was the, it was the other way around, and I, I've got nothing to lie about. You know, now not so long ago, I got someone seven years in prison, so I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I'm wearing a grass. I'll just tell you if it was, but I generally, I, I I never got them jail. They got me jail. It was the other way around. But you know, I was a kid. I, I was immature, and you learn by your mistakes. But older people. Older criminals exploit younger criminals, and they put me in the shit. They're the ones who got me arrested, who got me nicked. But fair enough, I deserved to get nicked. I was committing crime, so so shit. I took it on the chin. But I, you know, I had hell in prison. It was a million times harder than what it should have been. Do you know what I mean? So I paid. I paid me price a million times over. But you know, talking about prices, how much were you selling the guns for? Started from like two hundred. Up to, up to up to a thousand, fifteen hundred. It, 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 it depends. It depends on the firearm. Yeah. Do you mean if it were them, them horrible reboard ones were the the deadly? Don't get me wrong, the lethal, but they're not as accurate as the as the ought to be. So they were like three hundred quid, <coughs> three hundred and fifty quid. But 
there was all different ones. There was there was, there was I remember there used to be credit card like uh, penguins credit credit card ones like little double ones little square. I think they fired two twos or point two fives or something. I can't remember the caliber or whatever it may be. There was, there was all different type of guns and <coughs> little ones that didn't even look like guns. Do you know what I mean? So it was, but uh, they they were dangerous. They they, they weren't. You're peddling misery onto the streets. You you you're selling misery. You're profiting from the misery and destruction of others. Do you know what I mean? How, how many victims have I created through even putting in firearms on the streets? Who knows? You never be able to put a number on it because you never know how many's harmed someone or how many's. You don't know who's putting hundreds and hundreds, hundreds, in, on the streets. So, how many of them have been used to injure people? Do you know what I mean? Or how many have even not worked right and injured the person who's using it? Who, who, who knows? Do you know what I mean? But there'd be times when we'd sell people something and we wouldn't like them, so we'd make it mess up. Mess up on them to a the, the type of thing, do you know what I mean? Just as a... It's not... I don't know. Them rebores anyway aren't, aren't a good... They, they, they were never a safe choice. Do you know what I mean? But it, it's something I profited from. It's something something I regret and it's something I saved me fucking me punishment for, but ten times over. Do you know what I mean? If the judge would have knew what hell I went through on that sentence, I don't think he would have given me what he gave me. Do you know what I mean? It was a life of hell. Hell. So I think I got punished ten times over for it. But I just want to set the record straight that I never I never grasped them up. They got Nick first before me. I got Nick months later. So come on, doesn't that say something? If the priest knew we were all at it together, he would have put us all under an operation. Like they nicked them two near enough within a week or two of each other, whatever it was. Why didn't he nick me as well? If they knew I was at it with them, if you if you two were at it, the police are going to nick you together mm-hmm. over in a couple of weeks of each other. They didn't know about me. I, I was under the radar until these two brothers got nicked and brought me into the equation. Do you know what I mean? But this is what it is. I, I wish them well in whatever they're doing. You know, one's in prison, the other one's probably in a nursing home somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> just just what I, I, you know, I, I hope his son's visiting them to wipe his ass. <laughs> It is what it is. Well, I'm not. I'm. I don't know grudges. I'm, I'm not. Oh, if I see if I seen him now when he spoke to me, uh, I'd probably I'd speak to him. I'd say hello or whatever. You know, don't particularly like the guys for for, for the shit they put me through when I was a kid and the way they misled me. But it is what it is. You you, you forgive. Do you know what I mean? You forgive. You forget. That's that. Or yeah, you got to avoid your harboring it. Mm. Listen, I used to hold grudges all the time. I used to. I hate this. Now I told you someone slapped me when I was fifteen, and when it, when it was two thousand sixteen, I was going to his mum's to hunt him down. Do you, do, 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 do you know what I mean? So it shows how long you saw grudges for. But I never used to forget. But since I've changed, I've come to the point. Well, why? I just rather cut the people off. It's just negative. You just keep an older negativity. Do you know what I mean? And and there's a lot of people who've done me wrong. I've done a lot of people wrong. Do you know what I mean? I've done people wrong. People have done me wrong, and it's I'm I'm happy to forgive people of shot me, stabbed me, whatever it is. And do we hold a grudge? Not really. I got stabbed for nothing. I never done nothing. I, you know, I, I, it was assumed that I'd allegedly done something to someone or I don't know what it was, but I never done it. So really, I got stabbed. How did they corner you? <clears throat> they set me up. They groomed me for weeks. Used to come and see me and, and, uh, and speak to me, like befriend me because they knew I was half on the ball, do you know what I mean? And then they cut me to an house Walked in the house and just people appeared from everywhere with guns and knives. Whoa. I thought, what the fuck? Well, a few days earlier, 
well, we, we was alleged a few days before we we allegedly kidnapped uh, some main, not a, not a massive drug dealer, but he's a big drug dealer in the city, big like an older fella. Uh, I don't know. He, he, we allegedly kidnapped him, but he, he got he got away halfway. We got chased by our police, so we escaped. But he, he, he uh, anyway, that was alleged to have happened. Anyway, but he's uh, a few days later. I get called to his house, and when I walk through the door, people just appear with guns, knives, and I thought I thought they were, they were killing me over that. Do you know what I mean? But it, it turns out that it was something something else that I, I wasn't even involved in. Because I was involved in criminality at that time, I was getting I was getting the blame for something that I, I was getting the blame for things that I weren't even doing. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of the stuff that was going on, I was getting the blame for, and, and it wasn't me. So I got I woke up. I must I don't know what the me but I don't know what happened. But I was unconscious. I woke up. And I'm, I'm, I stood up on my leg and I just snapped. They put samurai through both my legs. What? They put samurai through both my legs. But they done that because they didn't want to kill me. They, 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 they were, uh, samurai swords? Samurai swords, yeah. Through both your legs? Both my legs, yeah. Holy shit. Well, oh, God. Nearly that table. Yeah, oh well, I was on crutches for about three, four months. But, uh, Did the adrenaline just go through yeah? Did I didn't, you? I didn't, I didn't know what that I thought I'd been shot. I didn't know what that thought was. I'd been shot? I, I didn't feel it. I was, just, I, was, wow. I, was, I, was, I was unconscious. Unconscious? <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, so as soon as you walked in there, they start pummeling you, knock you out or something. I don't know. I just got knocked out. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I, I remember, I remember, like crying. But beforehand, before I got knocked out, I remember crying because I thought, I thought my life was over. I thought they're gonna kill. I didn't know what I'd done. So I thought the only thing it can be is getting the blame for that kidnap the other day, because the police weren't involved in the matter. So when I was getting the blame by the police, this this guy got kidnapped. He was getting he was getting taken to the some somewhere in somewhere up the motorway anyway. The, the kidnappers, the police, the armed responsive went past and looked at the kidnap looked looked at them all in the car. The car's been bailed. Uh, the person who's been kidnapped has been freed unintentionally. Now, because what's happened when they when they went past the armed response, he's kicked the window or the door. So that's that, that's what raised the attention. <coughs> so there's four lads who kidnapped him. He's went through. Uh, Whatever they went through to get onto the motorway with him, and I'm responsible. Went past and he's kicked the window. The, the kid in the back was some little skinny kid, so he, he's obviously this this kid who's been kidnapped. A big, he's a big hairy ass fella. So uh, he's kicked the window and because there's whatever in the car, we've got off. Give chase and and uh, he's escaped from nothing happens. Do you know what I mean? He he was free way on earth. There was not there was nothing. There was nothing to it. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, so I thought a week or two later when this happens, I thought it's because I've been accused of that case. It wasn't a police case. The police didn't know nothing about it. Do you know what I mean? There was, there was nothing to it. The, the fella never pressed charges. He, he's well, whatever, whatever. So he's, um, yeah, that anyway. And then I thought, I thought it was dead. But the kidnapping and... and I, it's nothing to say I've done that. I, I, I haven't, I've never said suggest I've done it. It's something I got to blame for. It's something I, I was told about. And I was told about how we, how we got away and how we got kidnapped and whatever. It doesn't mean it's me. I just, it, it was just one of them. But I thought, they've come to kill me over that. So, but it wasn't, it was something else. Because I was involved in everything, I was always up to something. 
my name was getting through, like put in for a lot of shit. And most of it I never done. So I got, I got stabbed in the legs twice for something I never, this, this was 13, 12 years ago. So it, it was 12 years ago. It was when I was actively involved in crime. <clears throat> so, when, you, when you woke up from being unconscious, where were you? In a, in a house where they got me to. But You're I, still in the, in the I, house. Listen, I remember crying. I remember saying, listen, I haven't done whatever you're saying I've done. Mm. And I thought, I'm dead. I've walked into a house. I, I was never that stupid, but they grew me. They, came, they built me trust. Do you know what I mean? How so? What do you mean? Like, how did they groom you? Well, God, he used to come and see me. He used to come to mine and speak to me and say, why are you? Befriend you? Yeah. Yeah. Because he didn't want to come He didn't want to come to where I was because they would have been in a disadvantage, 100%, because I, 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 I was strategically clever. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 I went that dumb. So you have to get me there to be at an advantage to have the upper hand, which you did. They, they, but it's credit 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 to them. They, they, they done what they done, but I never, I never done what I was accused of. Honestly, never. So really, I got stabbed twice for 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 fuck nothing. For, for nothing. But so, so when you came to, what happened? Coming around, there was no no one there, and it was like I stood up, and my legs just crunched. Do you know what I mean? Crunched, mm. and I just fell. So I've crawled out, found someone to come and get me, and then um, went to roll up. But I thought I'd been shot. I didn't know what had happened. So they all left yeah. the, the scene. Yeah, they they're gone. I've just I, I've, did the deed and yeah. buggered off. And, uh, yeah, but um. I thought I'd been shot, so I'm in the car saying I've been shot. And did you get a hospital? Yeah, obviously I was in hospital. I had to get operations and stuff like that. Yeah. But I was on crutches for months, months. But and then he said, "No, we 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 think it was a a knife wound." And then I spoke to the fellows who'd done it a few days later, and and, and I've explained what happened and, and, and what it was and what 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 I'm alleged to have done. I said, "I fucking never done it." Do you mean? But don't get me wrong. If we'd have got the the, the option or the chance, I probably wouldn't have would have went into some. Daft, daft war with them or, or got something done to them. What was uh, the alleged what you'd done? Kidnapped them. No, no, wait. I thought it was that. It wasn't. Yeah, it was but a, it wasn't. It was, oh. it was an underground yeah. worth of cannabis or something like that. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. But and, listen, one thing i never done. I was involved in all kinds of shit, but I've never, ever robbed. Uh, I, I robbed a kilos of cannabis another way, but I found them out and took it off them. This weren't these people. This is something totally different. I'm just giving you an example. I've never ever robbed a crop. The crop is where, like, a cannabis factory, cannabis mm. farm. I wouldn't know how to rob one. I went to one once, and, and someone said, yeah, there's a crop here. I went to it. This big tent with and all mad noises and fans and fucking plants everywhere, and I thought, what the fuck? My head fell off. I think it's because I was that... <coughs> my head was that muddled through shit that's happened as a kid. I, sometimes I can't function in ways that... And I could never rob a crop. I wouldn't know what to do. And he said, you just snipping and snip this. And I think, oh, God, I can't even take my Christmas tree down. <laughs> you know, my Christmas tree still up in February or March, whatever we're in. Do you know what I mean? I've still got my Christmas tree up from Christmas. So I struggle. Because I don't know what the fuck's up in my brain, but there's something up me where I can't function like that. I've never robbed a crop in my life. I've never done it. Do you think the person who did the robbery dropped you in it to get the heat? Yeah, out 100%. 100%. Yeah. Definitely my name got put in. Well, not not necessarily by the person who'd done it, maybe by someone who didn't like me at the yeah. time. Because <coughs> we were getting accused of a lot of kidnaps, of a lot of this, a lot of that. So, so most of the stuff, some of the stuff we was getting accused of, I never done. Do you know what I mean? And I, I generally never done it, but my name was getting put in. So, and some of the times I thought, you know what, fuck it, okay, yeah, whatever, I've done it. What are you going to do about it? But I never. 
I'd get, I'd get on the phone because people would phone me and go, wow, this and that. I'd say, yeah, well, I'm what? What are you going to do? And I'd think, I haven't even fucking done it. Well, I can't be asked. Saying, no, no, we haven't. And they go, yeah, you have. I say, okay, mate. You sound? Who's in the police station every week? I swear to you. 2009 to 2000. I got an injunction and I can't remember what, what do you put an injunction on me? 2012 or something like that. I can't remember. We was in the police station every week. Like me and whoever was going with at the time for something or other. This drug dealer said this, this drug dealer said that, this criminal said this, this criminal said that. I, I remember I was in London once and I got the blame for a kidnapping in the pool. What? Or, or something that happened in the pool. Someone was. I can't remember the exact facts of the case. I, I got to blame for something that happened in the pool and I was in London. And I thought, I was in the police station again, two, three days, whatever it was, and I'm thinking, fuck off. I, I haven't, some, some of the shit I did do, yeah, but some, a lot of the stuff I never. And then, so I suppose it balanced it out because some of the stuff I'd done I weren't in the police station for and some of the stuff I never done I wasn't in the police station for, but a lot of the times I was arrested, <clears throat> I never done it. Another case, I was somewhere else down on the phone to my solicitor in um, 2012 in Cumbria or somewhere like that, driving on the phone to my solicitor, and I get pulled in for a shooting. It said The witness said he got off the motorbike and shot six times at, at such, and, such and such a person or whatever, I can't remember, whatever the facts of the case. And I said, I went there. I was fucking on the phone to, to my solicitor in Cumbria. And, and, you, and you know what they say? You go, that looks a bit dodgy. <laughs> what the, what, what the fuck? What, 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 yeah. what do you mean? What, why was you in Cumbria on the phone to your solicitor? So I was fucking, I, I was speaking to him about a driving event, so I don't fucking know. Well, that looks, that looks <laughs> Great bit, alibi, yeah, That looks a bit like an alibi, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I can't fucking win. I, I went there, and oh. now I'm saying where it was, and you're saying it looks worse. But the, the, a lot, of, but you know what? The the witness lied. He made a false lie and said he seen me getting off a motorbike. Or bullshit. I was scared to get on the back of motorbikes because these fucking cranks that driving through wheelies and crashing and shit like that. I wouldn't even get on the back of a motorbike. It was bollocks. I went there and then when I give me alibi, me genuine fucking alibi where it was. Well, that looks a bit dodgy, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you speaking to your solicitor? Fucking help me, because look at me phone. Look, I speak to him every fucking week. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, but the, the, the police, the matrix, have to come up. I'm sure he had CCTV of being somewhere else as well. And the matrix, I have to come up and get. I remember he come up in a focus. He was like a, a detective or a matrix. I don't know what he was. But he come up in a focus and I have to give him the cameras or give him something, I can't remember what I give him, but some evidence to fucking distance myself from this fucking crime, from this crime, excuse me, language, distance myself from this crime, what i never done. Do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, there's, there's crimes I've done where, where, where I never got arrested. So, in the end, it balances it out. But really, I shouldn't be in the police station for days for things I haven't done. And, and the time when I was in London, when he had the receipt off the services, that's a bit weird. Why was you on the services? Because <laughs> I'm fucking going on a journey. <laughs> get, get a few. There's been a seat for me, few. Why have you kept your seat? I don't know. <laughs> what, the, what the, you know. So they're making you like, look, more suspicious than you're actually. Of course. Whereas if, wouldn't have, if I wouldn't have had a receipt <coughs> of this kidnap thing, or what, I can't remember what it was. It was something, I, I think a fellow got kidnapped and then someone's 
tried to fucking shoot his house or do something to his house or something. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember the exact facts, but it was, it was bizarre. Said the facts. And he said it was a Muslim. What, what do you mean? He's called a Muslim. What, 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 and what? Do you, do you know what I mean? But when I pulled this receipt of where it was, I think it was the second instance. I can't remember exactly, but I said it was on the, there's the receipt for the services. Well, it makes you look more dodgy. But if I never had the receipt, they'd say, well, where's your receipt? Exactly. You can't fucking, you can't win. But at the end of the day, they knew I was bang at it. I was involved in crime, so really, they had the right to be on my case. But sometimes they'd be on my case for shit. I never done. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was an owl fella back when I lived in Anfield, and, and I gave him money one day. Like, like an owl. He, he looks like a drug addict, he looks like a crackhead, but he went, he was just an old guy. But he was a bit. He was a bit mad, like he used to wear earphones and, um, and listen to rap music and he was like in his 60s and to look at him you'd think he's fucking bonkers but I liked him. He used to nod his head and wear a cap and headphones and that. I'd give him money and this policeman stopped me and went, you just give him crack. So he's not even a crackhead. Hmm. I, I, don't, I don't sell crack, well I need a search and I search, search me car and just end up getting into a big argument and then I'm debating. Just thinking, you can't, but I was involved, I was, I was at the bollocks, you know what I mean, but a lot of the shit I get, I never done. I honestly never. But at the same time, I used to complain against the police prematurely and say, well, they've done this to me, they've done that. It was a tit for tat debate with them. Do, 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 do you understand what I'm saying? And I give as good as I get. I give as good as I got. Really, but they made me. T- Sometimes I come out. I remember one time I lived in Anfield, I come out, my front door, on the day with a video camera outside my house. Not, not, not covertly, just with a video camera. And you go, uh, hello, Anthony. So, like, what are you doing? We've been told to do this by the inspector or the site, whoever. I don't know who told me to do someone, his boss. How are you? I said, I'm all right. What are you videoing me for? Walk away, what's he do? The van, what they're in, drives slow beside me. And this, this How intimidating. We're intimidating. It was just embarrassing. This policeman's behind me with a camera, like a, a, a fucking camcorder or something, videoing me. <laughs> I think fuck. I walk around the block. It's like James following us around. <laughs> I walk around the block, and he's still with me. I think you'll fuck off in a minute. I walk around the block, he's still he's still there. I think fuck off. So I'll go in the house. What's Boom. he expecting you to do? To do criminal activity? No, it, with the camera it, shut it, down. It, it's, it's like a deterrent, yeah. isn't it? It's like yeah. to just disrupt you. I go in the house. I phone someone. I say, "Come and get me." Comes to get me. Goes to Asda Nanfield. Fucking police van again. Following us with the same busying. Go when he has there. The policeman goes in, stands next to the security guard. Do you know what I mean? I swear they were they were on me case. They were on me three, four, five, six times a day getting pulled. Arm response matrix. It was a, it was a nightmare. But you know what? I I, I can't. Was it harassment? Nah, I, 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 it went because I was bang at it. I was taking the piss. I was causing fucking havoc in one way or another. Do you know what I mean? So I think it was justified what he done. And, and, and can I complain overall? Probably not. But I made a lot of enemies in the police because every day I was on the phone complaining. 100%. And, and so, so, sometimes I, the complaints weren't justified. It was bullshit. But there was one once or twice. I remember a policeman hit me once when he stopped me in the stomach. Whacked me in the stomach. And I've complained. And these people come out and investigate, investigated these like professional police investigation whatever they are I don't know 
can't remember IOPC, but it was called something different, IPCC. And because the way my brain functions, I'm not even missing. I've got no reason to lie. It was years and years ago. It was like, I don't know, I can't remember how long ago it was, 12 years ago. I, w- I was focusing on something else. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I never... And my complaint I mentioned about admitting me. But to this woman, this investigator, I never said about the hitting. And she went, well, you haven't mentioned one thing. And I said, what? And she went, you hit you in the stomach. I said, yeah. She went, but you never mentioned it. She, she went, so we don't think your complaint's got substance. We think you're lying. And I thought, I went. Sometimes, sometimes, the, 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 sometimes the complaints against police, well, a lot of the time, were malicious. I'm not, I'm not uh, they was, 100%. But this complaint was a fucking genuine one. Mm. And and he never believed me. And I'm thinking, he cunts. He, he got, he got it. Don't get me wrong, there was other times when he had a slap where I never complained. But, and there was another time, what, always taking me head when I was 15. Chinese policeman, he was OSD. I've never smoked weed in my life, yeah. Or I've never took drugs. He planted weed in my car. What? I was. I, I, he planted weed in the car, and I got convicted of it. I swear to you, I got convicted, and I, it still sticks in my head now. Don't get me wrong, but I think, well, you know what? I was at it for fucking years, and some of the, a lot of the shit I done, I got away with. So it's it's water over ducks back. It, it, but it pisses me off the way I got that conviction on my record from when I was fifteen. When it, it doesn't really, it does bother me. So I shouldn't even say it doesn't bother me. Was I think, cheeky cunt, lying piece of shit. Do you know what I mean? He, he, he planted weed on me. And, and and I got convicted. I went to magistrates and explained to them in the magistrates. Yeah, guilty, guilty. <laughs> magistrates all sitting there, they just look like shells. Guilty. <laughs> don't even listen to me. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I, I was a kid with a fucking speech impediment. Some fucked up, traumatised head. Couldn't explain myself, couldn't express myself. Guilty. Three magistrates who just probably never lived in the real world and don't understand the shit that goes on. We think you're guilty because a police officer said you're that. Bullshit. Absolute bollocks. But apart, apart from the once or twice where, where they've took the piss and another time I got, I got stopped and, and they took 30 quid from McDonald's off me. Do you know what I mean? But I think he had 180 quid on me or 280 quid, whatever. <coughs> and they gave me 250 back and, and said, yeah, we're taking the rest of the McDonald's and... I can't even remember if I complained, but it never went nowhere. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> got a lot of mackers. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's probably why some of them, some of them are fat. But got, going to the point, I think, from my perspective now, I think what they done was was necessary. It was proportionate because I was a, I was excuse me language. I was a cunt and I was a risk to the public. I was putting people at risk. I know most of, most of them are criminals, but people can get caught up in in in, in the debates between two criminal factions. Innocent people can get caught up. The family members of the criminals that we was putting pressure on could have been traumatized. So, you know, credit to the fucking Merseyside police. They, they, they done what they could to disrupt me. And, and, and you know what? I think it was ne- it was necessary. It was needed. Even though a few, there was one or two that did fuck me over. Really did. Do you know what I mean? The Chinese guy when I was 15. I'll never, I'll never ever forget him. He stitched me up. Intentionally stitched me up. Do you know what I mean? And there was another time where they pulled like a screwdriver up, but like this is yours, and but that was just to like scare me. Do you know what I mean? So, but the cannabis got convicted then and never done it, hundred percent. But the other times where it got pulled in for like these shootings and shit, what what what, what they alleged me had done, and you know they were just doing an investigation. Some but I'm glad I could prove where I was. Because imagine if I couldn't, I would have been fucked. 
This guy saying he's seen me on the back of a motorbike. Lying. Absolute lie. Blatant lie. But it's because crim- if criminals don't like you, they'll try to stitch you up or if they don't, if they don't know where it is, they'll assume me and you don't like each other. And something happens, you could just assume, oh yeah, it was him. He, he was troll, so it was him. Yeah, and like, if the perpetrator has a balaclava on you, say, no, we never, I've seen him. And lie. Well, you, you know what things that piss me off? When people lie, nothing happens to them. So There's no consequences. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's yeah. not. So there's no consequences for yeah. these liars. Yeah. And I'm saying, listen, everyone lies at some point or other, whatever, whether you, it's a white lie, whatever it may be. Everyone lies, but some lies are worse than others. And I'm, this guy could have destroyed my life. And, and I weren't even there. I was in. I was on the phone to my lawyer yeah. somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? And, and I proved that. I think I give the Matrix guy CCTV. He, he, he drove up to where I was living in Lancashire at the time and, and got it. CCTV, whatever it was, I don't know what established that I weren't there. Do you know what I mean? But what happened to this guy who made that lie? Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you take action against him? But I'm not asking. I'm not. But it pisses me off the way people make allegations and. A, a lot of times, there's no repercussions. Yeah, yeah and he can yeah. get away with it, and that, and, that, and that goes that goes for whether you're a criminal or known person or, or 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 a man or a, whatever whatever it may be. Do you know what I mean? It, it's there needs to be more repercussions for people who make these allegations. Hundred percent. When they're spurious and, 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 and malicious, and and you see a lot of cases, a lot of cases who. <coughs> who I don't know. A lot of cases in. Uh, People do it like if relationships break down, and 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 they make allegations, even even in civil. Cry wolf, yeah. yeah. And, and, mm. and I think, nah, they, they, it's it's poisonous. Or they don't may not make the allegation. They may use the threat of it. Do you know what I mean? And and you think some of the, some of the cases I've seen when I was, when I when I used to do people's cases, and some of the recalls and some of the some of the some of the censors and some of the well, some, if you look into it, sometimes there is a wrong at some point, but because mm-hmm. he's committed wrong on the Monday, doesn't necessarily mean he's committed wrong on the Thursday. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's fucked. It, 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 but I don't know. It's, I think the system of God's probably one of the best. The, the justice system, I think it's 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 there. It's it's right and it's it's doing its job. Do you know what I mean? And I'm always support supportive of jury trials and. Crown court. I'd never trust a magistrate's court as far as I can throw it. I'd never advise anyone to seek justice in the magistrates in a trial. Fair enough, magistrates can be fair. I'm not. I'm not criticising them as such, but I'm. I'm more confident with a district judge than I am with a lay bench in in general. Because even driving offences, lay magistrates find you guilty straight away of a driving offence. I remember I was in court for a driving offence, and the bench found me guilty. And then I've had to appeal and go to a judge in the Crown Court to get it throughout, to get it acquitted. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm one of these people who will fight on principle. And I thought, nah, I've been found guilty for something I haven't done. It was a red light or something like that. Something petty. But it was the principle. These magistrates didn't even take account of what I had to say. And I thought, nah. So I've appealed to the Crown, went to the Crown, and the judge didn't even go. He just looked at the case and dismissed do you know what I mean? And, and, and I think, I don't know, the, the system has got some flaws in it. Definitely. All right, yes. So can we talk more about RKADAR? What are, go on. More into detail about it, your information on it. Who was you serving time with that was yes. in it? 
the, the prisons it was in was there, there was numerous people who was affiliated to, to different different terrorist groups. There, there was obviously the guy I spoke about, Abu Qatada, who who were found to be a pleasant fella. Uh, there was another Al Qaeda member who was I don't really want want to mention him because he's oh. a bit of a he's a bit of a high profile one. He, I think he's doing a he's doing a life sentence. Uh, there was a, a another guy, Sheikh Al Faisal. I think he was doing seven years for. He was said to be preaching uh, about the murder of Christians and Jews and Hindus and so on. Now <clears throat> he was he was on my wing. Um, there was there was a couple of different Al Qaeda Al Qaeda affiliated people, but a lot of them were on the detainee wing. But some, there was there was a couple on the the, the wings I was on as well. But most of them. You know, I found to be polite, well-mannered people. I didn't find them to be arrogant or horrible or aggressive or hostile by nature and that's... They say that about terrorists, don't they? They come across as very nice people. Yeah, I don't know. Look, I've never been a terrorist, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know the nature of one or, or whatever, but all the ones I've met and I've come across, they've always, on the face of it, they've always presented... As well mannered, respectful, you know, polite. They've never been hostile or aggressive. They always appear to be approachable. That Al Faisal chap was a bit. Then always seemed a bit antisocial, but uh, he didn't seem too bad. He didn't seem to be nasty or nothing. Do you know what I mean? So, and then there's the, there's the ones who just want to be part. What want to be part of it? Want to be part of something? Do you know what I mean? And I think a lot of people <coughs> are drawn. To terror groups because it's like being drawn to a gang. It's a sense of belonging, and especially if you if you follow that religion, what the terror group promotes, or vice versa, then it's going to be compatible with you. Do you know what I mean? Uh, for for example, if you're a Catholic, you're not going to join Al Qaeda, and if you're a Muslim, you're not going to join the IRA because it it doesn't fit with your narrative. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Even though they're both terror groups or, or whatever, it is it's not. I don't know. I've met in a a few uh, UVF, uh, the Irish, uh, the, the UVF. They, they were the opposition to the IRA. Uh, I've met a couple of them, and and again they was seen polite fellas. Uh, I got got on with them. He was. Um, what sort of stories would they tell? The Irish ones. The the the, the Muslim. People I met who were alleged to be affiliated to Al Qaeda were—they they, they were just pleasant, like natured people, and, and to speak about religion, to speak about God and so on, to speak about day to day, just day to day things. Whereas the Irish, the Irish fellas I met the UVF, were um, you could see they, they, they were they were they were damaged in the way they'd speak, and and they were just. Speaking about assault rifles and fucking, I thought these people are bonkers. These people are absolute. The the Irish guys who I met were, even though they, they they were polite and I got on with them, they were they were bonkers. They just cons- consistently talked about violence and attacking this and attacking that. And I thought he was a fucking mad. And he said they used to celebrate with AK forty sevens over in Ireland. Yeah, I think it was the Shankler. The Shankler State was it? I'm sure, it was the Shankle. They used to celebrate on on trucks. Or whatever with AKs and they, they they were gone. You could tell they were disturbed in 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 the minds. I I was disturbed in my mind, but mine was through a combination of facts where they was just solely disturbed through war and and and, and conflict. 
Do you mean? But it's you know, I've I've met some interesting characters even when I was releasing two thousand nine. I had a uh, Irish Republican. We, we were putting someone under pressure. It was a had a, quite a wealthy criminal, and he's got some the, these guys from Ireland who were, who were quite high up. They got on the phone to me, um, and gave me everyone's address who was connected to every single person, even down south in the south of England, everywhere. And I, and I said to him, I said, the only address you haven't given me was my address. I said, so crack on doing what you're doing. And the, um, obviously it's come to the point where we put the pressure up on, on this guy, you know what I mean? And then the, the vendor thrown us, I think it was five or ten grand. Uh, I met them at Chilwall, Chilwall Fiveways, which is which is a pub in Chilwall. And I don't even know why I met them. It was a stupid thing to do, but obviously they, they stuck to the words. They, they honoured what they said and they, they come over to the guy and threw the money on the passenger seat. So it was, you know, I've, I've, I've come across a few weird, strange, not, not weird, but a few interesting characters. But I suppose that's the lifestyle you're in, but some of them have been in prison, some of them have been out of prison. But I, I think the best, not the best, should I say, I think the most uh, well-known one was, was the Abu Qatada guy. He was he was the most well renowned one. He's known internationally, do you know what I mean? But it was a surprise as to how he was in person. Do you know what I mean? But and what I found even when I went to Peterborough and I read one was <clears throat> even though there weren't any Al Qaeda affiliates in Peterborough, what what I knew of, they were all aspiring to be Top Dog. Nah, but I, I don't mean top dog, but they had that <clears throat> ideology. Do you understand what I'm saying? No. Each is their own. You know, it's it is what it is, and but I'm saying prisons are a are a breeding ground for dangerous ideology, for dangerous, and prisons don't make people better. That's without a doubt, and I've done on me on me sentence in 2004. I must have went to 15, 20 different prisons. So I was prison to prison. Do you mean I was in that many prisons on me on my last sentence in 2016? I was only in three different ones, but. As I say, the the cats here was in there was, there was a quite a bit of radicalisation going on. As I referred to earlier on, the the white chap who was mocking the victims of the Manchester attack. But you know, I I, I established a good relationship with, with Muslims, and you know, I've ma- I've maintained that relationship. There were, there was <coughs> there were suggestions when I was when I was last away in my last sentence. They said the one of the CMs he he, he was saying he was saying you'll never get your cat there. He was saying the he was supposed to be arming Muslim gangs in London and this and that, which is, I don't know where that come from. I don't know if he's just winding me up, but it's just, what you find is when you've got a good relationship with people, people add things on, people add things onto it, which are not true. Like they were saying, I was I was supplying uh, Muslim gangs with, with women and it's, a, it's just absolute nonsense. There's nothing to it, but people make their own. Nice. No, they, they add things on. They, they, like, like they'll take... Oh, we, he's mates with all Muslim. Like, there's a lot of people in the pool that don't like me because I'm mates with a lot of Muslims from like London and surrounding areas. You know what I mean? So a lot of people in the pool because they've got far right views and and they don't like Muslims. They they take offence at that. Like, one example is when I when I was living in Anfield, they put all bacon on my gate and white sheets with with a uh, uh, like swastikas swastikas on loads of bacon all over my gates. Do you know I mean? But that's just one example and and another example. Uh, they pulled up next to me in Liverpool when I when I was when I was with family. I'm saying, uh, you dirty Muslim love, you dirty this, you dirty that. But 
And over this world, it's water, but that's 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 how some of them are. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're never going to grow up. They're always going to have that. But they're not really a good example to younger generations, are they? Do you know what I mean, no, I don't care whether someone's Muslim, Jew, Christian, Hindu, Sikh, whatever you may be. Then what people have got to think about: if you're so anti-Muslim, then don't be letting Muslim doctors treat you in hospital. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everyone's quick to be Islamophobic or anti-Muslim or anti-this, but the the quick enough to let a Muslim doctor treat them when they go to a doctor or when they go to a hospital, do you know, and and that's what I don't see the sense. You, you, people are hypocritical, or 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 the or they hate Jews or whatever, but they're happy to let a Jewish doctor treat them. Do you understand what I'm saying? If if you're expressing hatred or a dislike to someone, make sure. And you know, I wouldn't say I I hate any particular people. To be honest, there's people that I don't like that I don't prefer, but <clears throat> when it, when it goes to hatred, it's a totally different level. Do you know what I mean? But what 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 justifies your hate? What what spreads your hate? You know, I, I've been attacked by white people. I've been a, attacked by black people. I've been attacked by Asian people. It's one of them. It doesn't mean I hate them. No, you get good and bad in every race, culture, and religion, and 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 that's what I that's what I found. But what I have found is Asian people were a lot more supportive of me than 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 my own my own type. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying all Asian people are great and white people are not. That's not suggesting that, but <clears throat> I get a lot of criticism off my own people. Do you know what I mean? Why are you mates with them? Why are you mates with them? even black people who who, who, who mates with? They go, well, why are you mates with them? Why are you mates? It's like it's it's frowned upon in the area to come from. Like one example, um, <clears throat> a lot. I used to get a lot of phone calls when I was involved in robbing drug dealers and that, and, and back in the day. I used to get a lot of phone calls. Why such and such a person around there when there's a black person in Anfield? Do you know what I mean? Like there's a certain well well known black fella who goes around robbing people. And he was in Anfield one day. And I was getting phone calls saying, Why is he around here? How do I know? Go fucking go and ask him. Because he's black, it means like I've sent him. But there, there, there was a lot of rumour that I had black people coming in, robbing people. Do you know what I mean? There, there, there was a there was a case in um by Inkley, there was a fella. I went. I went to was out speaking to him in general, um, and a few days later, these black fellas from London, I went in and tied them up, and took all his. He, he was dodgy. I don't know what he done. He done gold ciggies and whatever he done, but they, they took all his goods, and I got the blame for that. I said three three black fellas coming. They, they dressed up as uh, gas engineers or something like that, or workmen or something like that. Went in, zip tied them, tied them up, and I got the blame for that. His family were on the phone to me saying, yeah, and I said, what's that got to do with me? You know, you know, it was three black fellas, why were black fellas going? I said, well, why would, why, why would any fella go in and rob them? What the fuck do I know? Whatever he's doing, someone's obviously set that up, do you know what I mean? But there was quite a lot of stuff I get to blame for, but if, if like, black gangs were robbing people in white areas, vast majority of the time, my name would get through and through. Mm. He, he, even though one might, even though weren't there, it had something to do with him, it's something to do with him, he's organised, he's this, he's that. It's just, I don't know. People are very narrow-minded, and especially Scousers. The, 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 the very, Liverpool's a good city, don't get me wrong, but the very far-right in the views. Did they ever try and associate you with Purple Aki then? Nah, they've never went that far. They've associated me with some bad stuff, but not not as bad as him. I don't know. They've called me some bad things, but I've heard all these rumours about Purple Aki. Yeah, but Purple Aki, I think that's going a bit below the belt. Do you mean if they put me to him, I think I would be offended? Do you mean they haven't offended me? No one's offended me ever as yet. But Purple Aki's a bit of a 
Remember, feel your muscles. I know he's never felt man, but I've, I've, I've never had much to feel. But I'm saying, it's just a, are you seeing him as a kid in the courts? We're, we're carrying a Victoria wine bag in it, and he's got about a size 15 foot or something. He's what? He used to look at his foot. I don't know if they're a size 15, but he looked at it. He used to look at his foot, and he'd have these mad sandals on with some du- dusty towel hanging out the end. He used to think, what the fuck? You know, he's, he's massive. He's just a big unit, isn't he? But Where was that at? You saw him, sorry. When I was a kid in the magistrate's court. When you was a kid? Yeah, I used to see him. I knew Pierre Balaki. Do you know what he was in for? What do you mean? In no, the courts? In the, he was going, he just watched people's cases. Oh. He'd always have this dodgy carrier bag with him. He was helping people with the yeah. cases yeah. as well. I don't know, he never helped me. I wouldn't want his help, but I'm saying, he used to carry this dodgy bag, whatever he had in it. I don't know the contents of his bag. <laughs> I remember these, like... Ah, uh, open toe shoe, what I used to wear. And it's some big dusty toe with the be hanging off the end, and I'd always look at him and look at his toe and think, No. Well, never want to speak to you. Never want to speak to you, mate. But me and you are just on totally different levels. Might be a nice fella, I don't know. Look, there's a lot of people who, uh, and people speak, look at me and think he had never speak to them, but when you speak to them in person, just like that Abu Qatar, the guy, the prime example, uh, we prejudge people quite quick. When I spoke to him, I thought he was one of the nicest fellas I've ever met. I might be wrong, I don't know. That's just how I took him on face value. If I spoke to Pepe Lackey, maybe I'd change my opinion on him, but, you know, <laughs> the, the rumours I've heard and the way he conducts himself, and, uh, I'm not, I'm, he's not on my Christmas card list anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> Have yeah. you met him? Um, no, Wildman. When, when Wildman was a kid, Aki used to come to our town and neighbouring towns to feel people's muscles, including my mates. And, um, he actually, Wildman had upset some of the townies and there was like a big battle one day where all these townies come up to beat Wildman up. But Aki came up in his car and, had, and protected Wildman. So from then on, Aki was like running Wildman. They were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he got banned. Aki got banned from my town. But I think he's overturned it since. Yeah. He's a bit creepy for me. Like he's, a, he's, not, he's not my cup of tea. <coughs> but what you're saying about uh, the Muslims though... Um, so I was in the jail in 2002, just after 9-11, and they'd rounded some Muslims up that were in max security, and I think it was the ex-pilot of Saddam Hussein that I met in there, and he was one of the nicest guys, like, like you said, yeah, lovely, yeah, very intelligent, very well You know what you find, yeah? <clears throat> These prisoners, like Liverpool, Manchester, like Muslims, and <clears throat> some of them Muslims get a hard time, like I know in Forest Bank, they was getting sausages put on them and stuff like that, but... When you go to the high security ones, full Sutton, Long Larton, uh, Whitemore, not Franklin's, but when you go to the most of the high security ones, there's five dispersal high security jails in the UK. There's full Sutton, Long Larton, Whitemore, Franklin's, and Wakefield. There's, that's the five. Now, three of them five, the Muslims, I wouldn't say run them, but the Muslims have got a good, a, a good bit of sway in there. And, these these racists, whatever, when they go to them prisons, they're quiet as mice. Do you understand what I'm saying? But when they're in their own prisons, they're always giving them shit and, and taking the piss out of them. I remember I was in Forest Bank years ago, and those Muslims getting this. That was in 2008. Sorry, getting the cups. Um, okay. <clears throat> there was Muslims getting the jaw so broke. Sorry, right, sorry. Right. There was Muslims yeah. getting the jaw broke and getting attacked for racial attacks. And I think... That would never have happened in them jails. Even Swaleside, you know, these racist people, go, go, everyone's racist and biased to some degree, but these people who are deep into it, they go to Swaleside and they're quiet as mice because there's black kids who'll just box their lips off or they'll, or they'll do something else to them. They'll either attack them with whatever. And that's why 
in their own jails, like Walton and wherever. They're, they're always this black, this Asian, that, what. But when they go swell side or them dispersals, they're, they're, it's not that type of party, the quiet mice, and I'm thinking, they're just hypocrites, but what's the point? What, what, what purpose are you serving? What's to be gained out of it? Do you know what I mean? I couldn't give a shit if you black, white, whatever you are. If, if you're a decent person, you're a decent person. What, what religion you follow, what race you are, what culture you're from, you know. But I think everyone's racist and biased to some degree. Like, some Asians, Pakistanis might not, like Arabs, Arabs might not, like Pakistanis or, do you know what I mean? The, 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 the Kurdish might not, Turkish, Turkish and Kurdish might not get it. It's just a... Well, I was at the Mexican-Americans were at war with the Mexicans. That's what I mean. So I, th- I think everyone, everyone, every culture, every race, every well, no one's perfect. And, and we've all got some degree of bias. Uh, do you know what I mean? Black people might not like white people or Jamaicans might not like Africans, you know. It, but, but it doesn't mean every Jamaican hates every African or every white and black person. It's just, it's just bollocks. And I, I just judge people on... I would find them as a person, do you know what I mean? I, I'm not asked if you're white, black, whatever. A lot, a lot of my girl, a lot of my ex-girlfriends were mixed race, and I used to get a lot of shit in the pool. A lot of shit for it. Do you know what I mean? People call. I'm not even going to say the words they, 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 they were saying, but I used to get even even from my mates. Do you know what I mean? That's who it mostly was from people I knew, and they'd be criticizing me, saying, "What are you doing? Going going over there and doing this and and." I think it's intergenerational, especially Liverpool, because the older generations pass it down. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's in the intergenerational racism. Liverpool's up. Everyone says it's a should one city of culture in 2008, and I thought, how the fuck is this city one city of culture? It's the most far-right city. It's like Scotland or Newcastle. I don't know how bad Newcastle is. I shouldn't even say Newcastle because I'm not 100% about that, but it reminds me of Scotland. It's just, I think it's worse than Scotland. Do you mean I'm thinking uh, this is a city? What's one capital of culture? I'm sh- Were you a free man that year, two thousand eight? I got out in two thousand nine. They had a giant spider running around Liverpool. <laughs> I went to see it. This big mechanical spider. Ah, oh, I, didn't I, remember that. <laughs> I didn't see it, but yeah. But I, well, I, rem- cool. I remember culture everywhere, capital of culture, and, and it's so welcome. And, and don't get me wrong, South Liverpool's diverse, but North Liverpool, it, it, it's bad. It's not not as bad as what it was. It's getting better, but. Liverpool's far from the city of culture or capital of culture. I think it's an absolute crock of shit. Would, would you say that, like, the gang, from what I saw, whoever's got the most numbers always picks on the people with the least numbers? I don't know. I think that's just the general rule of life. That That's how it is. It's safety in numbers. And, and, and mm. it's another thing you see in prisons, all, all the lawnmower thieves and the shed robbers. In isolation, they're just divvies. But when, when there's a gang of them or, or anyone, if there's a gang of scousers or whatever, the... the this and that, but if they're on their own down south in the jail, they're quiet as mice. But listen, there's a lot of scouts I like, but there's a lot of there's a lot of I don't like so it's not specifically aimed at them. It, it's I'm just using them as an example, do you understand what I'm saying? But I think it's just a human a human trait, isn't it? So in between the two prison sentences, what was your life like? Mm. Two thousand nine I, I took more of a back seat, but it was more in the background. I I, I went flooding I went flooding the streets with firearms as it was in 2002, 2001, whatever it was, 2003, whatever. I went, I went doing that. I was taking more of a backseat and more, I don't know, getting, getting like kids to do things more on my behalf. And then, what sort of things? I don't know, I was taxing people or, or whatever, I was putting them onto things. But, you know, five years, six years, go out and tax, tax a drug dealer or rob a drug dealer and, and you get what? Six grand. It's a grand each. How long is it going to last? It, it, it's not. 
you know, you might not get nothing for another month. You would have earned more working at McDonald's. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or sometimes you can rob a drug dealer and get 10 grand between two years and, or 15 grand. So, you know, it's, it's just, it missed, you know what I mean? But I don't, did I do well out of it? No. It was just a, we were just hungry. Um, we, and we never had, I was never a drug dealer. I was, I was a shit criminal. I went to crim- a crime. I was, I was shit. The, the, the only thing I, I was half good at was like years ago, the, like the manufacturing of firearms and and the, the st- stuff like that. It's but that was more of a job. Do you, do you know what I mean? But obviously the police cracked that and sent me to prison. So when I, I never done it again. It's nothing. I learned from my mistakes. Do you know what I mean? But uh, I, I just went. I just went into more taxing people, right. and and but getting kids to do it for me as well. Do you know what I mean? But it, it's not, and and recruiting people into gangs and that it's just like radicalising them. It's a form of radicalisation when you're getting someone into a gang, you're radicalising them. And how I got radicalised when I was away <coughs> into terrorism is what I used that strategy to radicalise some kids when I got out, and and it was effective. Do you mean definitely effective? What was it, the recruitment process then? It depends on the person. There isn't. It's not like Al Qaeda get a, get get instructions out and go. Okay, step one, you give them some naan bread. <laughs> Listen, it don't work like that. No, it, it, it depends. It flows, and and it's but it's just about building trust. It's about building familiarity, making them feel comfortable, and then it's a it's about intensifying the hate and the, and the dislike they have towards the authorities. Do you know what I mean? And and being there for them, being something like a. Not a father figure, but like a someone to look up to, someone they can turn to, and I feel like give them a sense of belonging. Do you know what I mean? Because half these kids, they've got on. I never had much, but there, there, there was times when he had big cars, big this, big that, and uh, you know, it's especially like from two thousand and twelve onwards. So uh, kids look up to that anyway. Even though underneath, <clears throat> I was driving big flash cars, brand new cars, but underneath I was skinned. I, I couldn't have pulled. Six, seven grand out because I never had that. I might have had a grand or two or whatever, but I was always skint. I was always, even when I set business up, I moved out. I got this injunction put put on me in 2011, something like that, 2012, might have been, <clears throat> where they, they contained me in Anfield. I was barred out of like Queen's Drive, the East Lancashire Road, and I can't remember the exact geographical map where it was barred out of, but I couldn't go anywhere, so I, I've approached this. Uh, Police guy, the sergeant who looked after the disorder, well, they went to a civil court and got it. Um, so I approached him and said, Look, I've moved out of Liverpool. I couldn't be with more than three people, that was another thing. <clears throat> I couldn't be with more than three people at once, and there was loads of stuff on it. So I said, If I move out of Liverpool, um, will, will, will you relax the order? So he agreed, so I ended up moving to Lancashire. Hmm. Relax the order, and uh, that was that. I, I set, up, set up businesses, set up a, a risk management company. And like the odd shop and this and that, and I ended up getting involved in a, setting up a brothel, which I massively regret. And then, mm-hmm. as a result of uh, after businesses set up in 2012, um, and beyond that, 2013, 2014, I've ended up getting a, on a second sentence in 2016, eight and a half years. That was for it. Um, one was a brothel. What I run for ten weeks, and what I regretted that was disgusting. Um, and <clears throat> the other one was trying to recover 125 grand or some Asian guy had lent to some Asian woman now she had, the money was lent but 
the the methods used to try and recover the money was not was not appropriate. So it, it constitutes an offence, blackmail. So I've ended up getting jail for it anyway, eight and a half years. But I hate that at the time. I thought I thought I was this that, but when I look back, it done me well mm. because if I wouldn't have got that sentence, I would have went a lot worse. Do you know what I mean? A, a lot worse. So it's lucky. I think that sentence saved me and made me see sense. So really, it was a blessing in disguise. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. I went on to change. I went on to implement change. And, 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 and that's how I moved on from the lifestyle I once led. That's good. And then you started to turn yourself around... Um with the knife crime charities and organisations. Yeah, that was um two thousand and seventeen, I think it was, where there there was a programme on televised on the telly that reached Little Boy Blue <coughs> um to do with Reese Jones. Now <clears throat> I I used to speak to some of the people who were involved in that, some of the perpetrators. You know, two thousand nine I used to speak to Mercer when I was in Strangeways. But it's obviously when I seen that programme it just gave me a different perception of things. I thought, nah, how can... These are a family of a kid, a normal family of a normal, innocent kid who's who's been shot dead accidentally either way, but either way, he's still a kid, he's still a fatality. And a normal kid coming back from football practice, been entangled up in a gang dispute, been killed as a result, and then... The family are in court trying to get justice. And there's people disrespecting the family and slating the family or whatever, whatever. It's just... It was a programme, it was a televised programme, but it was based on a true story. And it just makes you think, oh, fuck that. Uh, these these people don't deserve that. Do you know what I mean? They, they don't deserve it. So we just thought, nah, they're, they're saying... I didn't feel responsible. It's not to do me, but I'm saying... I, I, in the early days in 2001, I was one of the ones that bred... The 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 culture the gun culture because Manchester and I started early you had all South Manchester gangs and they started in the eighties nineties but Liverpool the urban like street gangs started quite a lot later than Manchester two thousand and one onwards before that you had the odd instant like the Toxteth instant with the David Ungi that that instance and instance like that but they were isolated instances they were older older generations whereas young kids running around with guns. That never started to like 2001, 2002. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? And that's it, just escalated since that. I was not not solely responsible, but I, I contributed to, the, to that growth and to that problem occurring. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, I, I started. No, nah, that's not the case, but it's I was part of the problem. I was part of the seed which was planted, which grew it. And then when I got out of prison in 2009, every Tom Dick and Harry was, was half made a name for themselves. And I think, but it's getting worse. It's getting worse and worse. It's like a virus. If it's not remedied, if you don't medicate the virus or medicate the condition or the cause of the condition, it's going to grow and grow. And what you'll find, I think we, we were the first ones to do a shooting in, in, in Birkenhead in 2000. I can't even remember what year it was. It was like early 2000s. Uh, I think it, 2003 was it? I, I got a got arrested for it. I think it was around then. Um, <clears throat> so that was one of the first shootings in Whittle. Um, one of one of them. But all the other shootings in Whittle, 
were perpetrated by scousers. There, there weren't that many, do you know what I mean? But the ones that were were perpetrated by scousers. So the one I got Nick for was 2003. So back then, people from Wirral and Birkenhead when into guns, they, they were into having a fight and arm wrestles and nipple twists and shit like that. They, 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 they weren't about pulling guns out or pulling weapons out. They weren't that. They're the type of going, come on, let's have it then and take the tops off and yeah. who's got the hardest punch and or they maybe pull a cricket bat out the car or something 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 of them terms. But <coughs> now, if you look at the Whittle, there's <coughs> Birkenhead, there's people over there who were like bred in that area who've been brought up in that area and, and born in that area that are involved in gun crime because it spreads and it spreads from Rookville and then it'll spread to Wales after that and, and, and it'll spread further afield it's just like London it'll, it'll go to like the outer surrounding areas like St. Helens come on you never used to get people in St. Helens that that, that, that were gangbanging did you mm, you yeah. mentioned St. Helens they, they, they were frowned upon they were, they were like aliens Used to look at them like they were aliens, and Birkenheaders would look at them like they were aliens. But <coughs> now they're catching up. You're getting people up there that are. <coughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying it's a positive, but you've got people in Saint Helens that are born there and bred there, carrying knives or maybe carrying guns even. And and because it's spread from Liverpool, it's like a virus, uh, and, and and it spreads out. Do you mean that? And it needs to be nipped in the bud. It needs to be contained, and then resolved. Otherwise, it's going to spread. Spread. You've got people in Warrington. Involved in guns. Come on. Back in the day, Warrington was, what was it famous for? It was famous for the hotel or something, Savile Lodge or something, do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's, that's all Warrington was famous for. Now you've got, like, people possessing AK-47s or whatever, the, you know, involved in whatever they're doing. Do you know what I mean? You see loads of news articles and it's like, Warrington man, gunner, runner, and you're thinking, can I Warrington? Because it's spreading, it's spreading and spreading. How you've do got- you solve it? <clears throat> There's been a few uh, hit. There was a hit in Witness as well. Yeah, Someone that's what I mean. That, that's Witness Warrington. Near Pexel. <clears throat> that's what I mean. But look, the, 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 it's just like the shootings in Birkenhead in the early 2000s. They were perpetrated by the poor people. Do you know what I mean? I, but, but eventually now it's being perpetrated by their own people because it, it becomes a, a learned behaviour. Do you understand what I'm saying? So why scousers would have been grafting over there. They would have had guns and he would have had the Birkenhead to graft them for me. Yeah, there, there, there's that. Use that. And then it becomes habitual to that Birkenhead. So then it spreads and spreads and spreads. It's a learned behaviour. It's like a, it's like gonorrhea or something. <laughs> if, it's, if it's not treated and nipped in the bud, it's going to, I'll spread it to you, you'll spread it to them, you'll spread it to them, and, he, and so on, so on. And, 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 and that's a, it's a bizarre analogy that I'm using, but that's how gun crime and violent crime spreads. Or if scousers are setting a drug line up in Wales, then they'll be perpetrating violence and, and they'll have Welsh kids graphing for them or graphing with them and they'll see it and think, I'm going, that's how they do it. That's, they, this. And, and then they'll pick that up or, or they'll say, yeah, I mind that, mind that gun or mind that knife or all that knife so you don't get robbed or shit like that. And then it becomes, it spreads, it's spreadable, do you know what I mean? So it, it, it's, I don't know, it, it, it's it's one of them, but I'm seeing it's getting worse and worse and it's becoming more common in, in cities and towns and villages that I've never seen it before. Like Warrington, you never, you'd never expect, you know, the, the, the people in Warrington to be involved in gun crime, shit like that. Do you know what I mean? But but you're getting it now, you're seeing it now. Do you know what I mean? Man from Warrington, known gunman. I think of fucking hell. Was you known four years ago? Was Warrington was the Birchwood? What's it called? The Birchwood Hotel or something? What's that hotel in Warrington? 
There's Burtonwood, Burtonwood, Burtonwood. That's what. That's a Burtonwood. There's an airbase, Burtonwood airbase. Some of the early raves were out of them. Yeah, but there's an hotel there, but that's that's all. Years ago, that's all Warrington was known for, the Burtonwood, the Burtonwood services. Burtonwood services, yeah. That's where all the ravers would be. But Ikea as well. Ikea, now Warrington's known for like... Ikea. Gun crime and shit. I'm thinking, fucking hell, mate. Years ago, you you were only famous for Ikea. Uh, and now he's a gun running folk from Warrington. Thinking, where the f- where's it sprouting from? Well, it, you know, it's, it's it's what happens, and it's only going to get worse and worse. The, the, the issue was, well, I, I come to change over that Reese Jones thing, I was getting back to the story. <clears throat> and then from that, I writ to his parents, and they've forwarded me letter onto someone else, and then it's went from there. Now, even though I've never done nothing with these agencies uh, or organisations when I got out, as I said earlier, it, it still gave me that encouragement to to continue on that path. Do you know what I mean? But I just had enough of prison. And that, it's the same people in the prisons. It's the same people talking the same shit. Mm-hmm. As I said previously, I said to everyone when I had the discussion with, with, with the black guy with the black guy last night, I said, "Look, you're on the right path." And, and shout and out to Gift in Nottingham if you're watching this, Gift. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's a you know. I try and advise people. Some people take it. Some people are receptive to my message. Some people aren't. But it's not just about sending the message out. It's about trying to guide people on on the right path. And crime, as I say to people, it's not sustainable long term. You, you go and sell drugs. You go and sell guns. You go and do whatever whatever crime you want to do. Go and do it. But sooner or later, especially technology now, the police are going to be on you. And and you're going to be in jail. You, chances are you're going to lose whatever you earned. Or you're going to be significantly lower in your funds, whatever you got. I, I went to jail. And I was skint. I was relying on people to send me postal orders and stuff like that. And I seen it. It was common, especially in little gangbangers and that. They go to jail skint. So you're going around with guns doing whatever you're doing, gangbanging, taxing people, or you've got a few little drug lines going. When you go to jail, how long is it going to last? Because the girl you were, when you're in that life, in that lifestyle, you attract them type of women who are attracted to that lifestyle. And when you go to jail, you can't fund that woman, that girl you were. Because she's not the right girl. She, she, she's not... She's not full of morals, and she's with you because you are, because of what you're involved in, and because you're going to fund the kind of the goose and fucking uh, your reputation l- l- and money. L- yeah, the boutons and, and this and the that. Boutons. Yeah, she's going to be seen with you. Got go, in these red souls getting out of a getting out of a car at the club and with bottles of champagne. And it's bullshit. It's just materialistic bollocks. It's just superficial bullshit. And when he goes to jail, you know the police the police hit you with these proceeds of crime. And if if you've got it, they'll try and take it off you, and, and they'll take your beard's kind of the goose coat. They'll take all the boutons, and, she, and she'll be getting on the she'll be getting on the bus and a pair of flip flops, fucking bro. <laughs> getting 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 some DWP fucking crisis loans to come and to to, to, to come and visit you. It, it, it's bollocks. It's bullshit. You're very amusing, Ah, but look, <laughs> when they're in the limelight, yeah, <clears throat> they're in the limelight, and and I've got I've, I I mean like drug dealers in general. In the limelight in the clubs with the champagnes, thousand pounds or whatever it may be, and then he goes to jail. You see her with the pram getting on the bus, and she's got like years ago she was she looked like a model. Now she's got like spots on her chin and greasy hair, and she, she's putting her head down and pu- pu- pushing the pram with the kids. Where's my dad? Where's my dad? Do you know, do you know what I mean? And then the next, they end up splitting up because she can't take it no more. And then you know she she moves on, and then he's stressed in prison, thinking, "Who have you got round the house?" and you know, Jamal's coming in the back door, fucking Marquise coming in the front door. She, it, it, it's bollocks. I've seen it day in, Joe's day out. cracking up over there. Ah, but <laughs> I've seen it day in, day out. And that's what happens. I've seen it. People 
there was a, there was a guy. <laughs> Listen, there was a drug dealer, yeah, and he's he's proper. I'm not going to say his name, but he's from Liverpool. He was he was he was half wealthy, decent family, decent bed. He got refuses cut D. I swear to you, and and people people who were in Berwyn at the time will know this. Yeah, on Alwyn, Alwyn C. Lowers. I'm not criticising the guy, I'm not going to name him. Alwyn C. Lowers, he got refuses cut D, and he's in the cell crying, but his lip, his lips are going crying. I said, uh, I said, what's up? You can't do. You get refused me because because of his because of his pocket or something. And these are the type of people who were selling drugs. These are the type of criminals we've got today, crying over over his decat. Come on, mate. You're on the London chatting keys of cheese coming from overseas before. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I'm not. A, look, I'm not. He's a, I like the I like the fella as a, as an individual, but I felt like saying. Come on, mate. To take the rough with the smooth. You've, you've been out there for years selling kilos of coke, and, and now your lips going over your cat teeth. <laughs> these are the type of and 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 yeah. and I've got the cheek to call me a fucking crash. Mm. I've got the people like this. I've got the these are the type of people who are saying, "Oh, he's a crash. He's a bl-. mate. Your, your lips gone over your cat teeth." I got refused me cat teeth and said, "All right, sounds." But I, I got it. That, that, another story. Move, I'll move on to me cat teeth in a minute. But these are the type of people we're facing. The type of people we've got today who were criminals and and. It's not for them. Give up. Get a job. Yeah. It, it, give Earn up. an honest living. Get, 100%. Yeah. Prison ain't for you. Give up. Put, put down your drugs and find a decent girl and settle down with a nine-to-five job because you go to... The police will break you. And, you know, rightly so. You, you can't even... <clears throat> I know the, the police... Everyone's on the police. This, the police are horrible. The police are the scum. They're just... My barrister opened this... Opened my eyes to this. He said, look... He said, don't watch the police. He said, the police are doing the job. He said, watch your own circle, your own criminal network. He said, because that's who we're giving the police the intelligence. And and, and he's a top he's a top leading fucking barrister. And, and it's true what he said. Do you know what I mean? 100%, 100% it's not. The police aren't lucky. And just, oh, we sell drugs, we'll, we'll go and get him. It's coming from intel. And where did he get any intel from? It's not from old Dorothy down the road who knows you're selling kilos of crack. How the fuck would Dorothy know? You know what I mean? But, but I'm saying, it's coming from your own network. It's coming from your own people. Yeah. You know, the, the Trevor gets next on the motorway with two key lemon and and he, or two key coke, and, and he's saying, well, well, you know, I'm not saying nothing, but it's you, you understand what I'm saying. The, the police aren't. The police don't guesswork, everything. And it's criminals that you need to watch, but they're quick enough to call others grasses and this and that. But it, it's habitual in the criminal underworld that they're all putting each other in. Or if you if you've got a better drug line than them, they'll, they'll, they'll fuck you over, and that's what I try and say to criminals: it's pointless. You won't, you'll get caught, and you won't be able to sustain the lifestyle what you sustained out in the community. So you're bad. The chances are, because she's that type of woman who's went for you when you're involved in crime, she'll fuck you off. Because listen, there's loads of decent women out there, but for a woman to go for a drug dealer and, and encourage that lifestyle. I'm sorry to say, and I, I, this is not personal against women, but she's a piece of shit. She need women. Any decent woman would be saying to a fella, "I don't want you selling drugs, especially if you've got kids in there." Or what? What example are you to your kids selling drugs? Exactly. Or doing crime? Do you understand what I'm saying? Where, where are you going to end up? So it's bullshit. So any woman who encourages or facilitates that, oh yeah, love, you can use my bank. Put that money in my bank. I'll buy a new handbag. I'm going to fucking Selfridges or the traffic centre or, or Liverpool One later. I'll get. I'll get this and get. Nah, you're a piece of shit. You're just as bad as him. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of the women, people think you're like some misogynistic 
creep when you criticise women, but I, I, I just say it how it is. And a lot of these criminals, drug dealers, women are just as bad as the drug dealers because they're encouraging it. They're living off the proceeds. They're living off the ill-gotten gains. Do you know what I mean? When the going's good. But when the shit is the fan and the drug dealer goes to prison, where are they then? Mm. Come on. Oh, I can't be asked with you. It's too much stress. Hang on. You weren't saying that when you're fucking buying a £1,000 coach in, fucking, <laughs> in, in Bobby Tunjay's shop. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's bullshit when you, you, you Canadian goose and you fucking <laughs> you, 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 you whatever shoes they are fucking Louboutins and what are they called Louis Vuittons and this and that and your Louis Vuitton bags and that you went you, you was loving it then the proceeds of crime you knew it was coming from kilos of smack and fucking it's dealing misery on the street but you were happy to take the proceeds but now the shit's at the fan you won't take the rough with the smooth and that's what type of women you're going to attract if you're involved in crime Whereas if you get out of crime and get a job, you'll attract a decent woman who'll work with you. She'll have a job, you'll have a job, a combined income, a combined salary. You can get a mortgage, you don't have to look over your back, you don't have to get involved in this fucking nonsense criminal criminal world, it's bullshit. It's bo- absolute bollocks. And all you're doing, you're looking over your shoulder and you're going to run for the rest of your life. Do you know what I mean? And they'll get you, they'll let you with a big sentence of 13, 15. I, I, listen, I know kids who are doing 15s and for drugs, and they go on the spice. They start smoking spice. And they go, bro, we can't handle it, bro. We can't handle it. Thinking, you've been selling kilos of smack or kilos of coke for years. So, you know, do you think it was going to last forever? We can't handle it. It's unfair, bro. We got a 15, he got a 10. That's just the way, that's just the, way the shit crumbles. The judge didn't like you. He might have liked him. <laughs> that's just how it is. Or you might have sold more drugs than him. Who knows? Well, you know, you've got what you got. So, tough shit. You, you need to do it. But they turn to the spice, and, but they always blame everyone else. Not my fault, bro. Bollocks. Bullshit. Or, or, or you've got the scouser who's his lip because he never got his cat tea. Come on, mate. You've been smashing big volumes of drugs for years and years. and you, I don't know. They, they, are, they are what they are. But on, on, on my cat tea, they refused mine at first in the CM. He was a funny fella, big tall one, the fella who'd done the cat teas. <clears throat> he said to everyone, he'd come down on the wing. He refused me my cat tea. Um, and he come down and publicised it to everyone. And he said, hey, you won't get your cat tea. And I said, okay. And he went, if you get your cat tea, excuse me language, this isn't my words, this is his words. So he said, if you get your, me, if you get your cat tea, you can shag me missus. Yeah, this is, this is a CM. But he went saying in the hallway, he was saying in human, that's just a sense of humour, so we'll take it with a pinch of salt. And I said, go ahead, nice one. Three, three months, six months later, I got my cat tea. And he walks past and I said, they got me cat tea. And someone next to me went, where's your missus? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, there was some good stuff in there. I'm not saying they were all bad, but uh, and we had a laugh at some of them. That, that, that there is, but that was just one of the... I got refused my cat tea and it's, I took her on the chin. Do, do you know what I mean? But I was one of the best behaved prisoners in there. From when I was away. I was away four years, three months, and never had one adjudication. I think he had one warning, four years, three months. No, no nickings, no nothing. So my behaviour was model behaviour all the way through. And you know what they thought? He was all saying in these reports, it's false compliance, it's false compliance. He's pulling our leg, he's pulling our leg. Come on, how long have we been out now? And I've, two years, nearly two years, I've sustained it. I've sustained my behaviour in the community. So I've set the example within the prison and sustained that upon release. But <coughs> I try and <coughs> thingy that the, 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 to like the probation service, I'm trying to change. I'm, I'm not going to change it alone, but I'm trying to better things for offenders to get the opportunity to change, because not all offenders have got my drive and have got my passion to change. Once I got my passion to change, I weren't stopping. 
you know what I mean? And I was supported and helped by other people. That and going on to, I want to go on to prisoners and the probation and police. Is there any other ones you want to cover before? Well, the next one was the role of youth workers. Yes. Youth workers, well, my opinion on youth workers, and you probably know this by my social media, is I think not all of them, but a good proportion, a vast majority are a bad influence. Because... One, the preaching, even even a lot of anti-knife crime campaigners, the, the, there was an instance in uh, a case in the bill uh, most recently, and a girl got attacked and died as a result, a young girl. I don't, I don't want to refer to the case specifically, but I think a lot of people know what it was. It was a young girl, she was about 12, she was attacked with a knife and died. <sighs> now, some of the people who were working on, nothing to do with the girl's family, nothing to do with them, people in general in Liverpool who were working on a knife crime campaign and saying... Encouraging people to come forward with information, um, or, or or saying no more knives or preaching, whatever the preaching. Half of these people are also preaching. Easy grass, easy grass. Don't tell the police. Don't tell the police. Now that's a conflicting message. How can you say you're an anti-knife crime campaigner when you're saying to people you can't phone the police? It's bad to grass. It's bad to this. So what you're saying to kids is don't carry a knife, mate. But don't go to the police. So what does a kid do if he's in shit? What does a kid do if he's scared? Because that, that's why I was forced to carry guns in the first instance, because I was fucking petrified, because I was petrified. So you've got these kids who are scared. What do they do? If they're getting told it's wrong to go to the police, that means they've got to resolve any form of conflict themselves. And what are they going to do to resolve conflict? They're going to use a weapon, to likely, unless they can fight. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So these knife crime campaigners, these youth workers... I think they're more harm than good. Not all of them. There is some good ones. They're in, but the good ones are in the minority, in the, in the short minority. The, you know, you've got youth workers working the um, working the streets with the pants by the knees, saying saying the the jigs and the feds fuck the feds. Come on, you're a youth worker, mate. What, what, what is that the example you want to be setting to kids? Now, practice what you preach. If if you Telling people not to phone the police and not to I'm not I'm not saying everyone should phone the police, but I'm saying they're hypocritical and they shouldn't be in that post. They shouldn't be trying to set a positive message to kids when it's conflicting information. You're just gonna muddle kids' heads up. And it, and if you're pushing to just like the ones in Liverpool who run the knife crime campaigns, the saying grassing's bad and snit, snitching is not acceptable, then what, what option what are you advising the kids to kids to do? Exactly. And some of them are saying Put, just put down your knives and have a sinker in the park. Look how many people die from a single punch. Violence is violence to me. And I don't give a shit whether you use a knife, a gun or a fist. Violence is violence. And if, and if it's not in self-defence, it's not justified. That, that's the point. Don't get me wrong. You can use violence if it's to defend yourself. But you, you can't tell kids, put, don't use a knife or don't phone the police. Just beat them with your, beat them, beat them with your fists. Nah, unless it's in a ring, unless it's in a boxing ring and you're doing a, it's a sport and it's in a controlled environment, you can't justify any form of violence. And, I, and I'm, I'm strongly against any adults. I, I see parents telling people, if he hits you, you hit him back twice as hard. Nah, I tell them, no, that's, that's not the way. And they go, who are you to tell me how to bring up my kids? And I say, you shouldn't be encouraging violence. And they go, well, yeah, but he shouldn't hit him. Well, if he hits him, there's a process to follow. If it's in school, he tells the teachers... But the teachers don't do nothing about it. Well, complain. Do you know what I mean? There was, in it, there was, a, there was a case not long ago where there was a bully in a school. They were, only, they were only kids. 
and the teachers weren't doing nothing about it. They were justifying it, saying, oh, the kid's got a disability, that's why they bully other kids. So I'd done a complaint on behalf of the parents, and I said, if it's not addressed, I'll take legal action against you. Do you know what I mean? And within an hour or two, the kid was out of the class, resolved. And that's what I encourage parents to do, go through the correct process. There's complaints procedures, there's the courts, the law is there, is adequate to protect people's interests. Do you know what I mean? No matter what, if your kid's being bullied, the police are there, the school's there, you can find out where the perpetrator goes to school and speak to his teachers. You, you, you can speak to your local councillors. If it's that bad, you can go to your local MP if not it's being done. There's loads of avenues of redress. But the one I don't agree with is encouraging your kids. If he hits you, it's him back. Or if she hits you, it's him back twice as hard. No. No. 100%. If your kid's in school, for example... Then he, t- he or she tells the teacher. If he gets in a youth club, he tells, he tells whoever. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, or they come to you and <clears throat> if it's at home, and you go and speak to the parents or stop them going with that kid. And if the parents are hostile, then you know you can go to children's services that, because that's what I do. There's a case now what I'm looking at, and it's a bit of a complex one. And I've said, look. This is they were trying to say you fucking grass this and that. And I said, look, this is how it is. If you if your contract continues, they're going to be going to children's services. About you'll never see you, you won't you won't see your kids for a long time because that's the way they need to go about it. You can't respond through violence. You can't respond through being inappropriate or reciprocal arguments. Aggression is reciprocated. I start shouting at you now. You're going to shout back. It's pointless. It serves no purpose. There's nothing. I used to use aggression when I was a criminal, but that was instrumental. That was to get people to comply with me demands. But in a normal life, we need to control our emotions and we need to go through the correct channels and we need to be setting a good example to kids and young people and next generations. And if you're not asked by your next generation, then don't preach on it. Don't say, oh, knife crime's terrible. The police aren't doing enough. The police are doing what they can. The police are overworked and undervalued. And I know there's some dodgy police, so I'm not... I, 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 don't, I don't say that lightly. But what I'm saying is, the vast majority, in, in my opinion, are doing a good job to keep the public safe. But I think one of the barriers they're facing is the public aren't supporting them enough. And that, that, that's that's why we're seeing this growth in, 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 in mad knife crime, violent crime, used carrying samurais and shit. And I don't blame the kids, I blame the adults. Mm. Is there any other topics that we... Yeah, yeah. the yes. next one is offenders being treated as victims by police and the CJS. Yeah, well, look, you're getting people... Um, this is... I fell out with a few organisations. Well, I've had disputes with organisations over this. You've got kids who are uh, part of county lines being treated as victims, not as perpetrators now. My argument is, and there's, the, 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 there's some big organisations that I said, no, the victims, the victims. And I said, okay, why are the victims? Because they've been groomed and exploited. So let me t- let me put this into perspective. When I got groomed and exploited by international ter- terror groups, if I would have got out of prison in 2009, went and boarded the plane and brought it down into fucking, I don't know, whatever, would I have been a victim or a perpetrator? Perpetrator. Exactly. Yeah. Why? Because I got groomed. I, I got groomed and exploited. Shouldn't I be a victim? No, obviously not. Clearly not. And that's the same with these kids who are going into county lines who are being groomed and exploited. Where is the line from victim to perpetrator? Where do they cross the line? When they act. Do you know what I mean? 
correct. Now, if they're acting under duress, then I agree they probably are a victim. If they're acting under threat, listen, you go and sell this drug, or I'm going to fucking bat you, or I'm going to hate you, or I'm going to hate this or hate, then yeah, they're a victim. But if if they've been coerced into it, come on, mate, we'll get you some trainees, come on, this and that, for the, you know, you ain't good money. Coercion, grooming and exploitation. Then, nah, once they, once they commit criminality, sell drugs, possess drugs, or possess weapons, whatever they're doing, it's perpetration. The, the, the perpetrators, they're not victims. And I say to, I say, there's a, there's a big youth worker, a guy in London, a black guy, who thinks he's the dog's bollocks on, on, on rehabilitating kids. And I, I said to him, I said to him, okay, if these are victims, what do we call the 7-7 seven, seven bombers, like Mohammed Sadiq Khan and that, who committed the 7-7 seven, seven attack? He was groomed and exploited. So what, what would he be? He's a victim. Once he said that, I thought, you are an absolute fucking idiot. There's a woman from the Midlands, ex-customs, used to work for customs. She's a big, big in uh, youth rehabilitation. All she, they're all victims. The victims, these drug dealers are victims. All these kids have, how do you fuck? They're killing each other. They're not victims. They're perpetrators. But at the same time, I don't blame the kids. But at the same time, they're still perpetrators. They ain't victims. And by the police, the police are trying to go with this narrative that treat them as victims, the victims of modern slavery. Yeah, I think the modern slavery legislation is good, is effective, but it doesn't mean these people are, they were victims at one point, but then they become a perpetrator. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? So to, today you're a victim of grooming and exploitation, and and tomorrow you become a perpetrator, and, 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 and then the groomed becomes the groomer. I was once groomed, then I become the groomer. So... I was once groomed by terror networks, and then I I groomed kids into gangs. Do you understand? So, so would I be able to raise that? Oh, I was the victim. I was groomed. Come on, bullshit! Absolute bollocks! I was groomed by them old fellas or over the gun things and stuff. Went to jail over it. You know, and you, it, it's it's one of them. And and seeing people as victims all the time just gives the green light for 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 for, for groomers for to, to go. Oh, come on, mate. Uh, if you get caught, you, you're treated as a victim. So you've been groomed and exploited. So it's encouraging more kids into crime, uh, in, in my opinion. And it's encouraging groomers, well, allowing groomers to, 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 to give an excuse or justification to these kids. So look, look, you can justify your actions by say this, say that. And offenders are the most manipulative of, manipulative creatures. Do you know what I mean? So they manipulate their way through everything. So, they shouldn't be treated, people shouldn't be treated as victims unless they're under duress. Do you know what I mean? So do you think there's an imminent threat to the safety or the safety of, of those around them? Then yeah, then it's a victim. Otherwise, they need to be treated as perpetrators and, and the groom and exploitation ought to be just taken as mitigation. That's my opinion. And I guarantee the approach they've got now, this victim approach, it won't work. It'll backfire on them, it'll bite them on the arse and then years to go won't be scrapped. Mm. The next one is your opinion on the stop and search. Stop and search. I, I, I'm a... I used to hate it. It used to, um, I don't know, they, they were five, six times a day sometimes. The major police were on me every day. I'm responsible pulling me, the fucking matrix pulling me everywhere. Everywhere I went, I was getting stopped. But <coughs> it was a nightmare. It was, it was stop and search was my enemy, but it disrupted me. And I think if I hadn't been stopping search as many times as I was, I would have committed a lot more crime. Now, stop and search, 100%. It deters and detects crime. 
There's no matter. I know these MPs. You've got these MPs, Diane Abbott, uh, Lammy, and so on. Who I respect as MPs. I, I like some of the attitudes they have, some of the opinions they have, but they seem to be against stop and search, and that's not. That's not a good thing. Stop and search, and they're saying, but it, it, it could be, it could be racist. It could be racially proper. If it's a black area and black people are committing a crime, you need to stop and search the black people. If it's a white area, white people are committing a crime. Stop and search the white people. I was white. I was getting stopped more than any black person in the city. Five, six, seven times a day sometimes. Sometimes I'd get stopped on one street, drive the next street and get stopped again. That's how bad it was. How annoying. That's a, But that's how bad it was. So, you know, you can't... The police were on me. They, they, they weren't chasing down black guys. They were chasing down me. And, and I, I think... I don't, know, I, I, I don't. I don't think they. Nah, they, they never. They, there was one occasion when he stopped me with two Asian fellas in, in Anfield, uh, and, and it was a bit of a. It was a bit of a mad one, but he said the reason for stop, or it was, one one of the Asians were taking were taking the piss, wouldn't give us details, so they phoned immigration. Do you mean that? And said they thought he was like an, an illegal, but they knew he weren't. But it was just a it was just a thing to get. But other than that. I, I can't. Sometimes I'd throw the race card because my partners were mixed race and so on. And you know, so, some stop and search might be racially motivated. I'm not saying it isn't, but you can't take the few negative events to to to, to, to criticize stop and search as a whole. There's no chance. It, it's an effective measure. It, it needs to be upped. And there needs to be more stop and search. Does that prevent you from carrying weapons because you knew you're going to get stopped all the time? Hundred percent. Million million percent. I'd, 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 I'd be I'd, I'd be very reluctant to carry anything in my side. I'd be very... I'd always be on my toes and uh, I'm looking and, and, and concerned. And people who was around, it was, they, they was the same. They, they, they carry from destination to destination and, and they try and be on motorbikes. So, because they knew that, that stop and search is, is effective and it deters and it detects 100%. It's not going to stop gun crime. It's not going to stop knife crime. But I'm telling you now, the more stop and search, it'll reduce it significantly. And, 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 you know, sometimes people get stopped that don't deserve to be stopped. You're not involved in nothing, but as police officers, I've, I've never been a cop, so I don't know how cops work, but if I was a policeman, a police officer, I'd profile people. Does he fit the description of someone who's carrying a knife? Let's see. And, and, and you can't always get it right. Stopping searches is not an exact science, but it keeps the public much safer than what yeah. it would be otherwise if it didn't exist. And, and that's coming from me. I was one of the worst pieces of shit to exist to roam the streets. I was scum. I was causing havoc. That's coming from me. Did it stop me? Yeah. Did it disrupt me? Yeah. It never stopped me fully, but it reduced me criminality from here to here in, in terms of carrying weapons and, possess, and possessing illegal articles. So 100%. There's no shadow of a doubt it works, and, I, and I'm a massive supporter of it. doesn't mean I'm a massive supporter of the police, but I support stop and search because it keeps the public much safer. Mm. Great, and I think MPs and people in power and and police chiefs need to realise this. Do you know what I mean? They definitely need to realise this because it's the you know the, the public of the public. You, you don't want your kids or your uh, nephews or nieces going out and getting stabbed and getting. Imagine if that kid would have got stopped half an hour before and the knife got found. Then you, you've saved a life. Come on, you've got the likes of Eva, Eva what was her name? Eva White, Eva White. Imagine if that kid in town who, who perpetrated that, whoever it was, I don't know, the case is still ongoing, I don't want to speculate, but imagine the perpetrator of that crime 
had he been stopped and searched half an hour before, yeah. the knife would have been seized, he would have been arrested, she'd still be alive. So to anyone who po- opposes stop and search, he's a mad. It, it, it makes no sense. And, and you can't say, it's harassment, it's harassment. I was like, fucking hell, well, what was happening to me, mate? Seven times a day, they weren't finding nothing on me. But he knew I was Bangari. And he knew I, I was a piece of shit and I, and I was up to no good. And it disrupted me. It had me stressed. I'd be complaining on the phone every time. Do you stop me? Do you stop me? Do you? And, you know, it's just the way it was. It was the nature of the beast. I mean, do, do you, would you take offence if you got stopped? You do have that look about you, but, yeah. When you're in the lifestyle, you take offence. But when you're a citizen... Then he, there's nothing to worry about. I don't think I'd, exactly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If you're a normal citizen, you're getting stopped two, three times a day. You're going to be pissed off. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a couple of minutes out of yeah. your day, though, if you are innocent. Then... 100%. Listen, the police can check you out with your reg. They can check your name through. Has he got a criminal record? No, sound. They might stop you the once, just check out who you are. Then that's that. They don't need to stop you again. They know who you are. Next time we see you, oh, he's not to worry about. So, what, 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 what you know, what's the what's the issue? Oh, he's, he's, he's stopped me because I'm white or because I'm black or because I'm. Nah, nah, the, 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 the chances are. They've stopped you because they profiled you and, you and you fit the profile of who's committing a crime in the area, who's carrying the knives, who's carrying the guns, who's instigating the, the gang, whatever. So people need to, people can't be critical of things and then complain the police aren't doing enough because when the police increase stop and search, the public are the first people to complain. But then when there's increasing knife crime or violent crime, you then complain again. What the, f- you can't have your fucking cake and eat, uh, eat it. It's one or the other. So that's my opinion on step and search, and it's something I massively support. And MPs need to need to be listening to to issues like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, in this country, it's like versus America. You hardly even see the police. I think I got released in what two thousand seven. I've been pulled over about three times, but weirdly enough, I did get pulled over twice in the same day by the same cop in witness and I was like what's going on (laughs) (laughs) that'd piss you off a bit because he's got no reason to stop you for the second time unless he suspects you're involved in crime but if you go to certain areas fan or something (laughs) certain areas of Liverpool there's police everywhere Yeah, Yeah. they're everywhere constantly and and, and you need high police presence on the streets and I think Mezzi's are police (coughs) I want to I rate them as a police force they put the shit into they put the fear into criminals. Well that uh, leads to the next one, community police relations and the impact it has upon combating youth violence and gangs. <coughs> that was it. Obviously, community relations with the police are strained. You look at that nationally across the country, whether it's in Liverpool, London, wherever it may be. You know, policing is I don't know, I've never done it, but I, I follow a lot on my social media and a lot, a lot follow me and, and I see day-to-day they're facing massive challenges on the staff. To, you know, I think Theresa May, how many did she got? 10 or 20,000 police officers. So there's a smaller number of police officers with an increasing violent fucking pandemic, epidemic, whatever you, want, whatever you want to call it. So you've got small numbers of police officers having to face a greater problem. Now, when the community are criticising them, you're getting people videoing them every second. I used to do that as a criminal, Video, videoing, recording, and this and that, because it was, it was a us versus them type of attitude. And But if you're not a criminal, if you've got nothing to hide, you don't, you don't need to be videoing the police. If you see a police officer beating a woman up, or beating someone up disproportionately, yeah, video them and fucking report them, 100%. I'm in support of that. But if a police officer is restraining someone 
with reasonable force. Why why do you need a video there? If if a police officer's restraining someone on the ground, handcuffing them and setting them up, you don't know what that person's done. Do you know what I mean? You you just because they haven't done nothing there doesn't mean they haven't done nothing a few hours before. So you don't know the facts of that case. So you've got no right to question that case or to interfere. Do you understand what I'm saying? Whereas if a police officer puts someone in cuffs and beats them, then you have, then you've got a right. It's your duty to interfere as a, as a member of the public. It's your duty to interfere and your duty to video that officer. But if the force being used is proportionate, do you know what I mean? Or if someone's resisting arrest and they use more force, gives them a knee or, or whatever, then that, that's proportionate. And the public needs to understand, violent criminals especially, you can't, even non-violent criminals per se are just, you, you can't stop them with a feather duster and go, all right, all right, my fr- friend, friendly chap, let me tickle your, tickle your foot and let me just put these cuffs. It doesn't work like that. Because <clears throat> if I'm a criminal and I've got a fucking gun on me, the first opportunity you get, I'm going to pull it. And there was a case in London not long ago, uh, a police officer got a gun pulled on him. I think he was a royal protection officer. I can't remember what, what, what he was. I think he was part of the Met or something. But someone pulled a gun on him in the street, and, and he tackled him. And I think he, got, I assume he got arrested. But you know, imagine if that police officer would have been shot. So that's why. <coughs> a lot of the time we see police officers putting people in cuffs. It's because it happened to me loads times, but they didn't know what I was carrying. I, I had gun markers. I had weapon markers on me. I, I was I was renowned for being a twat. So a police officer's not going to stop. Sometimes he didn't cuff me because they stopped me that much, so they knew that I was all right. But um, not all right. But you know what I mean. They don't know what you're carrying. They don't know has he got a knife on him? Has he got what's he got on him? So they can. I'm stopping you if I'm a police officer. I'm stop- I, I I can't see what you've got concealed. You could you could be in a bad mood. You could have had an argument with your wife and think fuck this guns. I'm 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 going to do. So the public seeing people being put in handcuffs is not necessarily a bad thing you can't risk assess it's that officer who needs to risk assess the situation and say are handcuffs necessary do we need to cuff this guy does it look a bit suspicious is he fidgeting does he have drugs on him might he grab the drugs and swallow them might he stick them up his bum because that's what people do they, 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 they conceal them uh, anally I don't know why I was doing that thing then, but <laughs> it's, it's um, you know, they, they, they put them up the anal passage, yeah. and that could be another reason the the, the police uh, to preserve evidence. So we've got to put the cuffs on you to preserve evidence in case you try and get rid of it. So, and that's what the public don't understand. They prematurely criticize. Well, why are you cuffing him? What's he done? What's he done? What the fuck does it matter to you, mate? What what he's done? You know, unless the guy's getting beat up. It's none of your fucking. It's none of your business. If if, if the police are putting the cuffs on someone and treating them appropriate, appropriate, then what what business of the public is it to all stand around video them? Right, officer, what's your number? Why? Well, what do you need his number for, mate? What the fuck's that arrest got to do with you? Or that stop and search got to do with you? You stopping and searching him to establish whether he's carrying it or he's whatever. What's it got to do with this idiot over there who's videoing? Right, what's your number, officer? This is police brutality. Police brutality. We go to fucking Russia or China or fucking wherever where the where the with the fuck are you? If you give them a wrong look or even Spain, the guy that they'll beat you. You're saying police brutality over here? Listen, you've got one of the softest police forces in in the in the world. You go to America, they'll fucking shoot you. Do you know what I mean? And you're complaining of the policing in this country. You go to any other country. I I I'd like the police to be a lot more harsher. 
I think the UAE and Saudi, like, not, 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 I don't know so much about Saudi, but like the UAE, Dubai, they've got a top police force because they're strict, they're robust, they're on the ball, they don't take any shit. But is the police over here? I think it's too soft. Policing is too soft. And that's because, primarily, the criticism from the public and MPs towards the police and, and the scrutiny towards the police, they're scared to fuck, the shit's scared of doing anything right. Because are we going to get criticised for this? And, and, and it's too much to think. When they stop, am I going to get criticised? Can I do this? Can I do you know, what? That's why so many are giving up and fucking getting jobs in offices and that, because they can't be asked with the, the, the amount of divvies that are getting them on camera. And then he edited the video to make it look like it was bad. Yeah. But he, he didn't see the guy before fucking batter a granny or, 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 or throw a knife or throw drugs. They just seen him do the video so it makes the policeman just beating him up. But what happened 10 minutes before? Where's the video for that? Oh, there, there is some dodgy police, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm not disputing that, but I think they're in the minority. And I scrutinise them. I've got I've got seventeen hundred fifty followers on me on my social media now. I probably lost another ten today because I offend people, but I've got seventeen hundred and fifty on my social media, and I think about <coughs> seven eight hundred maybe a police or police connected. So I, was, I I don't intentionally scrutinise them, but I'm always watching. Do you know what I mean? I, and I see the shit they're under. I see the scrutiny they're under. I look at some of the IOPC decisions and 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 what MPs say. So uh, some MPs and, and everyone's at them. Everyone's on the fucking case. Now, if you're a criminal, that's good because society is playing into criminals' hands. It's giving criminals what they need: criticism of the police, water and down of the police, defund the police, defund. What, who the fuck's gonna police the streets, mate? What, what happens if your granny gets robbed? What happens if you if you get assaulted in the street? Who are you going to phone? It makes no sense. They phone the police. They're not thinking rationally about it. And I've seen some MPs say that. And I think, how are you even an MP? They phone the police. What, 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 what if what your vulnerable member of your family goes missing? Because it's not just arrest that police do. Sometimes they're saving people from harm. In other ways, people who are arrested themselves, the police will go out and find them. Or, or if your 98-year-old fucking great-grand goes missing and she's got dementia, the police will go and find her. So I think they need... More credit than they're getting. Don't get me wrong, the bastards are getting rooted out. So, so the corrupt ones. You're seeing all police corruption everywhere on the papers, and I think that's a positive thing. Yeah. Because it's being rooted out. So, was you not seeing it like years ago when you weren't seeing it? Then it was dodgy for the racism, the misogyny, the the the, the, the assaults, the corruption. The more being highlighted in the media, the more accountability there is, and I think that I think that's a good thing. So, I don't see that as a necessary bad thing. Say. Look, the police are all bad because look at these ones. I see it as the bad apples are being rooted out, so that's a good thing. And it's a pity it's not happening in the fucking prison service. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Well, it, it, I, I think it's one of the best police forces in, in the world when, it, when you compare it to other countries. And it's not the best, should I say. I don't think it's robust. That, that's the wrong word. I think it's the, one of the most feeblest, uh, tiptoeing police force. They tiptoe about things. They're scared to. Never used to be like that. And that's because the public, so the public are getting what they deserve now. For all the criticism and shit they've created and all the criticism, this is the police service what you've created, you and your MPs. Do you know what I mean? Some of the MPs support more robust policing. Pretty Patel, what she sees in the face of it, she seems a bit harsh. But you got these other MPs that are against it. And I think that's why crime has been allowed to manifest and go through the roof, violent crime. 
Well, you said about the prison systems. What's your views on prisons, probation and rehabilitation? And why isn't it working? And what can be done to change it? I think prisons have saturated. It's a, the, the prison service is institutionally racist, as I said earlier on. And I stand by that 100%. Uh, I think black and Asian people have a more difficult time in most prisons than, than white people. I mean, I think the targets, especially up north, down south, it may be different. But up north, I've seen black and Asian people do get a hard time. And I think prison corruption is rife. And they're only just starting to look at camp and down. You see the odd few prison officers getting caught out in this and that. But saying that there are some good prison staff. I was at HMP Preston. It was run. It was run properly. The prison staff didn't take no shit. And, and, and they nipped problems in the bud straight away. Whereas other prisons, just allowing people to behave as, as they want. The feral environments. And I think there's, there's not enough scrutiny on prisoners, the, the the prison service is not fit for purpose and it's putting the public at massive, massive risk, huge risk. Psychologists, people are getting released prematurely, like sex offenders and mm. like that sex offending guy the other day who escaped from open conditions. How was he allowed to manipulate the system and get to open conditions? Uh, he's caught now. The, the police have had to mop up the mess created by the prison service and the prison psychologists because the parole board have sent him to open conditions. On, on, based on an informed decision they've made from reports. That, that's the likelihood because that's the normal process. Everyone conducts the, does the, compares the reports, the, the probation service, the psychologists, forensic psychology, and then it goes to the parole board and they make a decision. Do you know what I mean? So who are the psychologists that have, that have been duped to allow this guy to go to open conditions? And that's what I'm saying. I used to raise it all the time as a mentor. I'd say, look, he's getting a wall pulled over your eyes and I don't think it's appropriate. There's, there was murderers and white beaters going to open conditions, and many of them were predators. Some of, some of them were genuine people who want to change and they deserve open conditions, but there was many others that had duped away through the system and through the categories, and they were very manipulative, dangerous, dangerous people. And these people were getting to get these and getting released. I'm thinking, how the fuck has he got parole or out? I was doing the offending behaviour programmes with them, and, and they go on the course... And go, oh yeah, this and that, and A, B, and C, and then I come back to wing and, and I'd be a different person. It, it was like Jekyll and Hyde. And I think, They're just saying all the right things. Yeah, 100% yeah. and ticking the boxes. And, and the psychologists, I, I used to say, I, I would use getting the duped day in, day out, getting the wall pulled by, 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 by these offenders, and they go, oh, well, it's an accredited cut. So absolute bollocks. But these psychologists are putting the public at increased risk. And the prison staff on the landings in some prisons and not scrutinising prisoners enough. Because what you find with a manipulative prisoner is they can't sustain the manipulation. There's going to be times and times where the behaviour will, the real them will come out. Mm. Like the, 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 There was a guy in prison, I don't want to refer to him, because um, he killed a young girl. She um, must have said about 20, 25 years. And um, <clears throat> he was cutting, cutting hair on the landing. And he said something about a woman prison officer. I can't remember word for word. I might, don't quote me on this, but it was something along the terms of if we weren't this or that, I'd drag her in the cell or I'd do whatever, whatever. But bearing in mind, 20 years, two decades before, he's already killed a female. Now, this guy, because he's ex-army or ex-squaddy or whatever, he's duped the system. The prison officers all love him because he's ex-army, so the prison officers are like, oh, you're a great example, you're a shining example. He duped the psychologist, he duped the prison and got to Cathy. He's in Cathy. This guy, I'm telling you now, I'll, I'll eat my words if I'm wrong. 
I think he's going to re-offend. And, and, and the public are going to be the ones, at the detriment, they're going to be the ones to suffer. Because psychologists in the prison service are sending the wrong people to, to, to cut these. They're, giving, they're getting the wrong people parole. You can't blame the parole board. The parole board is making an informed decision based on information it has before it. Mm. The parole board doesn't sit on the land and observe people. That's for prisons to have to do. That's for prison officers to do. And the parole board doesn't assess people in the sense as a forensic psychologist does. What's the purpose of a forensic psychologist if they're getting it wrong all the time? Do you know what I mean? Too many people are duping them. And it's putting the public at massive risk. Look how many people you get that are getting out of prison on parole, licenses and this and that, and, and they're killing people or they're attacking people. There was, there was a case where a lifer, where he met someone else and killed a second woman. And, and I believe, I can't say definitively, but in my personal opinion, there's people that are getting parole who've got parole who are going to be released at some point soon. And I think they're going to go on to either kill or seriously harm more people. Definitely. And, and there's going to be a point where I say, I warned them about him. There was another one in Sudbury, uh, another guy, murderer, ex-lifer, lifer, sorry. Uh, he, got, he got parole. And, and some of the shit he was coming out with about doing this to people and chopping this person and doing that person. And I thought, he's, he, he's, a, he's a predator, he's a risk. Do you know what I mean? Well, there was one in the cat who went to the cat and there was one in the cat who got his parole. Both lifers, both murderers, and both fucking bonkers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But the duping psychologist, the duping the probation service, the, and I used to raise it many times. Used, but it was like banging me head against a brick wall. So the, the public are, are at an increased risk, but they're not going to listen until... But there's going to come a point where one of the people I've raised are either going to kill or serious harm, and I'm going to be the first to be shouting to the papers, I'm going to be first to be shouting from the rooftops, I told you about this cunt, and you just let them out. But they can't take my word for it, They can't because that could be malicious. Do you know what I mean? Because when I raised it about one instant, he said they could be malicious, and I said, well, it's hard to use to investigate, but they wouldn't even investigate it. Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the first, I'm going to be the first to be shouting from the rooftops. But, and in respect of probation, I think, <sighs> I don't know. I've got I've got a good relationship with with some some probation officers, and uh, I like some probation officers, but I don't think the service is for the purpose again. Uh, and I'm constantly saying about probation directors scrutinising the practice that's applied to offenders, because I think offenders, <coughs> a lot of offenders, uh, their rehabilitation is impeded because of policies applied arbitrarily by probation, and 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 certain officers. Certain managers might say, oh, but if you don't like it, complain. We shouldn't have to complain to, to, to get the correct service. We shouldn't have to complain to avoid rules and, and policies being applied arbitrarily or, or disproportionately. We shouldn't have to do that. And there was one instance where, where, where I went to one of the chief, the heads of probation, and she said, how's it got to me? How's it got this far? I said, your managers wouldn't listen. And, you know, I was, I was raising the case and it weren't being considered adequately and, and she overruled. And, and credit to her, there, there are some extremely good people in probation, including this chief probation officer who, who, who we spoke to. She's extremely good and I've got a lot of respect for her. But some of the managers and some of the probation officers are just not, not just in, in, in respect of me. I mean, I'm talking in general, the, the amount of cases I've done, the, the rules they're applying to offenders. How do they expect offenders to to follow that? It, it it's not 
And, and as a result, it's putting the public at risk. Yeah. Because if you, you can't protect the public without rehabilitating the offender. So so, so that's something... And I'm a massive critic of, of probation and the prison service, but that said, you, you do get some some good staff in the proba- prison and probation service. That there's good and bad ones, but it's not necessarily because they're corrupt or they're doing anything intentionally. It's just that sometimes they're not applying policies that they ought to be applied. You know what I mean? Applied, and, and there's a lot of barriers mm. that offenders face, and, and, and it obstructs the rehabilitation. So based on your experience then, what's the solution to knife crime and gang violence? Isn't there, there's no there's no one I think in respect there needs to be a lot more support for policing. There needs to be a lot more support for community policing and, and the, the community needs to have a better relationship with with, with the local police, hundred percent. And yeah. parents need to be, be educating the kids to, to, to be more respectful towards the police and, and, and not fear the police. You know what I mean? There needs to be better developments of relations. And th- th- that's a start. And to stop and search is definitely something which is which is needed. Do you know what I mean? So the, the, the relations with the police need to be a lot more better. Definitely. Uh, the community cohesion and also neighbours need to speak to each other. So if your kid's a little shit, she, she can ring you up and say, you know, Tom, Tom, Tom's done this, or you know, he's done that. I've just seen him smashing a window, and you, and you can get a grip of Tom and punish him, chastise him in whatever way is deemed appropriate to, to whatever he's done. Do you understand what I'm saying? But there's no community cohesion, there's no community spirit no more. And, and every everyone knew everyone years ago, nobody communicates yeah, anymore, exactly. And that's, that's I think telephones. that's one of the issues, devices, yeah. yeah. So, so these little shits, but even if you commune by devi- devices, at least your neighbors all know each other, yeah, or one neighbor will know that neighbor, so. Hang on, that's little Tom from two streets away. We we we, we can bring his mum or go and see his mum, and and you're all not speaking to him, so you you can, you can resolve issues like that. You know what I mean? But it needs to be nipped in the bud from an early age. If a seventeen year old carrying a knife or threatening you, you can't go and see his mum because the likelihood is he's not going to listen. But it, one of the things I wanted to, to try and implement was a knife crime, a knife crime pro, uh, project. I, I want to do in the north of England, but I, I need. Obviously, support with and I need investors who are, who are going to come on board. Not just so much invest. I need them to come on board and and help me with the logistical side of it. Now, I believe I've got the solution. I'm not going to go through the solution on here, but I honestly believe I've got the solution. I'm, I'm strongly confident in it. It's something I want to work towards implementing. Do you know what I mean? I, I've been doing a lot of things in the background, which which are getting towards that. But and I need. Don't, I've had people who said they'll invest, but. You need to be squeaky clean. I don't want anyone dodgy or anyone. I look at and think, are you or aren't you? It needs to be someone who's squeaky clean because there's going to be major scrutiny. Dirt thrown at it, yeah. Not, not dirt thrown at it, but there's going to be scrutiny as to, okay, who's investing, what have we got? And there's going to be other people come to the table but are going to want to be sure that it's a sound, the people who are investing are squeaky clean. Because imagine if we, if we was to start a knife crime project and then two years down the line it comes comes out the investors a fucking drug dealer mm. it's, it's going to look a bit hypocritical so I need someone who's squeaky clean and, and these days me finding someone who's squeaky clean is quite a challenge do you know what I mean and, and when investors the odd investor does come forward it's I'm comfortable with them probably not or, or I would have had them by now so it needs to be someone who can demonstrate that they're whiter than white and to, to come on board even more than one people even if there's a number of people and, and, and I believe I want to start the project on a smaller scale. Maybe, maybe we're safe 30, 
30 kids in the first instance and demonstrate it being effective and then move on to, say, 50, 60 and, and just pilot it for three to six months and demonstrate it being how effective it is. And once that's demonstrated, then it can be uh, we can approach the local authority and MPs. But <coughs> at the moment, it's difficult to approach the local authority and MPs because they're going to say, well, how can we be sure it works? And my approach is a little bit controversial. But once it's implemented, no matter how controversial it is, once you can show it to be effective in reducing crime and reducing the distorted ideology within kids and young people, that's when it doesn't matter how controversial it is or how unorthodox it is. If it works, the end, the, the, the end justifies the means. I mean, so I, I want people, it would preferably be business people, to come forward to, if they're willing to, if it's something they're interested in, to, to get a project off the ground, do you know what I mean? But it's not, I, I, I don't want, I wouldn't expect them to want to, yeah, there's the money, because I need support, I need help. So the investor, the investor or the investors don't even have to give me any money. They can just, they can just get what I need. I'll tell them what I need. I need a, we need a facility somewhere based in the North England with a capability to, 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 to teach and help so many kids. Do you know what I mean? But even if we just do 30 at a time to start with, or 50 at a time, uh, and, and then we can see how that goes, and, and I'm 90% confident it'll work, and there's no one else in the country that's applying or having this approach, what, what I want to take, there's no one else doing it. And I, I explained to yourself last night, didn't I, it, my, my, some of my ideas, <clears throat> and it's totally different to what, there's no one in the country doing it, but I'm quite confident. I've been involved in all different aspects of crime, I've been in you know, I've I've been around terrorists. I've been around gang members. I've I've been around Evan. Do you know what I mean? I, I, and I understand it. There's different approaches to take, but no one. The approach I want to take is it's unique. It's something different. And I'm confident. I'm more than confident that it'll work. Otherwise, I wouldn't publicly go and say something. And I've the amount of professionals that will be coming on board. I wouldn't embarrass myself to them. Because yeah, it's going to jeopardise my relationship with them. If I was to try and get something off the ground and investors come forward and it didn't work, then it's only me who's looking stupid. There's no one else. And the amount of scrutiny I've, I've got on me, it's not in my favour to be to be failing things like that. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I want to set an example. Look, I told you I was right. And I've implemented what I said I'm going to implement. And I've made this change and that change. And, I, and, and eventually I want to expand it all over the country. I want to start in the north of England initially. And demonstrate it working. That can be the pilot, and then expand it to the Midlands, to London, and, and so on, so on. But I, I can, I can more not as a hundred percent guarantee. But you know, if there's anyone willing to speak to me who's got the ability to invest, then I, I'm happy to sit down and speak to them. And everyone's saying, "Oh, business plans, business." It's not a business plan. I, I've got the solution. I, I just need the, someone to help me with the logistics and the investment, and you know, they can be part of it. They can be involved. And they're being kept kept up to date, and whatever needs, whatever expenditure there needs to be doing, they can purchase whatever needs to be bought. So you know, if we need the classroom, they can just purchase the classroom. I don't need the money to do that. I can just ring them and say, "Look, we need the classroom, or we need this, we need that," and they can get it. I'm just using that as an example. If if we need a van, I say, "Yeah, we need a minibus." That that's that. So they can purchase that. I don't need the money directly, so I'm not. Managing the money, I'm not handling the money. They can do that side of it. They can do logistics. Side of it. What I'm willing to do is the nitty gritty work and get that done, and get these kids reformed. Wow! And how do people contact you? They can contact me through 
through yourselves, through Sean, or yeah, we, we'll put all your links below the video. Yeah. So you, would you like to email you, contact you on Instagram, or what's your preferred yeah, I, I, method? I, I, I'm yeah, on, what's your Insta? I, I'm, I'm on Twitter, it's Sicarius McGrath. But if they, if they can't find me, um, you can you can put a link to me Twitter. But the only reason I don't like putting me personal details is I get a lot of trolls. Because mm. uh, especially in criminals or ex-criminals are saying, oh, you're grass and you're this and you're... Uh, it's not a bad grass. No, I, I couldn't give a shit about grass and people. I'm, I'm, what I want to try and do is help kids and help young people. And I think I've got... I've developed enough connections now to implement that. And I've got a lot of people who are willing to support and help me, but I'm I'm lacking the investment and I'm lacking someone to help me with the logistical side of it. You mean I've got a lot of people who want to come on board, a lot of professionals, a lot of good people who are willing to support and help me. Do you mean that? And even from, you know, there's a number of police officers who've, who've, who've said, we think it's good what you're doing. And, and we're, we're interested in whether seeing it or work or not. Because a lot of people are a bit sceptical. So... I, I like. I want to prove people wrong, and I want to prove it will work. Do you know what I mean? So it's not. It's not. It's not a scam. It's not a con. It's not. You know, whoever's coming on board, there's going to be eyes and ears everywhere watching whether this works or whether it doesn't. And I'm confident to say I'm not going to sit here publicly and say yeah, it'll work when I don't when I think there's any chance of it not working. I'm more than confident it will work. So if people can contact me through yourself or whatever, but the more people that want to come on board, the better. But it just needs to be someone who's squeaky. Squeaky clean, do you know what I mean? Who's, who's not affiliated to crime or not up to not dodgy, do you know what I mean? Because there's going to be a lot of a lot of scrutiny and a lot of eyes watching. You ever thought about writing a book about your life? I don't know. I, 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 can, ju- I can just about I speak. This probably the closest, uh, the clearest I've spoken in months. <laughs> yeah, usually, my speech impediment, good. Comes, my speech impediment comes into play. Do you know what I mean? But yes, I don't know. That, I'm not really. Interested. I, I just want to try and get this youth. youth a knife crime project going off. It's not just about it's a violent crime reduction program. That's what I want to implement. So guns, knives, any form of violence, any form of organised crime, county lines. That's what it's going to be addressing. And you know, I, I want to also educate youths to have a better relationship with the police. Yeah. The, 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 that's and 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 the authorities. Do you know what I mean? So it's not just about I'll do you a favour if you see a crime, ring one 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 on one or whatever it's called. One on one is it? Yeah, whatever ring one or what that's not the case I'm not preaching that type of shit what I'm saying is you need to have more faith in the police more trust in the police and support the police in the job and you need to understand why they stop and search and why they fucking deemed to be harassing you it's not harassment it's proportionate do you know what I mean six, six seven times a day to me you know but in, in hindsight I don't see that as harassment because it was necessary it was proportionate so I also want to educate young people on relations with the police and you know I'm I'm, I'm not pro-police, I'm not anti-police, I just understand that in order to keep the public safe the police are needed, the police are necessary so that's what I'm, I'm promoting from that aspect Brilliant. James or Joe, got any questions? At the end of this four hour journey Is it four hours? Yeah. Sure. He was nearly falling asleep, weren't he? Who? I was going to give you a Red Bull. <laughs> sure. No, it's brilliant Any questions, guys? No, I'm sorry, I was typing I know yeah. You got got anything, Joe? Do you agree with a stop and search? Yeah. 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 Definitely. All right. So for the viewers then, if you've enjoyed this as much as us, please let us know in the comments. All of... Oh, the name Zacharias. Yes. I, mean, I don't even want to go into that. Every, <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing, but 2013, um, we set up a company, a risk management company. And uh, that was 
it, it originates from uh, the Sakaris, the the Jewish. I think about two thousand years ago. But um, when it when I adopted that name in two thousand and thirteen, it was originally initially a company that we set up, a risk management company. But it, there was a lot of uh, speculation around it, saying, "Oh, it means if you Google Sakarius, it says Hitman or something along them terms, an African spider." But all the authorities were saying, when I, when I got arrested, they were saying, his name means Hitman, his name means Hitman. Hang on, if you Google it, it comes up African Spider when you say, you call me an African Spider. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It fits their narrative to say, oh, it means this, it means that. Of course. It, doesn't, it means African Spider as well. So I was never, I've never been called an African Spider by the authorities. But you say, oh, it means aggressive, fucking aggressive. Hitman. Knife man, dagger, dagger, man of the dagger, it's something it said. No, man of the dagger, hitman, man of the dagger. And that's what they were saying. And I, and, I, and I said, but it means African spider, but you've never called me that. <laughs> it, it, it was the psychologist who was saying it, the, 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 um, and the probation service when I was away. And he said, but, but it means hitman, and it means man of the dagger. Why, why have you named yourself hitman and man of the dagger? I said, but if you Google it, it comes up African spider, but none of you ever ever called me African spider because <laughs> it doesn't fit your narrative. And I said, if you look at the origins of it, it goes back to two thousand, two and a half thousand years to like the days of Jesus, where the Sakaris would conceal daggers in the cloaks, and, that, and that's where the name has been uh-huh. ado- adopted and distorted. You, you've got these Colombians who've distorted them and think it means Sicario hitman. It does a fuck. It's absolutely bollocks if you look at the origin of it. it, it, it you know, it, it means African spider, and it means there's a number of things it means, but hitman is not one of them. The, the Sakaris were, were or Sakaris were they, they were a group of people back in. 2000 whatever BC around the times of Jesus or whatever that concealed daggers in the cloaks and people have distorted the meaning and distorted mm. the name and adopted that you've got people in Colombia we had to say kind of bollocks mate talking <laughs> shit it means this and it means you know there's a spider called uh, Sicarius Sicarius spider but no one's a, no one calls you a spider they won't say why have you named yourself after a spider because it doesn't fit their narrative no one is trying to paint you as some violent monster they, they won't say, and this guy is named himself after a spider. They, they, they don't say that. They, they, they paint their little picture to suit their narrative. Do you know what I mean? And that's what these psychologists are like. And I, I want to explain to Google it. No, I think it's a cool sounding name, though. Yeah, it, I thought Sicarius, and I immediately thought of Mexican cartel Sicario, but that's then what I asked think. him and he, he told me the story and I found think. it quite fascinating. Yeah, but yeah. The, if you look at the origins to it, the, the Sicarius, they used to conceal daggers in the cloaks. Right. From thousands of years ago, and it, and it can, you know, it's got a number of meanings. But people call you what fits their suits their narrative. As I said, the psychologists say, "Well, why didn't you ever call me an African spider then, or a spider?" You don't say, "I name myself after a spider." Even in reports, he, he named himself after a the Sicario hitman. Uh, how's that, mate? Go and do your research. You're supposed to be a professional, a PhD in fucking psychology, and you're talking shit. <laughs> Talking absolute bollocks, and we're trusting you with the rehabilitation of offenders. Go, go away and do your research. But it is what it is. I've been called worse. You know, I was, I, I, you know, I, I, I was in the gym the other day, and within a couple of days, I got called Polish, I got called a Geordie, I got called Scottish. I think Scottish. Scottish. I don't know if, that, if that's a compliment or, or, or an offence. You, you can I mean? clearly hear your voice is not Scottish. Exactly. But yeah. listen, I've been called Everton. <laughs> and even when I told the fella, he went to hear the Georgian and said, no, and he went, where about Newcastle are from? So I've just told you, mate, I'm, I, I, fucking, I don't even think I've ever been to Newcastle. Do you know what I mean? But people, I don't know, people are bonkers in it, but you just got to take them with a pinch of salt. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But, 
Yes, thank you. All right. So all of Sakaris's links will be in the description box below the video. If you do want to reach out, if you're an investor, you want to support his project, you want to get involved, his Twitter is down there, his links are down there. Please don't hesitate to get in touch. If you're interested in some organic cotton clothing. Head over to the website, organiccottonclothing.co.uk. What an advert. Yeah, and huge thank you to Joe and James and everyone for coming out to film this today. And let us know in the comments what you think. Thank you very much, Sicarius. Cheers, yeah, mate. No, brilliant. Yeah, nice. yeah. Good. brilliant. Yeah, well done. Thank you. Oh, got a stretch. This podcast is sponsored by Gadfly Press. We're proud to announce the publication of Scotland's Johnny Boy, The Bird That Never Flew. From the back cover, all his life, Johnny Boy Steele has been running, first from an abusive father, then from the rigours of an approved school and a young offender's jail, and finally, from the harshness of adult prison. This book details how the Steele brothers staged the most daring breakout that Glasgow's Barlini prison had ever seen, and recounts what happened when their younger brother Joseph was falsely accused of the greatest mass murder in Scottish legal history. We're talking the ice cream wars there. If Johnny Boy had wings, he would have flown to help his family, but he would have to wait for freedom to use his expertise to publicise young Joe's miscarriage of justice. This is a compelling, often shocking, and uncompromisingly honest account of how the human spirit can survive against almost crushing odds. It is a story of family love, friendship, and, ultimately, a desire for justice. So, Scotland's Johnny Boy, The Bird That Never Flew, is available worldwide on Amazon. Link in the description box below this video. Thank you for supporting our sponsor. Cheers. Here at Boomer and Jen, we offer a wide range of organic or recycled clothing. We all know our planet is important. We only have this one, so it's vital that we all work together to slow down and reverse the changes to the environment. Whilst we all know that big industry are having a significant effect on pollution, here at Boomer and Gen, we believe that if we all make small changes, we can do our part. Fast fashion causes detrimental effects to the planet. Not only is nearly 20% of global wastewater produced by the fast fashion industry, but there is a considerable amount of fast fashion ending up in landfill. So let's move away from fast fashion items that are only worn once or twice and start wearing extremely comfortable, durable and environmentally friendly clothing and ethical jewellery. Boomer and Jen was founded in a quiet town in Devon in 2018. It has now gone from strength to strength as the world is becoming more aware of the current climate situation, helping our customers to buy sustainable, quality clothing. All of our products are fair trade and registered with the Global Organic Textiles Standard Association. Check us out on organiccottonclothing.co.uk.